Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com, Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to Pulp MX Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works coming at you. It's Monday, Tuesday, I should say, November 15th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. YouTube people, thank you. Archive people, thank you. Live listeners slash live listeners. Thanks, people. Appreciate it. Got a great show lined up. A lot of Paris Supercross talk tonight. I just got back from there last night, and uh, Ken Roxon took the win. He's got some decisions ahead of him. We'll talk about that and more. Eli Tomac, road great as well. And uh, our buddy Alex Ray didn't do all the laps. He did not do all the laps. We'll get into that and more later on the show. Don't forget, sponsor deals on PulpaMexShow.com. Hover over the logo. Find the codes to save. You're in the market for Guts Racing. You're in the market for Pro Filter, Maxima, Atlas. There's codes to save. Intense cycles as well. Use the code. Save some money, people. Okay? Thank you. Uh, Ryan Dungey on the show tonight. Ryan Villapoto on the show tonight. Alex Martin on the show tonight. Adam Bailey on the show tonight. Scott Huddlestone as well from Motorsport.com. Jam Pack Show. Uh, think about Dunge and Villapoto. Two of the all-time greats. Two of the Mount Rushmore of moto they're on the show so thanks to those guys for coming on board motorsport.com of course the driven to ride video is out we talked about this gold creek lodge thing we did a few weeks back with uh talon and myself and villapoto and weimer rory sullivan it is out so go to uh, youtube motorsport.com youtube page and watch it watch me struggle watch me make some funny jokes as well uh appreciate that and motorsport.com is uh really gonna just thank you people for being pulp mx listeners and we are giving away four $100 gift cards tonight on the show for our live listeners. We will do $100 gift card for our archive listeners. I'll tell you about that later on. But, yeah, four Motorsport.com $100 gift cards uh, tonight on the show. And that's simply uh, a thank you from Motorsport.com. And uh, so we'll tell you how to do that later on and win that. Uh, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Acherbys, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, OGO Power Sports, ORW, Skosh, Pro Filter, FMF, thanks to those guys, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, Pulpamex 20 is the code to save with WorksConnection.com. Please check those guys out. The uh, Pro Launch Start device. Yeah, sweeping the nation between Star Yamaha and Factory Honda. WUSA, thanks to the W guys for the World Vet Race last weekend, uh, stepping up and sponsoring that. Get Data, Ride Engineering, Manscaped, Suspension Direct, Intense Cycles, Wisco Piston, our buddy Billy Grotto, Twisted T. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to the show. And as I said, Dungy, Villapoto, Troll Train, Adam Bailey on the show tonight. Don't forget the PulpMex app, which will be out real soon. Maybe this Friday, I heard. Uh, Amazon widget on pulpamex.com as well. Go through Amazon, that widget to help us out. Do the same thing for motorsport.com. And we get a small slice of that, and it enables me to keep paying people uh, like the guy sitting across from me in studio to get here and uh, and do the show. I, I super appreciate him coming in. 
Longtime industry guy, uh, former pro racer. Man, got third in a national moto, everybody. Uh, worked at WPS, worked at Smith Goggles, worked at Alpine Stars. Now he's got his Dirt Buzz marketing agency going. It's Dale Spangler. What's up, man? How are you? Hi, Steve. Thanks for coming in. Man, I really appreciate it. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for uh, yeah. Uh, I've been wanting to get you on for a while. You, you asked me a while, a while back about coming in. I'm like, that'd be great. Uh, I'm glad we could make it happen. So. Yeah. Like I was telling you earlier, it's kind of a bucket list thing for me. You know? Yeah. You just come so far, <laughs> you know. It's, well, it's amazing. You know? uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's and we'll get into our history a little bit, uh, but yeah, I definitely have you to thank for sure for things, um, the success of this show. We'll get into that a little more. Pull that microphone a little closer if you can. And uh, yeah, Dungey Villapoto, Troll Train, uh, and Adam Bailey on tonight, so it should be a good show. Definitely. Uh, we'll get into maybe some tough racing stories. Yeah. Can we get into some not? tough racing Keith Bowen stories? <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know not? how much you why can not? tell publicly, but eh, yeah. yeah. There's nothing to worry about there. Uh, <laughs> uh, bucket list, he says. Yeah. Directing the show over there, holding things down. A man who gets to live the bucket list each and every Monday or Tuesday. Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hi. What's happening? This has been on my bucket list since I started. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, well, maybe, I'm just happy to be here. Maybe you should appreciate, you know how fortunate you are to be here this is dale's bucket have list. i ever not been mm. Mm? i'm gonna spit out my coffee yeah <laughs> uh uh everything good i thought yep. we're yeah yeah okay. we'll just move on from that okay. i'm just happy to be here All Steve. Right. Thank, thank you for having me uh taking your phone calls over there in the corner he's uh holding things down he's very excited because ryan dungy's on his favorite rider the tits what's up I was going to ask for overtime pay since this is a Tuesday, uh-huh. but since Dungy's on, we'll call it even. Okay. All yep. right. Very uh, excited. We uh, we have set the Popamex staff dinner coming up here. The inaugural. Well, we did, it, we did it before. We just didn't invite you. Okay. Um, All right. Who does he show? Does who? Does Tiss show? Oh, oh, free dinner? Free dinner? Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't even complain about the place, even if it was, uh, you know. Yeah, free meal. Okay, all right. I'm just wondering. Can't beat it. <laughs> now, are you still? Gonna, are you going to continue to harass Tater? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's uh, non-negotiable. <laughs> no, non-negotiable. <laughs> Got it. Uh, sounds good. Well, uh, try not to be weird with Dunge on the phone. All right. Okay. And then uh, is Tater coming in later? Or we think he is. He, he's, he's, he's got a very busy night, but Coach Tater. Yeah. Is skipping his year end uh, T ball tournament awards banquet to be here for this. Yeah, he's coming in because uh, he wow. was up there at Gold Creek Lodge up in Idaho, yeah. where you live. Yep. Uh, that place is amazing, by looks, the way. It looks so good. It does. And uh, so Tater was there, and uh, uh, we're going to get him to come in as well when RV's on the phone. So lots to get into. Um, well, Eli Tomac almost had the perfect year, Spangler. He yep. uh, won the most Supercross title, Motocross title, Motocross the Nations title. He went to the UK for the World Supercross round, won that, and was looking pretty good after night one in Paris. Uh, took the win overall on Saturday night. And Sunday night, Ken Roxon swept him. Ken Roxon passed Eli, caught and passed Eli Tomac twice over the course of the six main events. And Roxon took the overall. Uh, great job for the 94 uh, Gen- Honda Genuine Parts Rider. And so Tomac's streak of almost a perfect 2022 year uh, is over. He lost the, a race uh, as far as that goes. But um, Paris was cool. Paris was good. A deep class. Marvin, Cooper, Tomac, Roxon, uh, all there. Brayton. Uh, and then uh, Subaross as well, He's, who's way legit at these things. And then uh, a great track. Big whoops. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was a good race. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely... Uh was a good kind of sort of pre-Anaheim 1 test in a way. I felt like a real test. You know, it wasn't like a hybrid, yeah. strange Euro track. It was 
You know, it's a lit, legit track. Yeah, um, Brayton told me, he's like, look, obviously Jason Anderson and Chase Sexton are amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, but Brayton's like, you know, this could be the top four at A1. And, and you know, I mean, who? I, I doubt it. Yeah. But if something goes wrong with Sexton and Anderson or whatever, uh, that could be your top four in that order, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it really could be. Um, and that was Bray- what Brayton was saying. So, um, yeah, the field was good. Uh, Roxon was impressive. Roxon was telling everybody that – He's got a lot to think about when it comes to staying on that team yeah. and riding red. So yeah, I think uh, when you see a happy like a Roxon having fun, and it's just it's so it's a delight to watch. You know what I mean? I mean, just watching how smooth he is on the bike and his whoop speed was incredible. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought JB had the best whoop speed night one. Roxon right behind him, and then on Sunday, whoops were a little easier, a little smaller. Roxon was the best guy. Through the yeah. whoops, he he was definitely making up time on Eli and everybody else. Um, yeah, it was it was a good race, and boy, I, I mean, in, in taking the tea leaves of people over there, over here, it looks like Roxon's gonna stay there uh, at the Honda team uh, if they can make it work. He he said a few times, "I got a lot to think about. This has gone really well. I'm comfortable." I thought he wouldn't want to stay there because he's got off the Honda. You know, and he just wants a change and wants to maybe stick it to the Honda guys or, you know, all these riders when they leave, right? But, I mean, right as of right now, he's going to ride the Hep bike this week. He just rode a Stark. Yep. <laughs> so he's not riding yeah. a Stark next year, everybody, but but he, he's just riding a Stark. He just rode the Stark. Uh, and, and then I, I totally can see him staying there. I really can. I kind of just wonder if some of it was just, you know, he saw what Tomac did moving over to a different bike and like Jason Anderson moving to a different bike and just kind of getting different scenery. But maybe maybe it's not even the bike. It's just a change of scenery, a different team. Yeah. And so if he, he sounds like he's, you know, he gels with that team. You know, they, they give him what he wants. Yeah, he's got factory connection doing yep. a suspension. He's got no factory parts on it, but, yeah, I, I mean. Hard to tell. <laughs> Anaheim's a different beast than Paris, but, I mean, when you look at it, like, if he's going for money, he's going to do the HEP thing. That's what will get him the most money. He can keep his Fox gear and uh, um, uh, do the progressive insurance, Suzuki, Red Bull helmet, make the most money. Um, and if he likes the bike. Yeah. He should like it. He's ridden it before. Um, but if he wants to maybe be the happiest, then maybe he'll do these guys Supercross only. Yeah. Maybe World stuff afterwards. But uh, I think... I think if he does this, the Honda Genuine Parts team, I think we'll see him in fly. You think so? Yeah, I do. From wow. What, from what I gather, uh, we'll see him in that fly. That would be a big move because, uh, yeah, it's been a long time he's been a Fox rider. It has been, but I don't know if that team can make it work without him doing that. Like, Because he'd be riding for Firepower, right? Firepower. Uh, Honda right. Genuine Parts is the title. Firepower is maybe subtitle or something. Ah. Um, but uh, So I asked somebody. Somebody over here, I said, "What? give me the breakdown of the rocks and pie for where he goes next year. This industry guy yep. knows a lot. He told me 70% with the current team, the Honda team. 20% HEP because it's good money. 5% Club MX, 5% own deal. That was somebody who would know on what they think Roxon will do next year. I think the genuine is the easiest path of least resistance for him. And he's, he's going to do well on it. But yep. the, the, the Hep one, to me, would be the best story. Because, I mean, I, I, who wouldn't want to see him get on that bike and win? Can you, know? you imagine? Yeah. That would be so cool. He was asking yeah. me about the bike in Paris. And, I mean, they got some good people over there at Twisted T. Hep stuff. Hep Suzuki. Um, you know, the he knows the bike well. I'm not – okay, yeah, it, it's not as up-to-date as the other bikes. But 
you can get it pretty damn close. Enough for rocks in the wind races. I really believe that. Yeah, I think you know? so too. I don't think it would be as good as some of the other brands, but I think you can win races on it. I think so, especially if it's somebody like him with as much talent as he has. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what else caught your eye in Paris? You know, some of the uh, the young French riders, I thought, you know, like I think it's Giannis uh, Irsuti, like that. That kid seemed like he really impressed me. Kind of, he looks like he has a good style. Yeah. Kind of almost like the like the young pro circuit riders here in the States. You know, mm-hmm. like there's there's so many of these young European riders coming up that are yep. really impressive. He kind of had that Kaida Wolf style where he's just really loose on the bike. And yep. I yeah, was kind of bigger kid, taller kid. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it just I was yeah I was impressed with some of those guys. Yeah, they didn't. You know, I yeah. think I think our Sudi got. I think he got third four, Saturday, fourth overall. Yeah, third Saturday, yeah. fourth overall. I think uh, Blows had it wrapped up and just yeah. ate shit in the whoops. Uh, zombie, Such a bummer. yeah, Zombie had it wrapped, but uh, went down in the final one. All he needed to do was finish where he was, and he would have had yeah. it wrapped up. And you've had one of those crashes, I'm sure. Oh yeah, those. Drop yeah. the front end, dink, dink, oh, yeah. and over, fun. dude. You're just waiting there. You're looking for the spot your face is going to plant, you know? Yeah. yeah. Matt Moss, uh, six years between wins. Because he got suspended yeah. for four years for WADA stuff yeah. uh, down and under. Good job to Matt Moss, for sure. He was stoked. He was emotional, wasn't he? He yeah. was. And, yeah. and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Webb and Marvin, night one. They got some work to do for Anaheim. <laughs> and I don't yeah. think it's those guys. Yeah. I think it's the whoops, the bikes. They, I know. Those guys, I bet you that whoop section was two seconds long, let's say. Let me think. Maybe two and a half seconds long. Oh, yeah. I bet you they were losing close to a second. It was unbelievable. And they both were. So you can't. I don't think you can look yeah. at Webb <laughs> or Marvin and be like, oh, that, he just sucks in the whoops. Look, they're both not great in whoops. We know that. They're not whoop masters. The fact that they were both struggling that bad. Yeah. I, I'm going back to KTM and being like, hey. And, you know, and even Coop told me, like, you know, at Alden's factory, at Alden's Baker's factory, they're all on Austrian bikes. And so maybe they don't quite know how far off they are because they're all on the same bike. Yep. Like maybe if Kenny showed up on his Honda or Brayden went, showed up on his Honda on Alden's track, they'd be like, oh, we got work to do. They got work to do. Those guys were not close, and those whoops were big. Those whoops in Paris were legit American whoops. Absolutely. And they They got me scared a little bit. (laughs) They were not good. (laughs) They got better on Sunday, but the whoops were smaller, so they got better. Uh, Webb got better on the bike during the weekend and was close to podium on the last night. Um, But Marv crashed twice on Saturday. They never looked good through the whoops. They looked horrible on Saturday, and both KTM guys – I mean, Marv Hall's ass on that stuff. He's, yeah. He won the event last year. He's won it before. He knows how to ride Paris. He did not. He wasn't close. Yeah, it seemed like I noticed like a couple times there's like these unintentional errors, you know, like, you know, casing something or just missing something to where, yeah, yeah that they, they just seem like they're just a slightly out of tune, yeah. you know, compared to the other guys. On, I don't know what it is with that bike, but I, mean, I don't know enough about it to even really talk talk to it. Yeah. But it uh, seems obvious, you know, that there's something going on there. Yeah, but, I, I'm thinking Ian Harrison is getting a phone call. From both guys being like, we, we got work to do. And whether they go back west or the KTM team comes out east, I, I don't know what it is. But, I mean, they got time. I'm not going to tell them they're going to st- show up at Anaheim and they're going to struggle. But it was very noticeable in Paris <laughs> that those guys got work to do, both of them in whoops. And, again, I'm not going on them. I think it's a bike issue because they both looked bad. Yeah. You know? Marv it, tried to jump at one point. It's like, you can't jump these, Marv. No, and then you start adding in, you go get the A1, and you start adding in, you know, Malcolm Stewart and all these other guys that are even 
are good in whoops. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. going to be Christian. Christian, yep. concerning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was good to see for Kenny. He was very much on it. Like I said, he caught past Eli twice in six races. Uh, and uh, other ones, he, he you know he couldn't do it. But, um, yeah, it's good to see. Do you like that Super Bowl stuff? I don't mind it. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's probably good for the crowd, you know. And I like, know. like, starting off the night with Super Bowl, which is what they did in Paris. They do it in other races. You know, you have opening ceremonies of a race. You show everybody the best riders. They do a hot lap, and then they disappear for 20 minutes, 30 minutes while the 250 guys go. It always seems like a bit of anticlimactic, right? So what if they just did a Super Bowl, and what if the winner got four points towards a Super – you know, or the top three – Four three two or something, right? I don't know. You got to give them some points. You got to give them some incentive to do yeah, it. That's true. Uh, I like it. I like Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. I, I One like guy to... all by himself. You know, you can sort of feel if he nails a section, the crowd's yelling. You know, in a, in a race, you can't necessarily hear the crowd because there's 20 bikes on the track. But when there's one guy out there and you just have one motorcycle, you can really hear the ebbs and flows of the crowd as yeah. to how he's doing in a particular section, you know? It's got to be weird, you know? Like when you just can hear the crowd that much because you normally can't hear that, you know, mm. with, all, with all the bikes around you. So I, I've heard some riders comment on that. They're like, oh, it's kind of nerve-wracking because, like, every little thing, you're, every eye in that stadium's on you. Yeah. And so it's yep. just like that. And if you let it get to you mentally, yep. Yep. it could definitely throw you off. Uh, I did some TV with Paul Malin uh, at the race, so that was yeah, cool. Yeah, I heard that. That was, that was good. You did great. Ah, I mean, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, Malin makes it easy, right? He's such a pro. Yeah. So that was cool, Paul, to let me do that. Thanks, thanks to him for. Uh, I was on MXGP TV, and then near the end on Sunday, I'm just like, "Hey, is David Luongo who runs the GPs?" I'm like, "Is he listening?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "He's got to get you a partner, man. You can't keep doing these all by yourself in the booth." <laughs> well, JT's so, done it a couple times. Yeah, He's yeah, he has job. the odd guest star here yep. and there, but um, yeah, I think Paul doing these races all by himself, EMX races, you know, women's races, all of it, just by himself, just a machine. I know, right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun to do some TV, uh, and it was um, it was good to see our buddy A Ray uh, <laughs> on a Honda showed up uh, on Michelin's by the way, and Jason on Michelin's in. right trying to put he those laps in. Couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> but honestly, like seriously, I don't know if you guys saw my Twitter, but the fucking guys chain breaks in the whoops three laps in. What human does this happen to other than A Ray? Like, he, yeah. he was just trying to do the laps, <laughs> and his chain breaks. Uh, it, it, only A-Ray, right? I didn't see one chain break all weekend other than Alex Ray's. He's like Sleprock, man. It's just bad luck follows him, doesn't it? Dude. <laughs> and then so his chain breaks, front end drops, bang, over the bars. <laughs> and he's laying in the whoops, and Brayton's right behind him, and Brayton blitzes over his body laying in the whoops. <laughs> A-Ray's like, he says to Brayton, dude, I'm so happy you're good at whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, I feel bad for the dude. Like, yeah. I'm on him. Nothing but love for our guy A-Ray. Uh, you know what I mean? If you if you really, yeah. Fuck my ass. He chain breaks and, and that, ugh. and then and then he crashed in two other, the three main events. And then I got yeah, and then I got mad, and then I got mad at him again. And then Sunday, he just did the laps. He just did the laps. That was good job, Ray. Did he get a? I think he got a fourteenth. I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's you know he's going to be on Yamaha's next year. He's riding a Honda, like all like so. Just yeah, it does. This race doesn't matter. You're on a Honda. Do the laps, you know. But do we leave the pop up on Pulp Mix Fantasy for him? A hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. Just want to make sure we're we, on the same page there. We can't. 
That thing will never come down. I just, though, like, his fucking chain breaks and he eats shit in the whoops. What <laughs> human being does this happen to? That's funny. He's something I was wondering, though. Do you remember? So you, because you've been to the Paris Supercross, like you told me, what, 17, 18 times now? This was my 17th year or 18th year in a row. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. Right. So I, when I went to it, it was 1997. Mm -hmm. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I thought they did, like, the, the duels. Didn't they do, like, they've two They've changed it up. They, yeah. They've changed. They had those for a while. And then they also had uh, uh, eight guys, two laps. And the last two get eliminated, six guys. Two laps. The last two get eliminated. Oh, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so they've 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 done that a bunch uh, over the years. Now they didn't have. They just had for this one, Super Bowl each night, three main events, and that's it. I, I thought we thought that would be kind of kind of bring that straight rhythm vibe into it a little bit, having two riders. Yeah. Go, but, but on a track, and I, they used to the, the one race that really stood out to me that I got to go when I was over there and did. To Paris. Did you go to the one where McGrath rode the aluminum frame bike? Uh, I don't. I was going to say Saparidi's race, though. Do you remember hearing about that one? It was in northern yeah. Italy. Yep. Yep. That, was that was a, a cool big race. one. Yeah. And that's the one where the like talent, like I think it was, yeah, Talon Volin and like Ryan Hughes was over there, and like yep. they would. It was the you know two rider duel. The Saparidi one, I was stoked because one time Rollerball got third, my hero, in like '87, and like it was a stacked field, right? All the yeah. top guys oh, went yeah. there, and I was pretty stoked that Rollerball got McGrath's third. in there, and I mean, so did, at the Bursi you went, did was that MC on aluminum frame? I don't know. So it was 97. Um, but it was it the end of 97 or the end of 96? End of 97. Oh, then, then, yeah. then it wouldn't have been him. Yeah, then he wouldn't have done it. Uh, but so he, rode, he raced that aluminum bike one time at Paris that year, and that was 96, end of 96, uh, okay. before he bolted for Suzuki. Uh, yeah, so, well, it's interesting. So you talk about Bercy, and you, like you said, you went there. I don't know if anything will ever touch Bercy. This Paris race is awesome. It, this defense arena is brand new. It's really good. It's packed. Saturday looks, night was sold out. Looks amazing. Right. But when you just talk about Bercy, look, I don't think you couldn't go to Bercy anymore. I don't think even the four strokes are just too big for it. You yeah, know what I mean? Probably. Like they're just too big. But dude, Bercy back in the day, crowd on top of you, the crowd stands going straight up, everyone leaning over the railing, going in the tunnels. Is that grass over the top the, of the, the grass was on the side of the. Yep. Uh, what a phenomenal atmosphere that place was. Oh, that one. Yeah. I remember they, they even allowed him to bring in the chainsaws with the bars on. Yeah, yeah. Inside the state yeah, arena. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're just cranking those things. And it, yeah, it, it was, was quite. Cheerleaders. Yep. Right? Yep. We, we had cheerleaders. Do we have cheerleaders this year? No cheerleaders this year. Huh. We haven't had cheerleaders for a couple, year, couple years, I don't think. We had cheerleaders in the UK, though. It's PC Paris, I guess. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> UK got cheerleaders, though. Uh, all right. So what I want to do right now, uh, motorsport.com, $100 gift card. Tits. Yes, sir. I'm ready. Fifth caller. Okay. Fifth caller, 702-586-PULP. 702-586-PULP. Fifth caller gets a $100 motorsport.com gift card. Thank you to those guys. And they're just saying thank you, people, for listening. That's all they're doing. Uh, so please give us a call. Thanks to motorsport.com. Dale Spangler in studio brought to you by the folks at OGO Power Sports. Traveling's a pain. We know that. <laughs> but uh, whether you use a 9800 like Kiefer for two nights or, you know, use a carry-on like I do, like most humans do. Uh, great great bags. Uh, backpacks are fan fantastic. You uh, have a laptop sleeve and all the pockets marks. You've been rocking your OGO, right? Yeah, I, Yo, I got it right here next to me. Nice. It's probably my new favorite backpack. Oh, thank you. And I, I was a big Herschel guy, but I I'm out. Give me OGO all day. I don't know what Herschel is. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that, is that Herschel Walker? Or is it's, that? A, it's a little more like uh, uppity. Uh -huh. uh, not uppity, but trendy. Okay. All right. But not as practical. Okay. Give me, give me, the, give me the OGO. Uh, all right. Uh, sounds good. Tits, we got our winner? We got our winner, everybody. Thank you for calling. We got our winner uh, for the motorsport.com gift card. OGO bringing you Dale Spangler on the show. You got, you've got used OGO, I'm sure, for many, oh, yeah. many years. Yeah, I was still there when we did the you know the OGO 
fly bags. Mm. And they're still so, doing them now. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to the folks at OGO. Uh, thanks to Chris. He wins the motorsport.com gift card. If you uh, want to uh, get a deal on anything from OGO, uh, email us using the contact form on pulpmex.com. I'll pass it on, and uh, you can get a deal from the folks at OGO, uh, Pulpamex deal. So whether it's uh, 9800, the rig bag uh, that I use, backpack, travel, carry-on, whatever it is, uh, thanks to the folks at OGO Power Sports for making things happen. I want to thank the folks at Michelin as well. I, I rode with Starcross Sixes. At the World Vets, and I really enjoyed the uh, the tires. Uh, the front is really, really good. I think it's an improvement over the five. Uh, the rear seemed fine also. I like the opener uh, the opener knobs on the on the Michelin Starcross 6. Featuring Michelin Adaptive Design, 16% more traction. Not 15, Dale. 16%. 16. And 19%, not 18, but 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. Thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability. Six versions, sand, mud, medium, soft, medium, hard, and hard versions. Boy, I really like to try that sand version of Michelin. I guess I'll never get a chance to try it. <laughs> really wish I could. Uh, please check out michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offering of Michelin tires and support them, man. They support the wrap-up show with the bicycle tires also, and uh, they also have uh, truck tires, of course, and all that stuff from Michelin. So Starcross 6s, get at motorsport.com uh, or wherever you shop. Go to your local dealer and uh, yell at them to for you to try the uh, motorsport uh, or the Starcross 6s. Pro filter. Changed my pro filter today from the World Vets. Took my old one out threw it away, put a brand new freshly oiled Beautiful. Pro Filter in. Uh, yep. Pulp 20 at checkout, profilter.com. Pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter, oil filters for your next service for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Love the guys at Pro Filter, and there's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. Pulp 20 is the code to save at Pro Filter. Pulp 20, also the code to save with Maxima. You probably used Maxima when you raced. Oh, yeah. Well, Way back definitely. in the day. I think everybody's used Did Maxima. You use, you, were you Super M guy, or were you Caster 927? What do you remember for two strokes? 927, yeah. I was a Super M guy because we were cheap, so we had to use a Super (laughs) M. 927 was too much money growing up. Uh, 927 is still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. Uh, MaximaUSA.com, Pulp 20 to save at MaximaUSA.com. So get tranny oil, get SC1, get contact cleaner, MPPL, chain lube, grease, whatever it is. Uh, BioWash also. I need some more BioWash. If you're listening, Trevor. I need bio wash. Uh, Pro, Pulp 20 is code to save at MaximaUSA.com. Tell them Dogger sent you. Great products. Everything they make is fantastic. And uh, really, I mean, when you think about it, uh, the, the MPPL to the, to the, to the uh, SE1, all of it. Great stuff. Uh, thank you to those guys. Let's go to uh, Randy's on the phone right here. Randy, what's up, man? You want to talk about the 24 hours of Glen Helen? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, and it was good hearing you on uh... – MXGP, the pair of Supercross this weekend. Thank you. Feet. Do you feel like Wigan and JT should should worry a little bit? Do you feel or definitely, definitely, yeah, they should worry. You know, they should uh, you know put some in retirement because you know you're coming for the job. So it's not go. listen. And so just I want everybody to know it ain't hard to do that stuff. I I sat down and I was stellar in it right away. So just you know when Weege and JT start talking about how tough they have it, remember how easy it was. You're a walking sponge though. Thank you. you just absorb information. So I'm a walking sponge. What's up, Randy? <laughs> yeah, so just want to uh, encourage you to uh, do the 24 hours. I've done it on a team. I've done it Ironman. Uh, I think once I was even on, on team with Keeper, Kiefer, local shop team. He may have been just in the pits, but it's a good time. 
you guys would have such a good time yeah. hanging out in the pits, racing, all that stuff. So yeah, I really encourage you to, uh, to consider it. When you did it solo, how often would you stop? Like how, how much would you nap or take a break or what, what did you do? Uh, didn't. You just kept going, really? Yeah, yeah, I just kept going. Well, there was one part in the middle of the night where my wrist kind of got sore, so I took a few minutes, but other than that, it was just grinding away. Wow, dude, that's gnarly. I was asking somebody about that who did it solo, and they said they they stopped for about 10 minutes to nap in the middle of the night, um, and then they kept going again. I was like, wow, that's crazy. So, uh, Yeah, so, no, it was cool. I was – yeah, I was in the lead for a while and then uh, had some problems with my knee, and uh, that was that. But, uh, no, yeah. it was, it was I, awesome. I think it'll be fun. Like, we do, we've done the World Vets five years in a row now. Like, yeah, I think the 24-hour might – listen, I'm going to be grouchy as fuck at 3 in the morning when i got to get on that bike, and I'm not going to enjoy <laughs> yep. it. But I think when you're all done, you'll have some good laughs, right? Oh, yeah, and, and great memories, you know. Yep. I still think back on uh, – on some of the good times and the people I was hanging out with. And, yeah, you'll definitely have a good time and uh, have some, some good memories as well. Well, cool. Dale, you up for 24 hours at Glen Hill? I don't know about that, man. I, don't, I, don't, I, I can just imagine, like, hallucinating at about 3 in the morning Dude, while you're riding. I, yeah, I've I got a bunch of buddies who have done it, including Kiefer, and they're just like, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's kind of like ultra-marathon type stuff where right. you just probably get in this yeah. weird little zone where right. you're – no, I think I think I think uh, I think Randy, we got to talk about it. I think I, I'm leaning towards doing that. We'll see. We'll see if everybody's schedule lines yeah. up. So thanks, yeah, man. And, uh, yeah. and Shorty's Shorty's done it as well. So you know, yeah. there's that. Well, there it is. Thanks, All man. Right, thanks for calling. Thanks. Twenty four hours at Glen Helen. Marks and Talon and Peter what? Tits. No, you guys are on the team. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in. Uh, Decal works. Love these guys. Uh, Ron and the boys. You know Ron Joint. You, do you mm-hmm. remember those guys? Uh, Absolutely. Been around forever. Yep decalmx.com code pulpmx to save uh proud sponsor of the red bull ktm team with uh, dunge and cooper webb this past weekend oh i should say dunge coming up right now with marvin coop this weekend rockstar energy husqvarna off-road team uses decalmx.com the expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered quality service and knowledge fishing license with all the oems and they have a super quick turnaround sean and the boys at decal works will make it happen for you uh tell them you listen to pulp use the code pulpmx decalmx.com they do graphics for kiefer as well, bringing you Ryan Dungey on the show and Scott Huddlestone as well will call in. Uh, super cool deal with these guys. Uh, you've, you've heard us plug RD Coffee before on the show, and uh, I've used it uh, a lot. And uh, we, uh, we, we have uh, Ryan Dungey doing a motorsport.com RD Coffee and a boot campaign. Uh, basically what this is is $5 of every bag gets donated to the boot campaign. So if you buy the motorsport.com and RD Coffee, Five bucks every bag dedicated to the boot campaign, and uh, they promote the collaboration of this. So uh, really cool. It's a whole shop blend as well, in case you're wondering which blend of Dungy Coffee it is. Don't forget motorsport.com. Black Friday Cyber Week promotions coming up. Uh, What is the date today? Today's the 15th. So they have pre-Black Friday right now, pre-Black Friday sale going on at motorsport.com. And, of course, the Black Friday sale is, uh, you know, next week. Can't believe Thanksgiving's next week already. I know. Yeah. What the hell? Weird. I didn't, yeah, weird. Weird how the calendar moves like that. Uh, so thanks to the folks at motorsport.com and, uh, and of course, Ryan Dungey for doing this cool thing. Five bucks of every bag to the boot campaign. And uh, to speak about that and more, let's welcome on uh, Ryan Dungey. What's up, Dunge? How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're good. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, hey, this is cool that you're doing with uh, your RD Coffee and motorsport.com, guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a great opportunity, and I'm sure you've been talking a little bit about it, but uh, 
yeah, it was pretty cool. They approached me and said they're looking to, to partner and kind of a collab, kind of created a new bag. They wanted to support the boot campaign, and mm-hmm. $5 for every bag was going to go to the boot campaign, which was a no-brainer. I mean, one, to, to get to partner with them, uh, boot, sorry, for me to get to partner with uh, the motorsport crew yeah. was a great opportunity. But beyond that, yeah, just pretty cool. We get to support our veterans through the whole thing and, and uh, military families. So it's, uh, it's a great, great, great deal. Is the whole shop blend your biggest seller? Why, why did you, how did you guys settle on the whole shot one? Oh, we didn't settle on the whole shot one. Um, we actually created oh. a, our own small batch special edition blend. Oh, I didn't know that. And, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, I, I sent them a little uh, one of each uh, to, to sample. We were going to go with the whole shot, um, but we ended up kind of tailoring the the uh, uh, the rev a little bit to kind of switch it up a little to get some different. But for, for the most part, yeah, no, we went with that, and um, it's called Motorsport Race Seal. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how's biz? How's coffee biz? How's it going? It's going. Yeah, yeah. things are going solid. Uh, obviously, this this is a good time of the year, um, Christmas time. It's getting cold out around the nation, and then and then ultimately gifts, and uh, so just kind of trying to be on top of everything for that and keeping the inventory up. So I ordered three bags from RD Coffee maybe like I don't know a month ago, and I just finished it and i was like oh i gotta get more and then the motorsport.com rd coffee shows up at my door and i didn't even pay for it dunge i'm getting yeah. it, i'm getting free bags of coffee oh i must have forgot to send you that gift card, but I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's awesome works out great uh so I, i'm getting i'm get, i bought three from you and i'm getting three free ones it's great so yeah, cool, hey, cool. hey uh we, we just talked about paris supercross i was there on the weekend uh you never did these. You never did these things. You did that super motocross thing in Germany. Uh, I know Alden doesn't like you guys traveling a lot, um, and that was maybe some of it, but I know they probably offered you a bunch of money. Did you Did you ever get tempted to go? Did you ever want to go? No. I, you know, it, it always sounded fun, and, of course, um, yeah, you could have got a good paycheck going, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always, by the time I got – invited to go i remember i was around ricky at the time and and he was he, he had a story of like yeah he got paid well he went over there and broke his collarbone you know <laughs> yeah he did. and so yeah. it just always like stuck with me it's like look you know man you could do have a good payday and yeah i'm sure the, the crowd and seeing everybody over there would be good for them to see you but you know but at at the end of the day just trying to get an off season recoup and then from a money standpoint you know you you know sacrifice that little bit you could make way more if you yeah. you know did did, yeah. did your job well so and by the time it got to you know when i was retiring in, in 2017 you know i just you know every time that i got introduced to go it was like oh you know here you know we'll give you this much to go and i'm like you know um you know my prep was going to be half-assed and yeah and i just you know that's when to me that's when like stupid stuff happens and i just always just yeah you know so anyway you're about the one of the biggest names to never race it for sure. You know they've they've gotten everybody over the years. Roxon just did it for the first time, right? This year and yep. uh, yeah, you were you're about the only holdout really for for oh, that. Oh, and I I love going over to Europe. I mean, whether it's de- yeah. destinations or yep. you know the SMX Cup, like you said, or even just getting to go over to KTM at the factory in Austria. Just being over there, I I love going over to Europe. I just um, yeah, I just. Yeah. Kind of never worked out to do that one. So, uh, Ryan Dungey on the show brought to you by the folks at Decal uh, Decal Works. Uh, Decal MX is the code or website to save. Pulp MX code to save with uh, with these guys. So, 
Your your outdoor co- national comeback, Dunge. We haven't talked to you since uh, you announced that you weren't coming back. I thought you were near the end of the year. You seemed like you had decided to come back. I'd heard that they were uh, maybe Supercross, maybe just motocross again. But I'd sort of heard you were, and then at the last minute, it was like, no, he's he's done. So take us through that decision to 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 not come back again because to me it was a successful outdoor season for you almost got on the podium ran up front uh i don't think anybody could have asked more for you with you being so off for so long so take us through the decision to to not do it again yeah for sure i mean the initial getting the opportunity to go racing was was it worked out because i got to be in minnesota um you know we just had a little you know a little banks at the time he was like four or five you know three or maybe two or three months mm-hmm. and so i didn't have to uproot, uproot the family and it just worked you know i could fly in two and from races and beat you know leave friday get home sunday and so it was kind of always a, a short-term plan to just do the outdoors mm-hmm. and and it did develop into talks of supercross of course i mean it it uh there was opportunity to go racing and ktm you know you know was kind of open the door there and and you know i I must have it didn't weigh on me, but I thought about it for a long time just because you know here's this this chance this opportunity to to you know they the, the pay was great the, the mm-hmm. opportunity to go racing supercross only it was it was a great deal but you know so for two months I just kind of teeter tottered kind of trying to make a decision but when it really came down to it you know just having to move and uproot the family and, mm-hmm. and put them back in Florida and you know don't you, you know, we got two kids now we're away from the family it just was it was a bigger decision than just me and Lindsay. Now it's like, I got family involved and it's at the end of the day, it was just, um, yeah, I just, it's just right. like, I'm, 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 I, for me, it was, I needed to go back racing in a sense, one, the challenge, but two, it created a lot of closure for me of, of mm. the after racing. I was like, I, after, you know, after the outdoors was done, I was, I was happy. Like I was content and I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to race anymore. And that, that was my own stuff. I had to work through, but, <laughs> that was my own stuff I, I, had, I had going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But but for for the most part, yeah, it was a good season. I was happy with it. And you know, did I want to get on the podium? Like heck yeah. Did I want to be up there contending for wins? I I did. But you know, the fact is, I I was happy. I, I can't be mad at myself. Mm-hmm. It was like five years, like you, and and it was like, dude, like you know, did I want more? Yeah, absolutely. But I was completely content with how it went. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Um. So. You know, you had the Geico thing going for a little bit, and then I know you had tried to, you know, talked about going racing on Honda, and then you eventually came back with KTM outdoors. So, like, mm-hmm. you say you're you're happy and you're in a good spot. I was just wondering, my next question was going to be, like, do you have another sort of passion that you want to follow athletic-wise? Like, I've always thought you should do some triathlons or do mountain bike racing or, like, I know, I just feel like, I feel like you came back because you missed the the goal-driven days and you miss the goal-driven, you know, athletic events. Do you have something in mind that you're going to do? Or do you think, are you going to go crazy just sitting around again? What, where are you going to go? What are you going to do here, Dunch? No, for sure. I mean, I, I'd have other things I'm working on, and 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 that's good. That, things didn't come to a stop just because I okay. was racing on yep. other avenues. But, I mean, the racing was good in a sense of, of yeah, like there was um, you know, a goal, a perp, you know, you're, you know, getting up every day, you're training, but at the same time, um, I, I realized I, I need, you know, the bigger thing more than racing is just like, I, I need to be around it. I mean, that adventure side, that traveling yep. to, to, to the races and seeing the guys and the team and the, the, the people and the friends. And, and I felt like 
you know, you know, if if do I need to go out and race? You know, get on the the gate trap again? No. Should I go up and ride in the mountains and and go to Colorado and ride the fire roads and do you know ride my dirt bike or go just go to the dirt bike track? Like, yeah, I, I need to do those things and mm-hmm. and be around the sport. And so, I think I thought I could walk away from you know, especially after the Geico thing. I thought like, you know what, I'm I'm completely done with this. And yeah. I uh, I don't need this anymore and or you know to be around it or and I was wrong like that that's where I I went wrong and so for me it's just I always want to be a part of it in some way somehow and you know my foundation helps me do that as well and you know we also do a lot of good through that and you know partners uh, through that so that's been really good so it keeps you know I'm very much involved with um, the community um, the, the the industry and then and then beyond that you know just you know kind of reestablishing that relationship with KTM in a, in a good way and yep. helping them out. And so going to some races and, and is it going to be full time? No, but, um, yeah, okay. I, I, am I, do I want to sit behind a desk and, you know, work on business all day? No, like I need to get out and work out and, and, and ride my dirt bike and have fun, but it doesn't have to be lining up on the, on the gate again. You right. Know? Yeah. I just feel like you, you have to do something. I don't know you that well, but I think you have oh, to do yeah. something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so that's good. So we'll I see you around some races then. It sounds like we'll see you around. Yeah. 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 For sure. Good. Yeah. Hey, hey Ryan, I'm curious to know. I watched that recent video of yours, the the Fox Racing video on you on your 2022 season, and and you'd mentioned then in there that when you kind of made this decision to come back this year, that you were watching the Michael Jordan documentary at the time. And I'm curious to know more about that, you know, because that's that's that seems interesting. Yeah, well, we we were. I mean, me and Lindsay joke because I think I've watched that thing two or three times. The full gone through <laughs> the full season of it, and I like it because like as an athlete and going through sports and the pressure of things, it's like, it's really relatable. And so I just get a kick out of watching it. So Lindsay was, she was like, you know, when this whole decision to go back racing, she's like, it, it was the Michael Jordan documentary that did it, <laughs> that fueled it. And, and, and yeah, I mean, when I got watching it, it was like, for sure, it, it gets you excited and, and whatnot, but um, yeah, just a, just a good documentary. And yeah. Dude, how about, how about how like, vindictive he was where he just took everything as the biggest slight to him you're like dude you're michael jordan like you're the baddest dude ever and he was just like oh this guy said this about me two years ago i'm gonna just destroy him on the court tonight right yeah he was nuts yeah never forgets yeah it's like i think like every rider should watch that every sports athlete should watch that if if they're looking to kind of take it to the you know to get to the pros one day because like that's the mind of a champion, you know, and that's what, right. like being around like Ricky and James and as a young kid and Roger, like you, you start to see that how they think and you know, how they approach things and how they act and what fuels them and what fuel they use for the fire and what motivates them and, and how to go. It's just like the leadership, the mm-hmm. integrity, the ev- like the, everything. And so, you know, obviously he was the greatest of all time. And, and so he, uh, yeah, it's just something everybody should watch, and whatever you do for that matter, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, to be to be a great a great athlete, you gotta have a bit of an ego, and you need a ch- bit of a chip on your shoulder for sure. I really believe that. Yeah. I've been around enough enough guys like that too. You know that that that's kind of, and it doesn't always make for the greatest personality, like the warm and fuzzy. You know, it's not always warm and fuzzy with yeah, some the of the, Hannah, no. you know, with that, some of the greats. Yep, because that's what they need to to be great. Yep. So, oh, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, when I was when I was on a two fifties, I remember I, 
and it was just fuel that you motivated yourself. I remember uh-huh. like everybody in the stadium, instead of trying to get nervous and riding in the stadium, it's like I viewed as everybody was, you know, everybody disliked me and hated me. And you, you start to make these things up, you know, yeah. and it's not real. <laughs> but it's like at the time, it's like you feel like it's real and it's motive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you're just, just right. Uh, we got a call from Cody here also to talk to you. Cody, welcome to the show. Uh, what's your question for uh, Ryan Dungey? Yeah, hey, uh, so actually kind of on that subject, in the 2017 season when you and Tomac had the epic fight, especially down toward the end when he was, like I think, Seattle and Salt Lake when he chased you down, um, it kind of seemed like the crowd was more on Tomac's side because we're kind of, you know, tired of you being so great. Um, did that? Did that ever... Or, well, I guess for one, did you ever notice that, that it seemed like um, like the crowd would cheer when you would get passed or something like that? Uh, did that ever bother you, I guess? Oh, it, it didn't It didn't bother me. I mean, I, I, I knew it, and, um, you know, I think it just it just was one of those things. It's like, of course, you know, the, the guy who you, you kind of want the underdog to win, you want the guy who, who's, you know, at the time it's like I was going for my third one, and you're like, you, you know, you got this young guy who's, you know, it's not like he was a year younger than me. He was, you know, he was, you know, maybe four or five, six years, years younger. And so it just was a good story for, you know, and, you know, it's, it's an easy for the crowd to kind of get behind that. And, you know, you want the the guy to, to do it, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, it's racing. I mean, I don't, that stuff Mm -hmm. never bothered me. I never, I never let that stuff or worry about it by any means. My biggest, my biggest worry was how much I going to, you know, in the championship points, just you know, beat him until the end because he was he was so strong, and um, he was just getting better and better every race. So it was uh, very challenging, you know. And then you see it come full circle, and we see this in all sorts of ath- athletics, whatever name it. You go away, Dunge, right? Like so, yeah, I agree. People were like, "Ah, oh, I don't want Dungey to win anymore. I want somebody else," right? Um, just yeah. like McGrath and Carmichael, and you know, all these people over the years. And then you go away, Ryan, and then there is no doubt that this summer you were one of, if not the most popular rider uh, at the track when you were leading those motos. Fans were losing their mind, and everyone was cheering for you, right? Like, now you're the underdog again. Ryan Dudgey's the underdog. You, you saw it <laughs> yeah. happen, literally, you're right? So, yeah. 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 No, for sure. And it's, uh, I always grew up, and I always wondered, like, you know, yeah, Ricky was so dominant, and and you just hear people. I hope he gets his ass kicked, and you're like, <laughs> what do you what do you mean? Like, yeah. why, why do you think that way? And but right. I remember he hit like that. Uh, I think it's in that Michael document, the Michael Jordan document. They they build you up to tear you down, and and that's just yep. It's just sports. It's exciting. Whatever you know. No, yeah. it, it's just sports for sure. Thanks, Cody. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there's yeah, that question. one. There's that one uh, part with Jordan. I think it was Sean Camp. I don't remember what it was and then they he's talking shit about jordan and they go back to him and michael goes and i took that personally <laughs> and, then, and then the the game they show the game and jordan's just <laughs> knocking down threes and you know going through this guy right like it's just hilarious yeah it was it was great doc uh ryan Dungey on the show tonight uh also on the call in in the night the general manager over there at motorsport.com that has partnered with ryan to uh to bring you uh this uh this special promotion scott huddlestone what's up scott how are you man I'm, I'm doing good. How you doing, Steve? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. We got Ryan on the line, of course, and uh, yeah, Part Motorsport partnering with Ryan Dungey to produce a special edition small batch of RD coffee called Motorsport Race Fuel. Five bucks uh, goes to the boot campaign, Santa Boots program. 
to surprise military families with holiday gifts. Good job, Scott. How was it teaming up with Ryan? Uh, yeah, it was great. We we did this. Uh, we've been working with boot camp for boot campaign for a couple of years now. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did the same thing. And uh, when Ryan came back to racing, uh, personally, I was excited as a fan. Uh, actually, when I met him and uh, watched him, I, I brought a. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're all fans of the sport, right? I'm looking at your uh, studio here on on Facebook. He's got jerseys everywhere. Well, I brought the Wheaties box that I have uh, with Ryan Dungey on the on the cover of it. And his jeans and a, and a fox jersey uh, down to the uh, down to the pits and uh, introduced myself and you know we got to talk in and uh, really a big fan of RD Coffee and what he's doing and just Brian is, is an individual uh, in the sport and uh, yeah we uh, we talked through it and agreed to, to put together a program together where we're uh, we're creating coffee uh, every bag that we sell as you mentioned uh, five dollars we're going to uh, donate to the boot campaign as part of their Santa Boots program. Uh, which uh, supports veterans, uh, family, uh, which we're certainly keen on. Uh, my father was a, a veteran. He served in Vietnam. Uh, so everything that we can do to support veterans is, is special to us. And so uh, glad that, that Ryan was able to support us and uh, happy to, to partner with him to sell this coffee during the holiday season. Uh, that sounds good. Hey, Scott, are you on Bluetooth or something? Uh, well, I'm at home. On a, on a, am I not coming through very well? Uh, it's breaking up a little bit. It's all scratchy. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me uh, try to get off my uh, Wi-Fi here. All right. That sounds good. Uh, Ryan Dungey on the line, of course, brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. At, uh, Pulp MX is the code to save at decalmx.com to uh, get a deal on that. Appreciate that. Um, so, Ryan, when you made this special uh, motorsport race fuel, like you said, it's a little bit off of uh, one blend of yours. Uh, how long does it take you to change that up? Like, how do you do that? Do you taste test it, Ryan? How does it – how do you work? How do you come up with a new blend? Yeah, it's a – I mean, there's – it's like a suspension setting. There's thousands of different ways, but <laughs> right. you know, it really, it really is. But at the same time, you know, it's a, it's a matter of, you know, uh, adjusting the temperature, the end temperature and the profile. Um, and, and basically, um, just, you know, something that they were looking for, you know, they're, you know, especially kind of the veterans, maybe a little bit of a bolder, but yet smooth, not, not such a fruity coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. So something more, more uh balanced and um that uh it's going to fit you know a lot of that so um trying to just kind of aim towards those and the feedback they gave me and send right. it to them and 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 basically uh they taste tested it and hey hey we feel like this one's going to be the best one and, and so we went with that and and uh then we had our motorsport race deal nice uh 1999 for a bag again five bucks goes to the uh boot campaign and uh scott you got an rd coffee and tumbler combo also for 40 bucks yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so just uh, go to motorsport.com, search for RD Coffee Race Fuel, and uh, a couple options that show up there. And I uh, appreciate all your listeners uh, trying that out. And uh, it really, we, we literally, we, in the, everybody in the office was trying the different kinds of flavor of coffee. The, uh, the really <laughs> tough choice. All the coffee is extremely good, Ryan. So it's so a nice job of what you're doing. Uh, landed on a, a, the, the rab is kind of our favorite, and appreciate the blend that he created for us. Uh, yeah, and also, uh, thanks for sending me bags, too, Scott. I don't got to buy any new ones from RD Coffee, and hopefully Ryan doesn't go broke or anything. But You know, hey, you, you could have just asked, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want to do that. Um, hey, Scott, also, I, I, I think I kind of helped put you two together also, so I'm stoked on that. Like, yeah, motorsport.com, great partners of the show, and uh, getting involved with Ryan and the RD Coffee. I'm glad I had a small yeah, yeah. part of that. Scott? Yeah, you, you did. You helped broker that deal. It's been pretty successful. Uh, we'll have to talk about the uh, 
the uh, Nicoletti deal that you helped broker. Oh, uh, listen, I don't want. I, 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 and, and how, uh, you know how you can help us out, help us pay for that next year. I didn't know that Nicoletti was going to crash out. Okay, like up until then he was doing great, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> you had your son. Come on. Are we? Are, are is Motorsport back with Nicoletti for 2023, Scott? Can we? Uh, we're, we're, we're having conversations. Oh, okay. Conversations. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my buddy Phil. That's what I do, Ryan. I I, I get these deals for my buddies, and then 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 they let the sponsor down. So yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan did not let. Yeah, Ryan has not let us down. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Steve, you weren't able to right. actually meet with us at Villa Photo, but watch uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, Ryan and uh, Bryce and I were able to connect with him and watch him. That was great. Uh, yeah, Ryan, Scott asked me, he's like, you think he'd sign the Wheaties box? I'm like, yeah, he'll sign the Wheaties box. <laughs> Shit, Ryan, how many Wheaties boxes have you signed, Dunge? Uh, a million yet? Have you reached a million? Yeah. I, and, yeah, not to bring it up, but I think I signed more this year than I did throughout the whole Really? Class. Oh, yeah. Since it came out in 16. It, everybody brought their Wheaties box because it was in, yeah, it was, it was always a joke. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah I, I would, I would, I would think so, but I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Dunge will sign the Wheaties box. He's, he's good with that. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Scott also too, uh, pre black Friday sale going on right now. We're giving away gift cards tonight. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, well, I appreciate your listeners, uh, business. Uh, I'll sh- appreciate Steve, uh, everything that you've done to support us and, uh, Looking forward to the segment coming up here with uh, RV and, and Weimer and everything that associated with Gold Creek. So appreciate your partnership with that. And uh, once again, uh, Ryan, just uh, thank you so much. I mean, Ryan is the most uh, humble individual and, and one of the most, if not the most humble individuals in this world. Wonderful to, to work with, always responsive. So, uh, Ryan, really appreciate you and uh, supporting us as well as the uh, group campaign. Absolutely. No, I appreciate the kind words and thanks for the opportunity. And glad we could support our our military and our troop our, our uh, veterans yeah that's awesome yeah. uh again we're going to give away more hundred dollar motorsport.com gift card tonight in honor of the rd coffee promotion and and the pre-black friday and all of that uh scott we'll let you go but thanks for the support as always uh we'll get you in studio here maybe sometime in supercross yeah yeah sounds great Thanks, all right. Steve. Appreciate thank you man it. appreciate it uh ryan dungey on the show ryan before we let you go i went up mm-hmm. to uh gold creek lodge with the motorsport guys to go do some off-road riding with with Villapoto, the, the Villapoto guy, and Weimer. I saw I, I saw some some uh, some footage, of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Is that something you would do? Like, would you would you like to do so? Like, you know, RV liked it. He he loved it. We were doing single track through mountains. We climbed up a mountain. We almost died. We drank some beers. Uh, is that something you would do? Like, do you have any oh, desire? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to do it yet, and it's. Uh, we had kids the last couple of years and obviously yeah, yep. going back racing. So just time was tight, but that is my next, like, you know, you talk about getting your itch and adventure like that. That's uh yeah, for sure. That's, that's my next goal is to, to get out there and do some, uh, just adventure bikes and yeah. fire roads, single track for sure. Absolutely. So keep me in mind, please. Yeah. 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 That'd be fun. I bet you these guys would love to have you up there, huh, Dale? I mean, Oh yeah. The KTM like rally was just in Idaho too. So I mean that, you know, the, their, their annual rally. So yeah, it's it's funny. I'm such a moto guy. I grew up moto and it's all I ever did. And I don't really like trail riding and I've never big trail ride guy and all of that. And I had a blast, man. Uh, you know, it was so far from moto, but I just, yeah, maybe because I'm older, I was like, this is kind of cool. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, I've, and I've been hit telling KTM, like, "Hey, you guys, you have your dealer shows. Like, keep me in mind. I want to, I want to, I want to go to these things. If you're gonna, you know, do, you know, head yeah. to Colorado, whatever it is, in the mountains, and because 
the older I get, the more it's like, I don't need to go that crazy fast. It's just enjoy the, the yeah. scenery, the the trees, the mountains, the views. I mean, you you know that it's like you, it's uh, you, you see these sights and you're just like, wow, you know, it's, yep. it's, it's kind of speechless. But so anyway. Yeah, yeah it, I look forward to it was fun, and I, I'd probably rather have gone with you because every time Villapoto did something good, he told us all about how he's the greatest fucking off-road rider ever, <laughs> and, and he's got this shit, and this shit's easy, and you know what I mean? All of that. So, yeah, it probably would have. I'm sure you got some good stories. Yeah, to tell. yeah. I'll tell you what, though. we The second day, we go out. We're, we're out, I don't know, seven hours. And, you know, we came back for gas, but we basically did like a six-hour loop, seven-hour loop. I go yeah. on a mountain. We get back. I get on a mountain e-bike, and I go for an e-bike ride, and I come back an hour and a bit later. He's in still in his gear, drinking beer at the bar. He's never taken his gear off for seven or eight hours. He's got his boots oh. on and everything, drinking. And I'm like, don't you want to get out of your gear, dude? And, you know. Then he told had to tell me about how Canvas is the best gear ever and whatever. So, um, you know. Yeah, I, I like I like post racing Villa. He's yeah. He's, uh... yes. Fun to be around. <laughs> much, much better. Uh, last question for Ryan Dungey here from Kevin. Kevin, go ahead. Welcome to the show. What's your question for uh, the great Ryan Dungey? Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Ryan. Uh, just got a question I wanted to ask. Um, what was your thought process kind of going into the outdoor season, and uh, what's your outtake on how you did this year? Was it as good as you were expecting or kind of right on par with where you thought, thought you were going to be? Um, I guess at first before the, before we lined up, um, kind of was, I don't know, you're kind of in that limbo of like, man, did I make a decision or am I going to embarrass myself, you know, <laughs> cause it'd been a while. But after the first race, um, I was like, all right, we still kind of got it. But, you know, I, I felt like, um, third was probably going to be like, man, if I could hang around there and, and I didn't quite get to there. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I was so blown away at the speed of um, Chase and, and Eli. I mean, the, the guy, their, their, their fitness, their, their form, their, their setup, I mean, it, they were just, they were amazing. It was actually amazing to watch. They were just impressive. And, and even, even Jason Anderson, he, he was going good, too. Um, but I just could never get there. So, you know, it was, it was one of those things, it's like, you, you know, you leave every race you're like all right i didn't get the podium didn't get the podium or didn't you know wasn't even close at one, at some some races but um it's like you know it's like dude it's been five years like chill out be happy you know <laughs> and, and 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 i was i mean at the end of the day it's like i yeah. you walk it's like dude, it's been five years i barely rode like you know hey enjoy it and so it was always good it, it just uh i had to have a goal and i, I was chasing to, to get there and but sometimes it doesn't happen so there you go. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, thanks Kevin. Thanks, yeah, Kevin. Cool. I just want to say congrats on the great season. You know, it was good getting to watch you race again, and uh, really appreciate everything you've been doing for the sport. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. You. Yeah, you, dude. You were in a good. You were in such a good mood after the races. Like, didn't matter how you did. I mean, sure, you were bummed, but you seemed genuinely happy to be back. You really did. Yeah. Um, which yeah. was cool. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, no, uh, it was fun. How's things at Intense? How's it going? You ride a Taser at all in the snow in, in Minnesota? Oh yeah, yeah. I ride them all. No, it's it's been going good. Um, it's getting a little colder, of course, so that that's obviously putting a damper on my on my mountain bike riding. But yep. um, for the most part, it's been good. It's um, you know Intense is doing really well, and um, obviously there's you know just the the sale the you know the 
the supply chain, there's there's I yeah. mean, all the, the challenging that everybody's facing, right? But for the most part, they're doing great and learning a lot, and everybody a part of it, uh, my shack and uh, Jeb and Christy and, and everybody, you know, doing a fantastic job managing the, the, the business. So I'm really fortunate to be here surrounded by great group of people and and uh and a good company uh you know jeff and uh, steve are the the owner yeah. as well too so yeah we'll, we'll keep cranking away and but still a part of it of course yeah, yeah i i believe it i'm i'm i am the maybe the number one guy waiting for the supply chain to get better because i'm waiting on a new bike yeah. and uh i'm waiting dunge just waiting <laughs> can't cannot wait so yeah it'll hey, it'll, it'll clean up it's, i uh i pedaled one of those 951s uh about a month ago up in canada Did you? yeah uh good lower lower price bike right uh good components yes. on it uh yeah and i liked it it felt it felt like my primer but heavier right because aluminum frame and maybe yeah. the te- maybe the components aren't quite as high yeah. of a level but yeah really liked it good pricing yeah, yeah. no yeah. they they do a good that that was the one thing and from the very beginning and not to go too but the 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 components and the feel and the but everything was so fluid and it and it maintained that you know that's what i that's mm-hmm. what i love about the setup intense has going on too so yeah owner but also just love yeah. love right you know riding and getting out and and uh yeah awesome Enjoy uh that. well hey good job with this uh, motorsport campaign uh rd coffee uh support motorsport.com and uh, buy the RD coffee. Five bucks uh, goes to that uh, campaign. And uh, good stuff, Ryan. Thank you for calling in and promoting it. And, and thanks for doing that uh, with the motorsport guys. Super cool, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thanks for everybody for the support and, and good uh, catching up with you guys. I always enjoy getting uh, on the show with you. We will see you at Anaheim's or somewhere in California, I'm sure, at one of those rounds. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be there. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya. see ya. Bye. That's Ryan Dungey, everybody. He's got a lot going on. Intense stuff. Coffee stuff. So I thought that KTM was maybe telling him, hey, you know, we don't have room for you, right, for 2023. Kind of what I'd heard through the grapevine. But Ryan just says, yeah, no, there was a supercross. There was a path for a supercross-only deal, he said, and I just didn't want to uproot the family. And and I really thought that from what I had been hearing, KTM was saying, oh, we don't have a spot for you. So nice that Ryan cleared that up on the show. Seems like he got it out of his system right? yeah you yeah know? right yeah. but like i said i he's he needs something it sounds yeah. like he'll be at the races so that you know helping or yeah. doing whatever i was curious uh, i i was actually kind of brought up when you guys were talking about the bicycles i noticed that alden just came out with the new yeah. his own road road bike line i saw that they yeah. mentioned ryan's name because he'd trained him of course oh and, yeah yep but i was just wondering if maybe uh you know he'd have something to do with that because it seems like he's so into cycling but. yeah well no he's a part owner of intense that, that's his oh deal, so i didn't know that you're right uh so ryan dungey on the show thanks to uh thanks to our uh rd coffee for doing that motorsport.com uh blend and so at six o'clock, that means another hundred dollar motorsport.com gift card we're going to give away at some point here in the six, six o'clock hour. Marks and Tis Legendary are not eligible to win. Oh, <laughs> well, I stole one, so yeah, you're down, I know you're, people you're though. Down one, yeah, I bet you yep. do. Oops. Uh, all right, let's welcome our next guest on the show. This uh, this gentleman, of course, uh, a Pulpamex show favorite, and uh, hung up the boots and uh, to, to deal more with trolltraining.com which uh, I just found out this weekend, and Mr. Alex Ray will be a troll train athlete for next year. So that's exciting. Grant Harlan, of course, is using it. Uh, many other pros, and uh, this guy's super smart about all this stuff. But I first want to talk to him about hanging the boots up. It's Alex Martin. What's up, Amart? How are you? Hey, what's happening? I'm good. 
How's Minnesota life right now? How's it going? Are you regretting uh, being there with the uh, cold snow? Oh, my, it's too early to tell, but um, we got five inches of snow on the ground, um, and it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> and you're living you're living at Millville, right? That's where you are. Yeah, yep. yeah. My wife and I were we're pretty dang close to Millville. Right, sure. right. Uh, and and where's Jmart from you? How far away is Jmart? He's not there, but how far is your brother? Yeah, I mean, right now he's at Cold Max, right. but his house is in Rochester. It's probably about 25 minutes away. Oh, okay. So, so I, yeah. I heard a rumor from a mutual friend of ours who's very angry all the time that oh. uh, that J-Mart will be riding west. <laughs> um, kind of looking that way, to yep. be honest. I mean, you know how it is. It's always... Yeah, you never quite know. Right? But it's kind of looking that way, yeah. He's, he's full steam ahead, him and Phil. They've been grinding. Is Phil going to be okay? Well, from what what are we talking about? Like his arm and stuff? Are we worried about his arm? Oh, I I think that he's he's good. Like the last okay. couple of weeks since he got back from Australia, he's been putting right. the time in, and he seems like he's going pretty good. Are we worried about his rides in the two World Supercross rounds? Are we worried at all? I mean, I knew he was going to suck, Steve. To be honest, okay. I mean, he had like any time on the bike and okay. then he just went for the paycheck and right but i'm like you should have just stayed home <laughs> but, well, like, but well, actually go ahead. hey i will say i've talked to germa you know i talk to germa yeah. all the time but right. he's like uh, last week he's like dude phil's going pretty good well that's good because when we last saw phil he was legit i mean he's fifth sixth place guy right really good um and then he broke his arm uh and then you know world supercross rounds didn't go well but like you said, he's just getting a paycheck. So our buddy Phil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think he's he's got a similar suspension setting. The bike's the same. I think Phil will be in a good spot. Right. Yeah. I just had Scott from Motorsport.com, and he said negotiations for Phil's Motorsport deal is still ongoing. So, <laughs> you know. I can't speak to Phil's sponsorship deal, but, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, hey, I saw actually it was kind of funny because I was thinking it, but I saw on the Instagram post the other day, Cooper Webb's like, you're 17, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, right? Uh, Alex Martin brought to you by the folks at Renthal, the winning brand in manufacturer design for the last half century. Renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport. Uh, they have more titles than all the other brands combined. Renthal.com, Honda, Kawasaki, KTM, using Renthal, of course, uh, whether it's the Fat Bar, seven. The uh, Twin Wall Bar, the uh, Fat Bar 36, the old 7.8 Bar, Renthal.com, sprockets and chains as well from those guys. Love the folks at Renthal. Quality stuff. I just put Renthal on for the World Vets. Didn't seem to help me, Dale. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I did run Renthal at the World Vets. So, um, hey, Paris Supercross, I just got back from there, Troll Train. You were there last year. Was that sort of uh, for you, was that like a bucket list thing for you to do? Were you were you like, were you like stoked to, to do the race? It's so legendary and everything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I really wanted to go to that one last year, and it's that's the hard part about being like a career two fifty guy. Is you don't really get the overseas races, you know. Right. Like a, yep. I remember like JT and those guys, like JB Brayton. They make a lot of money. They make sometimes most of their money in those like three to four races in the off season. Um, but being like a two fifty guy, you're kind of like like whether it was TLD or JGR or like Star, like you're kind of stuck in the U.S. stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Yeah, I jumped at the opportunity to do Bercy last year, and I mean that was really cool. I went over there with my wife, and we we actually showed up a day early. And uh, Eric Bernard was like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here yet." <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm like, "Dude, we just we want we're in Paris. Like, we want to come check it out." So, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Why not? Right? Exactly. 
Uh, hey, last week on the World Vet Show, we, we, we had Wygan on talking about Coy Gibbs, who unfortunately passed away, a really great guy, and industry's going to miss him. You rode for him for two years, three years, or whatever. Uh, what was it like riding for Coy? I did, yeah. No, I was, that was cool. That, I mean, first off, that was, that was incredibly sad. Um, yeah, just really unexpected. Actually, Phil called me and told me, and I was just like, I couldn't believe it. But, um, you know, unfortunately, when I was on the team, I mean, I spent a lot of time over there, like when Phil was on it and Coy was around. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I was signed to the team, Coy was not really there because he was doing the NASCAR stuff with right. his brother passing away. Um, so, unfortunately, like, I didn't really get to see Coy, like, day in and day out. But just from, you know, I knew him pretty well just from back in the day, like more when I was on Cycle Trader and I would just go hang out in the semi, you know. Yep. So, no, he was a super cool guy. And, I mean, just for you would never know, like, you know, he was successful and had as much money in the bank as he did. You know, look how he acted, you know. No, no, absolutely right. I got an email from a couple of Aussies that said they went to – they were huge Stu fans when he rode for JGR. They went to the race – to get an autograph from Stu, but you had the—that was when you had tickets to get in those autograph lines, right? You had to—you couldn't just—you mm. you needed a ticket to get in line. And they were standing there talking to the mechanics and everything else. And this guy comes over to him and asks them what they're doing. And they're like waiting for Stu, and they—and he, and he said, "What? Well, we got to wait here all day because we got to get this ticket, right? We can't leave because we need to mm-hmm. get the ticket before we can leave." And this guy gave him two tickets to get in the in the line, but said, "Go." Go around the pits. Don't worry about it. Don't hang out here all year, all, all day. You know, come back at this time and you'll get in line with the, with the ticket. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was two Aussie guys and it was Coy. And they said, oh, thank you. And he just said, they introduced himself. And he's like, yeah, I'm Coy. You know what I mean? He doesn't say anything else, right? Like, mm-hmm. just that's the kind of guy he was. Just gave him tickets, yeah. probably busted their balls, and then and then left. So Yeah, uh, no, he was a stand-up guy. Actually, I want to say he – so when before JJR folded, because, um, like, I was – content on finishing my career with that team i loved it over there i love the guys um he actually gave me like another paycheck past the season um so i was like well you know obviously they're going to be around (laughs) you know yeah yeah, yeah. right kept paying me you know and but then obviously they folded so it didn't happen but it was like just the fact that he paid me one extra month was pretty cool you know yeah no that's cool yeah exactly didn't have to do that right so uh dale you you brought this up earlier when, we, when I said about have Alex on the phone. Oh yeah, ask him that question because oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know this. Let's, oh yeah, well I, I saw one of your uh, one of your I think it was on the troll you know troll training Instagram where you said it just said Minio's prep and I was kind of like whoa I wonder what that's all about. So, yeah, what's that all about Minio's prep? Uh, I think I was training uh, maybe Avery Long. Mm, yep, you're right, Steve. Uh, oh okay, all right. So we Dale was thinking that maybe you were coming back. For, oh, for, God, for some no. sort of vet race or something. Yeah, like maybe I do could, a little Mike Brown battling. So I wrote I rode <laughs> one time since Paula. I borrowed my buddy's uh, Husky 350, and I went and did some motos at like a track in Lake City, maybe 10 minutes from Millville. But that's the only time I've rode dirt bikes since Paula. <laughs> so yeah, so no, you're good. Like uh, one of my questions for you tonight is, how's retired life? And so you know, it's November 15th, and A1 prep would be going on for you, and. You miss it, or you sound like you're you're good. Well, it's interesting. So, like the week before I rode my buddy's bike, I was like, God, I'm kind of getting the itch, you know? Like, <laughs> really, like, because I've been helping. I've been doing some like private stuff at Millville this fall. Like, like if people reach out, I, I'd say yes, type of thing. But mm-hmm. that's about it. I'm not advertising, and you know, just like helping the kids one on one, I was kind of getting the itch to ride. And then I went and rode the one day, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You're good. Yep. Yeah. 
The itch was gone. Yeah, I right. scratched it. Uh, hey, so we're going to do something. Uh, Troll Training has come on the show. We're going to get you on every so often to talk about racing and also just talk about Troll Training. And like I mentioned off the top, Alex Ray, Grant Harlan, a couple of riders that are using your training methods. I'm sure you got more. Um, you and your, your partner, John Wessling, super smart guy as well about uh, off-the-bike training, supplements, all that stuff. You've been doing it forever. I know I've personally seen a lot of racers come up to you over the years and ask you about a heart rate or a supplement or this and that because I think you've, you've gone to school. You've studied some stuff on it. Uh, this is right up your alley, I guess. So how is TrollTraining.com doing? Uh, I mean, it's been fun. You know, it's it's like every business. It has its ups and downs. But um, I've learned so much, I will say, just from a business perspective because, like you said, like I, I do have that knowledge um, with health and fitness. And, um, like, I'm actually going to get my certification for nutrition right now and, um, you know, trying to keep learning in that realm. But, like, from a business perspective, just, like, learning how to advertise and, you know, getting back to – you know, customer emails and stuff like that. It's it's become like a, a very full time job, kind of. You know, even though it is from a computer. Um, and I, I think it's actually helped me in my retirement because mm-hmm. I'm communicating a lot with um, some of the athletes, like A Ray, like you mentioned, or Henry, or Grant Arlen, and uh, we got our kid up in Canada, Quinn Almiot. So it's it's fun because I'm still communicating with a lot of these these guys on a daily basis. Um, so for me, it's uh, it helps versus just being like sitting in my house in Millville twiddling my thumbs, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for sure. You know, so yeah, I, I've I've enjoyed it. Me and John, we really have a good thing going, and um, it's cool because you know, there's we've talked about this where it's like you you learn things over the last 15 years or whatever of my career. There's little hacks to you know help with arm pump or nutrition or just like. There's a lot of things that I guess I've, like, mistakes I've made or failures I've had in my training where I'm like, okay, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, kind of the platform I guess we offer is, you know, to kind of, you know, bypass all the mistakes and failures <laughs> that we made, you know. you know, And it's, it's been fun for sure. Well, I like it because, like, guys like Harlan and Henry Miller and A-Ray, as much as we like to bust on A-Ray, these guys are, like, really, really great riders, and and they're using your, your, your program. It's not – you know, so something you can adapt to to eighty riders to pros that you can work with and adapt their program and, and come up with something for them. But I like that you actually have these pro guys that are like, yeah, dude, Alex is really good. It's really helping me. You know, like it tells me a lot when yeah. when a pro rider who wants to make a living racing is using you for training. Well, and another thing too, it's kind of been humbling and it's opened my eyes too, Steve. Is like you really can have a cookie cutter program. Like all of these guys have different programs like what henry is doing versus um we actually started working with john short recently or grant harlan or um these guys all have very different like one guy can run another guy can't because he has bad knees Mm -hmm. Uh, like some guys can handle a lot of cardio whereas like some some of our guys are really strong in the gym but they need more cardio um so it's it's really trying to like see their strengths and weaknesses and try and make a program that best fits each person. Um, And that's kind of been fun too is, and so this, like I was saying this fall, we've had a couple kids come down to Millville and we're in the gym and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like maybe you can't do that dumbbell press with 50 pounds. Like I thought you could, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 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 So Um, that part's cool. And I would say like for you, you've been part of some training programs that I think that you were like, Hey man, this isn't working for me. Right. Like I, I, I'm older. I need more rest. Like you said, and, and some trainers weren't so flexible. 
and they were working with 19-year-olds and then working with you at 28 or whatever, right? Like, I think that yeah. maybe that's where you where you recognize that 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 need to, to adapt to every program? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's probably what, I mean, a lot of those maybe things that kept me up at night, those things that stressed me out, uh-huh. <laughs> those experiences, I think that's probably what led to John and I creating this program. So if it wasn't for all that, you know, being pissed off and, and dealing with those trainers, I probably would have never created something like this, yeah. right? So, yeah. uh, I, I somebody I talked to somebody who said that you you actually emailed them yourself. You like did it like yourself. That's pretty cool. You yeah, know? no, I yep. everybody that everybody because we have like a little button on our website. You know, if you have questions or whatever, like yep. I I respond to all those. So yeah, um, pretty yeah. Hopefully, I don't get bombarded now. But <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Listen, it'll be good. Uh, trolltraining.com, again. Uh, learn about the mistakes. Uh, learn what not to do and everything else. What what's simple? Like okay, so like I just did the world vets right, and I sucked. I did beat Mister Side though, so that gave me some. <laughs> some happiness but i was basically yeah. not happy with my arm pump and hand pump troll train was what can i do what can vet guys oh. do ride more yeah <laughs> besides ride more yeah that's so that was uh that's been a pretty common too that i've heard to mm-hmm. some, some of the athletes more so like a lot of the vet guys but i mean actually you know i struggled with it in my career i had arm pump surgery um, and it did help for like maybe half a year. I thought it helped. And then I went back to kind of the baseline arm pump problems, but, yeah. um, and that's a tough one, Steve. And I actually did start a blog article. I'm still, still in the process, a multi-part blog article on my website where it's like, you really have to attack it from a cardio perspective. You have to have strong upper body. You have to have a clean diet. Bike setup is huge technique. Like, are you breathing when you're riding? I mean, there's just so many layers to arm pump, right? Yeah, yeah. Because some guys so, never get it, right? Some yeah. guys are like, I don't get arm pump. You're like, how is that even freaking possible? I know, too, gripping the bike, I need to grip the bike better. I don't do that enough yeah. to take stress off my arms, you know? Yeah, no, the technique is huge. But I feel like from a body perspective, the guys that are like a Jason Anderson or like a J-Law, mm-hmm. they never seem to get arm pump. We're like the bulkier people, like me or Zach, get it more often. Right, right. right. Yeah, or whatever, and I don't know why that is, um, but that seems like there's definitely a common theme there. Because like my brother, he's kind of more of like a a skinnier, you know, body type. Yep. And he never pump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. Right. Uh, <laughs> Renthal. Renthal. dot com. Uh, bringing you Alex Martin on the show today uh, with a history full of innovations and engineering and legendary component reliability. Renthal is universally regarded as the most trusted brand in the pro paddock. Renthal. dot com to learn more. Yeah, I just saw. Uh recently alex where you spent a couple weeks in switzerland so is that your first probably i mean i feel like racers never really get real vacations you know like yeah it's always kind of partial vacations. so is that like probably one of your first real true vacations i wasn't even sure he was coming back yeah it seemed like he was never coming back (laughs) oh dude guys it was so fun yeah that's been a bucket list thing for my wife and i we've always wanted to go to switzerland and just go hiking in the swiss alps and um so we got married in 2017 in the fall and i was on tld at the time and like our wedding was the end of like halloween basically and and i I got told that i couldn't go do a honeymoon like you're like no you got to get back and go train boot camp right (laughs) and i'm like well i don't know if i'm doing east or west but okay i'll start you know november 1st whatever (laughs) so we bypassed on the honeymoon so fast forward this was kind of like a honeymoon slash retirement trip for us Nice. Um, so, yeah, we were over there for two weeks, and we got to see Mont Blanc, um, Iger, 
the Matterhorn. I mean, saw a bunch of those iconic, famous peaks. And, yeah, we, we kind of, it wasn't like probably everybody's style of honeymoon. Like, we did some five, six. We had a seven-hour hike um, in the mountains and basically just filled up our camelbacks and just, like, kind of hiked all day. So it was cool, though. Seven hours hiking. Good God, Troll. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for my wife in that one. Not going to lie, guys. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 702-586-PULP. You got a question for Alex Martin about trolltraining.com. Give us a call. 702-586-7857. Alex Martin on the show brought to you by the folks at Renthal. Um, where are you at with supplements, Troll? Like, I, I have the Arma stuff, right? And I have a, a code, PulpMX20, to save at Arma. Um, they got the Blitz, which is hydration. They have, like, a, a fire, which is, like, caffeine stimulant, right? It's all tested it's all uh, approved by uh, all the uh, proper ioc stuff and all that so you know it's nothing weird or anything else uh what what do you like to do what do you what do you recommend uh, what, whether it's arma or anything else um yeah so i man i've pretty much tried everything <laughs> over yeah. the years you yeah. know i mean i'm like a sucker for like if i get an email or like an instagram ad pops up about something i'll read the science and i'm like i'll try it you know, <laughs> why like, not be- yeah <laughs> Like, you have to be careful, like, especially because we were getting tested. Like, especially when I was, like, in the 250 championships, we would typically get blood tests at least once in outdoors. And then, like, piss tests probably three to four times in outdoors. Mm-hmm. So, and if if you were top three in the championship, like, you're pretty much guaranteed you were going to get drug tested, right? Right. So, like, during those times, like, I was always looking for, like, a NSF certified, mm-hmm. which, like, Thorne makes a really good one that's NSF certified. Um, so basically, like, if you tested positive, their lab results would guarantee that you're still negative, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, Arma, Rhino Power, I mean, those are really common stuff in motocross. I mean, for the most part, to be honest, with supplements, like beet juice is a big one that I really liked. Um, and beet I thought juice. it worked for me. Beet juice, yeah. Beet, what does that do? What What, what is that for? Um, it increases, like, basically your body's ability to absorb oxygen in your bloodstream. Okay. So I All think right. I think it can help with arm pump and stuff, too. But, um, yeah, that was a big one. But other than that, I really just tried to eat healthy and eat clean, you know, like real food. I think that's sometimes a little overlooked with a lot of people, right. you know. So you're good with hydration, stimulant stuff, as long as it's, like, a name brand or whatever. Like, like who knows how much it works, but you're also okay with doing it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, but also at the same time, sometimes, like, you can, I think at Supercross, it's possible to be, like, overstimulated. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. Do, you, do Yeah, and, and that's my next question. So I know a lot of riders were trying that mind effect stuff, and there's other brands out there that, like, make you more alert and make you more, I guess, hyper, or, you know, they're supposed to, some of them say your eyesight will get better, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Do you, is that is that stuff legit, or is that just a marketing stuff you know mind effects let's call it yeah i don't know i mean dude the the placebo the power of the mind strong steve yeah <laughs> you know yeah that's what they but, say right but yeah i don't know like i'd be a little skeptical about that stuff because i mean like i said i've tried everything and and ultimately like probably the best i've ever felt was when i was just eating really clean mm-hmm. and you know having like some a basic electrolyte and a like a bobo's bar or something like that's probably when i felt my best right like, I don't feel like, and that's the tough part, too, is, like, maybe I've tried a mind effects, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that worked really good. I had a great moto. But then it seems like it wears off, and it wouldn't be the same effect a week or a month later. Right, right. Uh, oh, eating so. clean, Dale, we're, we got problems with that, you and I. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I think this it seems like there's a lot of like like you're mentioning those Instagram ads, you know, popping up. Like it seems like it could be a little sketchy, you know, with some of those, you know, like not unsure where these things are coming from. Like there are these eighteen hundreds, you know, magic elixirs or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I know there's just so many of those things. And, and it, on my feed especially, it's like super food something. Like every day I see something new, you know. Uh, trolltraining.com, have you, if, how's the sign-ups? How's the response everything else? You and John Westling doing this? Um, is it... Has it been like impactful for you guys? Are you are you? Is it cool to get uh, testimony back from people that that are like super happy with everything you guys have done for them? Uh, what's that like? Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it's been a learning curve because it's one thing to like have the knowledge, and then it's another to like have a platform that kind of like you know you can push that knowledge on to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like the customer service aspect of it, like trying to get back to emails, people, you know, there's. And, and, you know, sometimes, like, uh, some of riders, like, it rains or the weather's bad or they have testing, there's travel, people get sick. So there's a lot of, like, communication I've noticed. I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed is, like, communication is huge mm-hmm. with getting back to people because, um, you know, things like that, life happens. Um, but, no, we've it's been steady. It's been a steady sign-up of people, and it's gotten to the point where it's it's kept me pretty busy, you yeah. know, and I'm kind of happy to be going into the winter where I have a little bit more time to dedicate to it. Um, and, and to continue to grow it for sure. We talked about Roxon earlier. Switching gears here, we talked about Roxon. What? Mm. I think he stays with that team uh, and continues to ride a Honda. What do you make of kind of what Kenny's been been doing here? He he gave away that ride basically for two World Supercross races. Um, what's your take on Roxon right now? Oh man, that's a whole can of worms. I don't know. I don't know. Kenny's going to do whatever Kenny wants to do, but. I'd say, like, the way you looked at Bercy, Steve, on that Honda, I kind of feel like you should stay on a Honda, yep. you know, and maybe make that work because um, whatever he chooses, Suzuki, Yamaha, Kawasaki, it's like any time you go to a new bike, no matter what team it is, it, it's hard, right. you know. Like, Jason Anderson was good on the Cowie this year because, for one, if you have a chip on on a chip on your shoulder, it really makes a big difference. Like, I think if you look at a lot of guys, their first year, like Cooper Webb on KTM or Anderson moving, like, you, when you have a chip on your shoulder, it really motivates you in training every day to, to kind of, like, stuff it to your prior team, you know? Yep, yep. So, I mean, Kenny having that chip on his shoulder, I think, is going to be an advantage for him. But, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be hard to get the resources, you know, potentially to satisfy him. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see how that goes too, Steve. Yeah, I'm 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 watching it with like I I think he stays there like we talked about earlier, Dale. But I I, I don't know, man. Like Stark Barg all the way. Stark <laughs> Stark life. <laughs> uh, I feel like yeah, like there were times where Factory Honda couldn't make him happy, right? Just couldn't do it. And I look at the people at Factory Honda and the the suspension people and the chassis people and. And then they were trying some triple clamps and everything, and I'm like, what, what, what? How is this not working? You know, like, how can these people not get you settled? I don't know. I don't. Troll train. It just seems hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, Steve. I don't right. know. I'll be right. interesting. So, right. Uh, um, we got Josh on yeah. one to talk about vlogging. Josh, what's uh, what's your question for Alex Martin? Hey, this is Josh and Simon. Hey, Alex, we uh, we watched a ton of your vlogs this this summer. We loved them. Are you gonna have a a limited series of hey what it's like to be retired because we would love it yeah that would be good How, how's the troll training vlogs yeah no it's good so i've been trying to think of ideas it's tough because you know when you're not riding a dirt bike and basically every episode was revolved around that <laughs> um you know it's it's been hard to like think of content ideas but uh we have a few ideas um that were there's one actually that i'm kind of working on right now so um, trying to figure that out just with actually has to do with like building tracks. So 
um, me being on a dozer, skid steer, that sort of thing. So that's a little bit different. But um, then obviously with Millville, like I think there's a lot going on with Millville just that people would find interesting. But um, I've, yeah, the social media thing is kind of hard, the vlogging, especially when you're retired, because I just don't feel like my life is as interesting as it used to be. But <laughs> Wow. I think uh, I think Phil would agree with that. Yeah, I think Phil would agree with that. What about yeah. what about studding up a dirt bike and riding Millville in the snow? Yeah, what? like it's uh, like Donnie Schmidt style. Yeah, right. We all saw that Donnie Schmidt Fox video. There you go. Stud yeah. up, stud up a dirt bike and take it around Millville. That'd be great. Good vlog. Well, so here's the deal, Steve. I don't even have a dirt bike right now. Yeah, I well, don't we'll, own it. we'll get you a dirt bike. I mean, uh, you know, don't be <laughs> don't be one of those ex pros that. Can't you know that are scared to uh, scared to buy a dirt bike? All right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I haven't had a dirt bike in this is the first time in twenty years that I haven't actually had one to go ride. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, thanks for the call, Josh. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, appreciate it. Uh, Hundred dollar motorsport dot com gift card. Let's. Uh... What do you think, Marks? What number caller would you like for our friends, Mr. Legendary, to uh, to do a hundred dollar motorsport dot com gift card? Forty nine. <laughs> yes, caller forty nine. Sure, I can rig that. That's easy. How can you rig <laughs> yep. that? What do you mean? Just I got, I've got caller ID. As soon as I see a name that pops up, I want. I'll just click. <laughs> Done deal. Call it's, four. It's okay. Forty nine. I like four. Seven zero two five eight six. Pop. Call now. Tits. You decide. Here we, uh, not the first one. <laughs> I'll make it a little harder. The for second you. one, right? Right. There you go. Seven zero two five eight six hundred dollar motorsport dot com gift card. Uh, please give us a call, and uh, Mister Legendary over there will uh, will make it happen. Any other questions for Alex? For you, Dale? I'm just curious. What are there any couple, a couple memories that really sort of stand out for you for from your 14 year career? I mean, there's uh, maybe the MX Nation, mm-hmm. something like that. Ah, oh, well, that's a tough one. Yeah, over 14 years, it's kind of like man. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think back, like, I, I got to say the 1110 mods days, those are really memorable just because they kind of, like, gave me the platform to, like, keep grinding, you know, for all those years. Because, I mean, during those years, I, I remember, like, having goals, like, you know, I wish I could get on a factory ride. And then after getting, like, podiums and stuff on the bike, I'm like, dude, I, how have I not gotten, a, you know, some sort of ride? <laughs> um, and then fast forward to, like, being on Star and, like, winning races and, like, getting the red plate, you know, after a couple rounds of outdoors. Um, but probably a highlight for sure would be you, Team USA at Disney Nations over in Italy in 2016. Um, and, yeah, just the fact that, like, yeah, man, if Cooper hadn't tipped over in that corner, like, we could have potentially won Disney Nations, you know, like, that would have been cool. I mean, we still got on the podium, right? But um, that's probably got to be the highlight of my career was the Disney Nations for Team USA for sure. Yeah, that, that would have been awesome. What about Puerto Rico with Phil? Uh, <laughs> Puerto Rico fun. Actually, I had – <laughs> he he Phil, says that you you rode like garbage, and that's the Phil reason. Phil was so okay. mean. Phil was so mean over in uh, we were in Germany, I yeah. think. And um, yeah, I mean, I I'll be straight up. Like I didn't prepare. I didn't ride like I should have. And Phil was so mad at me. And then the next year we went to Latvia, and I was teammates with Ben Lemay on Team Puerto Rico, and we made it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, suck it, Phil. <laughs> Alex is a liberal. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, all right, well, trolltraining.com, so go there. Check it out, everybody. Uh, different prices, different different plans, right, for people to, to fit their needs? Yeah, yeah, we got all kinds of options, Steve. Bronze, silver, gold, depending on, you know, your financial needs and time commitment and all that sort of thing. And we have a nutrition plan, and 
we're actually we're kind of playing around the idea of doing like a, a kind of a fitness challenge next year where we like every month we award people we'll give them like jerseys or merch or products mm-hmm. um for it but it's going to be like you have to like most hours trained in a month or most activities or most distance covered or something like that right but yeah, we're just kind of thinking of ways to like give back to our athletes, and you know, not only are you getting a training plan from us every day, every month, but you're also like kind of entered in a chance to win a jersey or something like that. So, um, uh, I'm excited about that. Before we let you go, though, uh, we have uh, Mr. Jamie Guida on the line, uh, who who was a troll training athlete, uh, Alex, but he couldn't quite you know pull through at the World Vets. Uh, I don't know if you want to maybe. You know, reassess your your involvement with Mr. Guida. Well, no, that kind of paid me off a little bit. You know. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I get a text. You want to know the full disclosure? I get a text. He's like, "Hey, can you do me a favor? You uh, can you put up a post on your social media about how I'm a troll training athlete? Because I really want to get under Steve's skin." And I'm like, well, like, do you want help training? And he's like, no, I'm good. I got it. Oh, oh Mr. Guida, is this is this true? <laughs> That's pretty accurate. I don't remember him offering to uh, if I see if I actually wanted help, but it was more like just to mess with you because yeah, I, I want to get under your skin a little bit. We see how that worked. Yeah, that really worked. I was so yeah. I was so unbelievable that I, I was so yeah. I was so psyched out by the troll training program. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't uh, really go as planned. No, no, it didn't. Uh, well, all right, Alex, uh, you, you tried, anyways. Um, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for calling in. Trolltraining.com. Renthal bringing you Alex Martin on the show. And like I said, Alex, we're going to get you on every now and then. Uh, talk about the program. Talk about some advice for people, some callers, and uh, bench race a little bit. What's going on in the races? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it and helping me get through this retirement phase of my life. Steve. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Well, we'll keep you busy. Thanks for calling in, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right. See you, man. Thanks. Uh, That's Alex Martin, everybody. No? We're not doing that? Okay. All right. Never mind. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. So, uh, Tits, you, you literally took call 86. That's power move. Power move. So... I was attempting to answer calls like I was like you know, dropping uh-huh. a bunch of them to get, you know, yeah. not just like the yeah. first few. Yeah. But then I had 15 calls where I couldn't hear anything on the the thing. Okay. But now and you so, can. And so now I can. Oh, so just so, you, the so, phone just magically fixed itself? Literally, it just okay. magically fixed itself. So Christian, Christian. Uh, is he can hear me speaking right oh. now. He's the winner. All right. So anyway. Good job, Christian. Good. Yep. Thanks to motorsport.com. Way to, way to handle it, tits. Uh, Mr. Guida. Don't you have a show tonight? Isn't there a pony pod? We just, we, fin- we just we finished a little bit ago. We're done. Oh, okay. Pony pods all wrapped up. Please check yep. it out, everybody. Um, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going. I mean, we're we're back home safe. We made it. Did you did you tell everybody all the things that I've continued to help you with? Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but I honestly figured you would bring it up on here. So I was just kind of like, uh, I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about it on Pulp tonight. So so Marks uh, Dale. Uh, Mr. Side gets to go to Paris Supercross. So, I think I yeah, saw that. Courtesy, yeah. you know, big time journalist now, big time media guy, Vital MX. Courtesy of who? Courtesy of being a Vital MX guy. Wow. Yeah. Well, so are they hiring? He travels <laughs> all the way to Paris, France, for this race, and there's no hotel room for him. There's no room. 
So I don't want to be hired anymore. Yeah. So that's not exactly accurate. Okay. So do you want me to get into this or not? Yeah, you can. I mean, I feel like I, I, I don't know. Cause I have some questions about your financial ability. Lord, that wasn't me. My boss booked a room. He said he did not realize he went through Priceline. Okay, so the room wasn't paid he... for. But here's the part where, yeah. Jamie, where I'm like, so then you had to pay for the room, but you couldn't because you don't have the money on your credit card, right? I didn't have 800 fucking dollars available at that okay. time. Okay, no. so that's where I'm wondering, who doesn't have $800 on a credit card, Mr. Side? A lot of people. I mean, Mark's? Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of people don't. I think your your stop your it. ceilings are showing themselves. Right no, now. no, that is yeah. not a true. A lot of people, if you eight hundred dollars on a credit card, there's a lot of a, a good majority of people out there. If you, they needed eight hundred dollars, they'd be impressed. Your your white privilege is showing. <laughs> yes, very uh, much it's so. on display. Dale, it's, Dale, <laughs> Dale. <laughs> yeah, I don't see where. I, yeah, I think you would actually low. be surprised. D- at Dale, how many Dale's with me. Dale's with maxed me. Maxed out cards, but um, well, Mr. Side, is your card maxed or is it that way? No, is it just a low limit? Correct. Where's your card status at? What what is going on? Uh, yeah, my credit card is currently maxed out. Okay, Stop. all right. So, Mr. Side, <laughs> I can't believe bringing this up on air right now. I I asked him. I know. I asked him. I he know. said I could bring it up. <laughs> but goodness <laughs> gracious! So, listen. Three months ago, I was one of those guys that was week to week. You know, uh, we haven't. Got, I got a better paying job, but we aren't. You know, we're not rolling in the extra cash like it's eight hundred dollars. That's a lot. That's more than some people. Some people I, only make that like in two weeks. You know, I feel like my first credit card ever in my life. I had a five thousand dollar limit. My first ever credit. I, Dale, right? Yeah, they like to make them high when you. Yeah, I feel them. like it was five thousand yeah, dollars. I would say that a a introductory card is somewhere in there. Yes, but clearly people spend more than they should, and then. So, Make minimum payments and see. I don't want to get into this with Mr. Side. He may get all. I'm not judging Mr. Side. I'm just saying that's what happens when they get cards like that. So the room, there was no room for him because Michael Lindsay hadn't paid for it on Priceline, and somehow you got in though, right, Dark Side, for one night. Yeah. Well, they said you know you're a you know you're a Hilton Rewards member. We'll let you go and have this night, but you got to get taken care of tomorrow. Uh, Which, of course, with the time difference, made it a little difficult. So you thought it was taken care of, though. Michael was supposed to take care of it. Yeah, we talked, and, uh, you know, because they wanted the physical credit card for the hotel at that point, they you couldn't do it through Priceline anymore. They wanted it paid for with a physical credit card on site. Mm-hmm. So he had to, yeah, he had to get me some money. And, of course, that with banks being closed on a holiday weekend, that didn't go so well either. So then Mr. Side says, I'm in. I got to get money tomorrow. Michael Lindsay's giving me money, and I'll be good. And I'm like, okay. The next text I get, I've been locked out of my room. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> he, he shits in the room. He's locked out. He can't get yeah, it. I went to get. I went to get breakfast that next morning. Came back. Nope. No entry. Wow. So yeah, that was a shit show. Like the guardian angel that I am, <laughs> the heart of gold that I have, <laughs> the. The man who has changed his life continues to just give back to Mr. Side over and over. And I gave my credit card to put on the room. And Mr. Side was able to reclaim his belongings in his room. 
in Paris. Yeah, that is correct. Not been so excited waiting for this moment to talk about it. Couldn't wait. Just another what? thing that Steve ah. Mathis did for Mr. Gwee. I mean, when does it stop? <laughs> when does it stop? Does anybody know when it stops? When do I stop giving? And there just is no end giving. to your generosity. Thank no you. End. Thank yes. you, Mr. Yep. Legendary. Thank yep. you. Appreciate that. You should fly Mr. Side out here to sit in for the Popomex show dinner just because you're so generous. Easy on that. But uh <laughs> Okay, there is an end to your generosity. Uh yeah. Wow. Well just and then oh, and it keeps on going. It keeps on going. I don't so what do, how do I get my money back? What who do I have to bill here, Jamie? I'll send, it, I'll send it to you here in a minute. I'll send it to you. Okay. All right. So I'll get some money for this room on my credit card, hopefully. I will support Mr. Side's efforts in Paris, France <laughs> this weekend. <sighs> yeah, so it was a lifesaver. So, uh, and not to mention, what else have I, Jamie? I mean, if you want to keep on going, we can keep going. Sure. I bought Why your not? I bought your old bike off you. I'm going to restore your old bike. I I paid for it and I, I bought it off you to help you complete yeah, you your shop. You did that not for me. You wanted it. Did I really need the work or the bike? Not really. I I didn't ask you. Hey, will you buy? You it? didn't, but I you needed you money for your shop. I'm going to get in there, dude. Damn. Just can't do it overnight. So, you, I mean, I don't. You were more impatient. I just, I, I don't know how someone doesn't have eight hundred dollars room in their credit card. I, I find this bizarre, but well, well, I'll tell you, there was a lot of years, a lot of years in my life where I didn't have eight hundred dollars in fucking extra or available. I don't feel like I'm a financial genius by any means, and I was a greaseball mechanic making no money. But I had, if I needed it, you know, like if. If I got in a car accident, I need eight hundred dollars to rent a car. I had eight hundred dollars. That, that's all. I'm not trying to be Warren Buffett here with financial advice, but you know. Uh, anyways, um, I'd say yeah, that was probably my twenties. So I also, uh, I, I Ubered to the airport. I allowed Mister Side to jump in with me on Monday morning. <laughs> not a problem. Ubered him there, and because of my status, got him in the fast track lane for the passport control. You know, these are things that I do for, for for Mr. Side. It's a big heart, Steve. Such a big heart. Silently, too. People don't, you do people don't know how nice he really is. <laughs> yeah, next time your jerky pony pod listeners want to tell you that I treat you like garbage, will you bring up this fact? I tell them all the time. They don't listen. They don't care. <laughs> they just don't care? Right? Man, yeah. they don't care. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, hell. And, you know, we're going to tell everybody, you know, Friday night, you, I was going to pay for my dinner. You... Being the nice guy you are, paid for my dinner, but I had to tell everybody it was because I was broke. Yeah, exactly, because you, you clearly have a money problem, and I'm like, if I take this guy, to, if this, we've got to dinner, this guy's going to cause a scene when he can't afford his, his calzone, <laughs> and I better just pay for the calzone and just avoid the scene of the French guy going, excuse me, monsieur, this is your credit card, it's declined. <laughs> like, I don't need that in, in front of, you know, everybody. Right. And then sure, Rox ended sure, up to buy your dinner on Sunday night. He bought your dinner, too. Yeah, but I told him, I'm like, hey, man, this guy We're has no money. that part out. This guy has no money. I told Kenny that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I appreciate you telling everybody that. Thanks. Steve, YouTube would like to know what would Koi Gibbs do? Well, he would buy, he would give Jamie a card for his room. Oh, okay. That's what I did. But what do you do it yeah. silently? How about, how about all those Twitter emojis or memes you put up about not bragging? Oh, that's in the past. That's that's old news. 
No, <laughs> no, now. You know, yeah. I, listen, you were locked out of your room in Paris until I, yes, I was. stepped was. up. That's not inaccurate, as usual. No, that is the truth. Yep, absolutely. And yet I get the wrath of the Pony Pod listeners of being a jerk. I don't want to tell you I don't know. Listen, I, I, you told me I could talk about this, so don't. Yeah, I did. I knew it was going to come up either way. So well, yeah, no, it might not have came up, you know, if you didn't say I was, you know, you know. Nah. You are not okay back there. Um, how'd you enjoy yeah, Paris? How'd you enjoy it? Honestly, it was a really good time. Kind of like Glen Helen. Uh, the racing was cool, but the hang was the cool, the coolest part. Just right. The, the environment, the fans were cool. Being that close to everybody, it, it was a good time. Didn't get to go see any sights, really. No. Busy, but no. Next time. Your uh, your boss that is just cracking the whip on you. He's got he's got to lay off the the workload so you can enjoy Paris. <laughs> yeah, he he wanted content up. I think Saturday night I was up till four a.m. and I was up till about two a.m. Sunday night before we left. Jeez. Tell you what, what a hard worker. Did hey. did A Ray on your show? Was A Ray on your show? Yeah, I just had A Ray and Cullen Park a little bit ago. Did A Ray tell you that Sam gave him a gift before the night show? Oh, he did not. Oh yeah, yeah. Exclusive interview with Pulp. He he mentioned it. Nice. Is I that think why he wrote so rough. I think. I don't think they get a blowjob before the main event. <laughs> I think that had something to do with his gift. I'm just saying. It very well may have. He was uh, he was as he said pretty sketchy even when he was trying to be. Tried just to do laps. It was still a little rough. He did all the laps on Sunday. Good job, A-Ray. He did. It, it wasn't we all. We thought he did all the laps on Saturday in the second race. Come to find out. <laughs> Come, nope. no. He hit the concrete floor. Yeah, he hit the concrete floor late in the race because he's A-Ray. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was fun hanging all weekend. Good times. Definitely. Good times. Uh, yeah, I always enjoy hanging out with you, even though I know it's going to end up on the air Monday. It's all good for Tuesday this week. Well, when you get locked out of your room and i got to give you my credit card to get in, I mean, it's going to make the program, you know? Of course. I'm, I'm fully aware. I was prepared. So, thought about it all the way home for ten and a half hours on the plane. <laughs> did you did you have that middle seat open or no? No chance? Nope. Nope. They took it. Somebody took it right before we got on board, but right. at least I had the window. Right, right. Uh. First time for Mr. Side, uh, except when he was, like, super young being out of the country. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. And that's from Dale, someone who lived in Italy for a long time, so... He he did pretty well. His calzone, he he liked his calzone. That was good. He got uh what'd you get in, on Sunday night for for what'd you get? Uh, that from? pasta that JB recommended. Yeah. No egg on top though, right? No raw egg on No, there? no. Yeah, I no. told him I told yeah. him stay away from the egg. No, no. Yeah. Why is with the egg on pizza? What the hell is wrong with these yeah, people? Yeah, I don't know what that is. That got me. <laughs> yeah. My, my Paris experience, it got me. Yeah, you were sick. Yeah, yep. Most of the ingredients I couldn't even read. I was just hoping, crossing your fingers, maybe ask a couple things. And, yeah, hope for the best. My limited French stepped up again on Friday night. I told you a couple things. Stay away from the fromage. Yeah. The wild cheeses they have over yeah, there. Yeah, they got a lot of Ugh. different cheeses. Ooh, yeah. Brutal. Um, yep. All right. Well, it was, it was nice having you there. I'm glad you got a hotel room and it all worked out, you know. And I'm glad I didn't have to sleep outside on the steps of that archway they have out there yeah that would have sucked right yep well look at you big time journalist going to europe for races really 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 your life is just on an upward trajectory if we just could get more than 800 dollars on your car we're getting there steve we're getting there you know just uh like i said when you when you have a regular job sometimes you I, make just no survive. I, i'm gonna we're gonna do a let's do a poll can we do a poll we should on on pulpmex.com um what what do you have a thousand dollars 
on your credit card right now? Like current, like is that the, is that a good poll? I'm sorry. Are you wanting to know how much? No. Like is the poll is do you have a thousand dollars worth of room on your credit card room, right now? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes or no? Could you make a an eight hundred dollar charge right now if you needed to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting okay. some text about broke side. Your elitism. <laughs> maxed outside. <laughs> decline side. Oh boy! The list keeps growing. Broke side is good. Yikes! (laughs) Come on, Marks. You guys are brutal. He said I could talk about it. I, I, yeah, I get it. All right. He also, I mean, it's it's been week to week, man. A lot of my adult life, the jobs I've had, but we're we're gonna get there, Steve. Yeah, we'll we'll get there when it's time. We'll get there when it's time. in In the last year, I bought a house, I bought a truck, I bought a shop, built a shop. So yeah, things are uh, you know just gotta gotta get some payments down. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> All right. Well, if I can step in with a card, you let me know. Again, <laughs> I will. You know, I will, and I'll send you some money here in just a little bit. All right. Make sure you send in the interest too. <laughs> okay, Discord, Discord wants to know if they can send Darkside some <laughs> some some money on Venmo. Ven- can, can people Venmo Darkside, you money, Darkside? What's your Venmo? I don't need their money. I'm fine. Shout out! Shout it out! You got your shot right now. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's all good. Well, we tried. Yeah, we tried. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, so is the poll up yet? Do we have the poll up? Sorry, 30 seconds. I'm just wording this. Debt side, somebody said. <laughs> debt. Debt, debt side. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, one thing about yeah, you and Kenny, though, you guys bonded over some death metal. That was good to see. Dude, that was awesome. That and then, was the first time that I've really bonded with Kenny, so that was a highlight. And then you, oh, you said you made up with Cooper Webb? Yeah, I think we're good. Did, did you yeah. say to him like, "Hey, dude, you keep blowing me off," or like, "How did that? How did that happen?" What? 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 Uh, I don't. The conversation. I just was like, "Hey, uh, Cooper, you think you can maybe unblock me on the phone?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? We're cool." And I was like, "No, on my phone, my my text. You know, you don't see them." And he goes, "Ah, oh, shit." He told me he knew what happened, and he fixed it right there. And JB was saying, "There's like, what's going on?" And I said, "Well, you know, he went up pulp and said how." You know, I call him, like, every week to do the show, and I told him, I said, I went back and looked. I had you on the show twice a year over six years. So six times in three years, excuse me, six times in three years. And, you know, I was like, hey, you know, sometimes yeah, I text you and you say, hey, I can't this week. That doesn't mean you don't ever want to do it for months. And he just started laughing. I said, like, you got to tell me that you don't want to do it for a while. Yeah, somebody and, just be uh, like, hey, man, I'm just – what they need to say is like, hey, I'm just uh, focused on riding and training, i.e., yeah, I don't want to yeah. do your show. I don't like you or whatever, right? Uh, right. Usually he would say, I'm, I'm busy this week. So to me, I was like, well, I'll, maybe I'll try to get next week or the week after. Well, when Tomac and I weren't good, he just wasn't replying. So I took that yeah. as a big hint. Just nothing. Just no no, no reply. So I asked him one of the nights, uh, Saturday night, I guess. I was like, hey, I'd like to get you back on the show. It's been a while. Do I just text you because you never answer? Or do I go through Jamie at uh, Star? And he goes, yeah, Jamie, I hate getting text messages. That was his response. I hate it. It's like, okay. Wow. So, so so for me, I'll go through Jamie. 11 votes, 54% yes has the room, 45% say no. That's 6 to 5, by the way, in case you need to help yeah. with that math. <laughs> I think That's middle America, I think having an extra thousand bucks for middle America no, is somewhat I, I, unusual. I, I am I, not, again, I am not showing any elitism here. I find that unbelievable. It, it is unbelievable. It sucks, but I mean, all you know, for the last thirty years, the jobs I've had doing construction, whatever, a lot of people are like, "Dude, I fucking I can't wait so, to get paid in five days because I'm broke." So let me ask you this: When she said, "I need money for the room," and you gave her the card, knowing it would be declined, how was that? <laughs> yeah, are well, you I'm just like, was- here we go? 
<laughs> well, there was a there was a little bit of a balance on my credit card that I was hoping it was going to be enough. It would have been enough without the extra charges they wanted. You know, uh, they wanted another like right. seventy five dollars a day or whatever. I just got a text like, from yeah. somebody that said eight hundred dollars. What the hell? Are you kidding me? So this is this is what the people are saying. Hey, there's a lot of people that probably can't even get a credit card. You know, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get that if you have you know if you yeah. run, but but if you have a card. I mean, just any sort of family emergency, any sort of automobile repair, a, a dog needing an operation, like you know, all these things that come up in life that are just gnarly. But that's a problem. That's a, like I promise you, there's a lot of people that go, if my car breaks down, I'm fucked. If yep. this happens, I'm fucked because I know hundreds yep. of people like that. That just yeah, you're living. You can't wait till the next paycheck to get here so you can go get some fucking groceries or some shit. Seventy-two percent say they they have it. So. That's no. tough when you get in that cycle too. If you can't pay it off too, like if it's fine yeah, if you're paying it off know. every month, but yeah. All right, yeah. all right, yeah. broke side, we gotta go. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, you guys have a good night, Steve. Again, appreciate all your help. You know, if, if you need anything else, you know, you know, if you need I'll anything you know. else, I'm here for you. I guess just yeah. If a kidney need a kidney or something, let me know. All right, I'll keep you in mind, man. I appreciate it. All right, see you, buddy. See you guys. All right, later. That's Mr. Uh, Jamie Gweed, everybody. Dark side. He he said I could talk about it. So that, that's, you're giving me a disapproving look. I, I did not approve of, of how that went down. No. He, he said I could. You, what, I he called to, in. You, you need to... Jamie's decision making is severely in question. Yeah, because there's no way I would allow something like that if I was in that position. Personally. Are you telling me there was never a time where you didn't have eight hundred dollars of room on your credit card? Think of back when you were a greaseball oh, mechanic. Oh, okay. It, it, you know, no, you're no, trying no, no. to make it in podcasting. Uh, no, no, not since then. But early twenties, sure. I racked yeah. up a card one time. You know, like yeah. like you know, early twenties. The, the key being there is early twenties. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank Jamie's yes. fifty-eight. Yeah. No. Well, he, I mean, everyone takes a different path in life. <laughs> All right, we'll go to commercial break here. We'll discuss this during commercial. We'll come back, maybe maybe break it down some more. Uh, but we do have Ryan Villapoto coming up and Adam Bailey as well. Dale Spangler here in studio. Uh, we'll talk about that and much more. Uh, I believe Lone Wolf is coming in as well to uh, to, to cover this Villapoto Driven to Ride Motorsport.com series. So looking forward to having Talon uh, Tater sitting in the big chair over here. Or are you going to let him sit in the big chair, Tits? or? Yeah, we'll discuss it. Uh, if maybe you need to move him over a little farther away, maybe have him on the couch. Yeah. Okay. Give him a microphone, but he can sit on <laughs> the couch. Right. Okay. <laughs> no Fair camera. enough. He's not allowed on camera. <laughs> right. All right, everybody. We're right back after this. Thanks for listening. Fuck you. You're fired. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999. With a commitment to making your next ride your best ride, we take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks. Just high-quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at Motosport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at Motosport.com.
Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now, adding to the Garage Buddy build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. 
Case in point, the championship-winning factory Kawasaki race team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, also too make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. 
The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. 
Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And they've the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, 
In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy Re build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. 
Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, type, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech, Pulp Mech Show. Presented by Motorsport.com. Decal Works. Fly racing. We're back. Uh, Ryan Villapoto coming up here on the show right away. And then Adam Bailey from the uh, Supercost Global guys as well. Dale Spangler in studio. And uh, welcoming to the studio. He's in the big chair. He's used to being over there. No one sees him. No one notices. No one cares about him. But now... He is in the big chair. Talon Taylor, what's up, man? What's up? I can see the TV from over here. I don't have to hurt my neck, so it's, right. it's nice. Yeah, it's nice over here, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That... James Stewart Red Bull helmet that I might leave with. Tits, keep working hard. Head down. Maybe you'll get over here one day. One day, huh? Yeah, one day. Just, you know, keep at it. Okay. Uh, 84% of people say they have enough room on their card for an $800 charge right now. 84%. <laughs> my point stands. Dale? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds enthusiastic. Yeah, I don't know uh, how to address that one very <laughs> Talon Taylor brought to you by the folks at Acherby's. Uh, when it comes to disc guards, frame guards, and hand guards, this guy's run all that shit on his bike because he's an off-road hero. Acherby's USA, at Acherby's USA on social media, acherbysusa.com, Adam C. Cirillo, Jason Anderson, Justin Barsha. Cooper Webb and more. Uh, they are the industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories. You work at a shop here in town. When you sell a Cherubis Talon, you know you're not going to get any returns because no. this stuff fits beautifully. Yep. OEM fit. OEM fit. Oh, should I start saying that? Is that the sure. word that you people use in, yeah, the, uh, in, the, in the motorcycle industry? Yeah. OEM fit? Yeah. All right. A Cherubis USA. Two minutes in the chair and he's just making stuff happen. Yeah. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Unbelievable, this Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Uh, thanks to Firepower Parts as well. Kenny Roxon on the Firepower Parts Genuine Parts Honda. Firepowerparts.com, featherweight lithium batteries, uh, uh, as well as chains made in Japan, Chiz, GDR, K. Clayson, and more use Firepower. Uh, please check them out, firepowerparts.com. Commits to quality, value, and service for your machine. You guys sell Firepower too? Yeah, we there? sell a lot of Firepower. It's good? You got yeah. good reviews from it? Yeah, a lot of we do a lot of batteries, the chains. Sell a lot of Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Uh, all right, we got the X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. Rich Taylor. Dale? Oh, I've never heard of him. 
Never heard of him. <laughs> no, you're just supposed to never heard of Moser. Uh, no, you, good old RT. You, yeah, you've gone way back with RT, oh, yeah. right? Way back uh, great, the guy. Yeah. great guy. Great yeah. guy. Uh, when you were at Smith, he was probably testing stuff and for Smith? No, he, no, we were kind of all, you know, like we would sort of like swap off who went to the races. And oh, okay. so Rich would go and yep. I would go. And yep. so uh, yeah. We're going to get into some A-stars and Smith goggle stories from you later in the show. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. So these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Ever heard of him? Never. No. Rapid fire. Pulp Show 22 is a sa- code to save with X-Brand goggles. Uh, I wore the Lucid goggle at the World Vets, beating Brokeside. All three motos. Didn't have any vision problems at all. Uh, please check them out. Use the code to save. EKSBrand.com. If you don't wear X-Brand, you're not going to win. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. All right. Let's do this, Marks. Steven, if Dungey raced Supercross and Motocross in 2023, how do you think he would have finished in Supercross? And would his MX results have improved compared to 2022 compared compared uh supercross i don't know probably not as well uh, a five to ten guy supercross and top three for outdoors i don't know i don't think his outdoor re- results would improve from this year but maybe he gets on the podium or something 13.3 dale if you could change one thing about moto media access what would it be moto media access hmm not sure I really get the question. You're like, um, I just read them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess it would just be. I mean, I think they're doing a really good job with it right now. I mean, media is doing great right now. I don't think there's anything else. Uh, just keep doing what we're doing. Twenty-one point five. Good job, Dale. <laughs> First time in studio, but you're getting this segment. I love it. Uh, Talon, describe Steve's writing at Gold Creek Lodge in one word. One word. Uh, we should let RV answer this one. Wait, 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 Average. There. Oh. <laughs> oh my! He can come in hey, anytime. Tits. I like this. Swap spots with Talon, <laughs> if you can. All right. All right. Uh, Steve, uh, we this we, we cover this. Where does Roxon land next uh, season? Yeah, Firepower Parts, Genuine Parts Honda, I believe. Dale, as a sponsor, which rider is the best bang for your buck currently getting you the most exposure and not necessarily results? Hmm. Well, I would have to say, I mean, so it has to be non-factory? I mean, I think think? think Jet Lawrence is like the best, you know, for the money right now. I mean, I think he's a marketer, marketer's dream. I think you're right. 14.4. Keep this up. Lone Wolf. What's something that didn't make the Driven to Ride video that you wish they would have shown? Uh, me and Kellen, there was like this double on Kellen day one. Kellen from Motorsport. Yep. Yeah, Kellen from Motorsport. There was like a double when we were going up the like two-track road on day one. Yep. And uh, RV and Jake, I think, both hit it. That would have been cool to make it in. Was it like, uh, yeah, it was kind of like going on the left a little yeah, bit? Yeah, you came like out of a right-hander, yep. and then there was, was like right two there. singles, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they both like doubled it. It would have been... Right, cool to make it, but yeah, some gnarly step up jumps too, and they're like woods jumps that you guys were doing or RV was doing. Yeah, Rory and RV hit one like beginning of day two where the bees were. Yeah, where yeah. the bees were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> none of that stuff really made it much. No, yeah. no, there was a lot of the riding stuff that didn't quite make the cut, but they yeah. could only make it thirty minutes, or that yeah. was probably longer than they wanted it already. So yeah, probably. And of course, there, uh, there, uh, you know, I was well. We'll talk to RV about it. Uh, Steve. 
If you were Roxon's agent, besides getting gargoyles added to his gear, mm-hmm. where would you try to get him this season after burning the bridge at Honda? Uh, yeah, I don't. I think, I think I would go back to KTM and be like, "What can we do? Can we put him on gas gas? Can we put him on Husky? Can we put him on KTM? Uh, keep the Red Bull thing going. He can wear Fox." Man, maybe they did. Maybe they tried. I don't know. I, I don't remember hearing anything about that. So I'm, I would that would be my first bet. Dale, who's the best rider rider with media and rider that could improve the most with the media? Hmm. Well, the best rider with the media would probably have to be, I mean, again, Jet Lawrence, because I just feel like those guys are so open. You know, they're kind of an open book, so I feel like those guys would definitely be. And then uh, someone at the opposite end? Hmm. Uh, Alex Ray? I don't know. Alex Ray. He gets a lot, I know. He's a media darling. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He needs some more positive, though, right? Mm -hmm. Just to put those laps in. All right, last one. Talon, after riding with RV, Weimer, and Chuck Sun, who's on your wish list to ride with and where? Uh, I would say RV would have been probably my pick, but I rode with him. Uh, Tomac, I guess. It'd be cool to ride with Tomac. Not that I could even see him if we went riding, but... You were pretty stoked. Like, I remember you said out in the woods, you're like, it's pretty amazing I'm riding with Ryan Villapoto. Like, like you, smash cut five years before, you, you would have been... Yeah, you before know. this show, I would have never thought I would ever ride with any of the top-level guys. Right. But and then yeah, you it was just me, cool to go... Top-level guy, me, and yeah, RV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But no, you were, you were... Yeah. Yeah, I stopped at one point. We were waiting for... I think it was like maybe when he... T- took his uh gopro off, off on the tree yeah but i was standing there talking to him like this is cool just i have two minutes just alone with rv just yeah. bullshitting it was cool yeah yeah absolutely motorsport driven to ride check it out that's it xbrandgoggles.com please check it out that's the x brand goggle tear off segment <laughs> i should clarify on the broke side um talk that if you're younger and you're maxing out your card or whatever i get it i've been there but I'm looking at Mr. Side's job. Even before he did the vital, he, he worked for the city. He has a house. He has a dirt bike. I'm looking at it from a grown adult point of view. So if you're upset at me, I get that some people, younger people, I myself racked up a card. I'm putting. I'm speaking from Mr. Side's point of view. Like I can't believe he doesn't have. But he's only been working for Vital for three months or so. So he's still trying to get back on his feet. He still had a job. Yeah, yeah. You know? He had a city job. But he was spending all of his money, his excess, trying to get to the races and get get on his feet. That was the pony pod What are you, his his brother now? I'm just countering for Dark Side. (laughs) He thinks I don't like him, so I'm trying to, you know. This guy sits in a chair outside his Johnny McOpinion. You can leave now. Tits. <laughs> the show would be boring if everyone just said yes to you all the time. I guess. I guess. but I wanted to clarify that for Brokeside. That, that that's what I mean. In his situation, he should have eight hundred dollars for like a pet emergency, a car emergency, whatever it is. That's all. And if anybody wants any financial advice, Pulpamex Financial advice will open soon. We're gonna let Travis run that though. Yeah, Travis will run that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Right. Yeah, and this guy says on Twitter, like, not when I was 18 or 19. Again, that's, yeah. I didn't either when I was 18 or 19. But we're talking about Mr. Side. 
esteemed gentlemen. Uh, MotorcycleRacingJobs.com. Dale, you know these guys, Alex and uh, and those guys down yeah, there. Yeah, Jason, good, Gerald. Yep. yep, good guys. MotorcycleRacingJobs.com. Uh, go there, upload your resume for free today. It's the first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. If you are looking for a job, uh, go there and check it out. If you're a company looking to hire some of the best people, you know that everybody's checking out the MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com website. So contact those guys, put your job up, post it up, and uh, you'll get a response. And then maybe we'll be able to read it on this show, and you'll get a you'll get a huge audience uh, from people listening to this. So, so the job of the week this week is uh, Liat USA Marketing Manager for Moto, Moto and Mountain Bikes. So that's a pretty good company, Liat, guys. Looking for a marketing manager. Spangler, years ago, this might have been you. Yeah, maybe. It says remote possible. <laughs> it nice. does say that. It says yeah. remote possible. That's starting to happen a lot more. It is. You know? I agree. Uh, so you can live up there in Boise and do this. Uh, Liat.com. Uh, they are looking for a marketing manager to plan and execute the USA Moto and Moto Mountain Bike Marketing Media Liaison Advertising Schedule, Athlete Event, and Social Media Plans. Through the leadership of the USA marketing team, uh, you'll be work- reporting day-to-day to the USA general manager. The marketing manager oversees the execution of a bunch of things. And uh, please check it out. Good job. 401k even. Tater, you could do this. I'm in. Sign me up. Uh, Liat.com, marketing manager. Job of the week for the MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. I want to thank Ryan Dungey and Alex Martin for uh, calling in as well. And uh, Ryan Villapoto coming up right away for um, uh, the... Um, Driven to Ride video, which was out. I was uh, uh, I was cool. With the video was good. Good job those guys did. You're right. Like uh, the the ride. I got near the end of the day on the second day. I got Villapoto to do those to ride super fast alongside the fence. Oh yeah, the whoops, the whoops, yeah, and all, yeah. and they, that didn't make it. I was like, oh, that's a cool shot. Remember, I had Kellen and everybody. Yeah. Bryce go. We alongside. came in and we had everyone go back out. Like, hey, we yeah. need to film this. Yeah, like I thought that yeah. was pretty rad. But yeah. again, it's 30 minute video, so yeah, right. And I think that was probably. I think they were probably. The other videos are like 20, so they already went over, and yeah, you have to pick and choose what you want in there. Yeah. Did you get a lot of people talking to you about it as far as the the, the video and, like, going up there? Uh, a lot of people were asking me, like, how it was and how cool it was to ride with them. Since the videos came out, I haven't really <coughs> heard from anyone. It just came out yesterday. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had a lot, of, a lot of friends and stuff ask me, like, oh, how was it riding with RV and just getting to hang out with them? And yeah. A lot of people asked about the lodge, too. Like, yeah, I feel like that Gold Creek Lodge, and I mean, you're pretty far from there, but you're up in that area, anyways. It's definitely on my list to go. I want to, you know, dude, for it sure. Was bitching, it was really, really cool. Good yeah. job for those guys to to have us out there and everybody else. Um, Wiseco, do you know Wiseco has been manufacturing pistons right in the USA for over 80 years, supporting Supercross teams like Factory Honda and uh, Club MX, SGB guys, A Ray and Cade. Whether you ride a two-stroke or four-stroke, Wiseco is a variety of pistons. From reliable forge replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series, they got Racer Elite connecting rods developed through the work with the U.S. Uh, Supercross and Motocross teams. Garage Buddy Rebuild Kits, Wiseco.com, or go to uh, Wiseco under PulpMexShow.com. Click on that. You'll see the code to save. Uh, contact us, and we'll pass it on to folks at Wiseco as well. Two-stroke or four-stroke pistons and all of that stuff. Thank you to the Wiseco guys for coming on board. And, uh, yeah, get a piston. Get a Garage Buddy Rebuild Kit whatever it is, and to save with PulpMX.com. Weisco is bringing our next guest on the show. It's talking about the Motorsport Driven to Ride video that dropped. It's multi-time Supercross Motocross champion Ryan Villapoto. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. You guys? How are you guys? We're good, man. Uh, Talon here was just talking about how cool it was to ride with Ryan Villapoto in the woods of Idaho. So he's pretty <laughs> stoked. Yeah, no, it was a good time, man. I, I look at, I watched the video and, and, and remembering that, and I was like, dude, we need to do that trip again next year. Yeah, it'd be fun. Hey, how about Talon here? When you first look at him, you're like, eh, 
I don't know. This guy could probably ride a dirt bike. Like, he's okay or whatever. And then, you know, he goes pretty good for an no, off-road he, guy. Uh, he was, yeah, no, he was impressive. No, I didn't know that, you know, one of your uh, one of your head honchos over there at Pulp was such a good rider. Right. No. Yeah, tell him. There you go. Head honcho. Head honcho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, good well, job. You know, somebody's got to – hey, somebody's got to do all the dirty work because it ain't you, Matt. No, 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 exactly. Uh, hey, do you have $800 on your credit card? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I bet RV does have $800 with a room. Um, hey, so uh, good job on the uh, Driven to Ride video. I thought those guys did a good job of it. They they did it – they use a – I think they really like this bantering a lot. They put a lot of that in there, RV, of us just I, shit-talking. I, yeah, no, which, which I think is really good. You know, I like – Everybody's seen all the, all the you know the videos of riding and, and 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 legit ride super cool stuff. But like I think now like for me a lot of guys want to see you know a, a bit of riding, but also what else did we do there? You know and, yeah. And um, I don't know. I think it's in it's that that kind of style of video is in right now. So I, I was down with it. I thought it was really good. I like how they set it up with the the, the pulp show on the on the the night we got there. Where I was like, what if I'm better? Yeah, I'm, I'm not better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, we were, we were making good progress. I mean, remember, I mean, your legs were burning. Remember that one was oh, down yeah. that one here. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know you're, you're right about that. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It's out now. Check it out. Um, by the way, do you remember when I was doing those log, the log jumps, right? The and little double. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was super sketchy. Well, okay, so at the time, I'm like, ah, that's not sketchy. And then I, when I watched it back, I'm like, oh, I kind of, I kind of. There was like yeah. the third double yeah. in that line. One of the times you went through, you dropped the front end and it clipped the second one. Yeah, it was. It yeah, he knows, didn't feel he sketchy. You like said, but yeah, it looked it looked sketchy. <laughs> sketchier than I thought. It, yeah, yeah, sketchier than I thought. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It was like you'd come in there and he would kind of tell, and he was like race in there, like he was like fucking coming in there really hot, you know, like he was gonna screw this thing up. Yeah, and he just went in there and it was like, and then. It would, Bog it out. Over the, over the bar. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, a little rougher, you know, than I thought. Talon, what was your favorite part of the video? What did you like about it? Uh, I liked a lot of the banner. I thought it was good. Just getting the personalities and everything. I liked the bullshit, like the right. talking shit with each other. I thought the banner was probably the best I, part. I liked how they, they actually put some of the, the Cardo audio into the video, which I didn't really think about. Because, you know, RV, you were – at one point you said something um, – uh, when you were doing the log thing, you were like, "Yeah, that's how it's done," or something. And I, I was like, "Oh shit!" That, like that's funny, right? Like I, I like that. Yeah, I like. No, uh, I actually I had a lot of fun with the Cardos. Um, I'd never really rode um, in any situation being able to talk to people like that as, as well as those were. I guess that you know, like it was really fun to be able to talk to each other and also ride. And if somebody went down or like something funny happened, like you know, I thought it was. I thought that made the ride. <laughs> I could have rode for 20 minutes out there, 30 minutes, went out and seen some stuff and been like, okay, this is pretty cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, But because we were able to communicate, which was super rad, we were able to go. I was like, I was stoked to just keep going, you know? Yeah. Uh, in the video when Jake was hitting the doubles, and he's like, how was that for aggression? And yeah. then he stalls it right away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then he that stalls it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, and then he, he, he dumped it twice on that little lo- where you put the pivot turn. The pivot turn? Yeah. I think you beat him in the pivot turn. Yep, yep. I did not oh, beat him. yeah, okay. Yeah, I did not beat him in the uh, let your clutch out. And when you just, looped it? When I almost looped it. Almost looped it. The yeah. rear fender no, hit the ground. I mean, I mean, it, 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 I mean, talent. It burnt completely like a banana, dude. It was like inverted. 
no. completely scorpion. No. Fender, hundred percent. No, it did. You're lucky you still had a rear fender oh, on that bike. Are you? <sighs> Whatever. I don't even know how it didn't break. To be honest, right. I sure was shocked when it didn't break. Hey, I've had a lot of people tell me. Uh, uh, not so much as the video came up, but when we got back and then coming up to it, the, the teaser video and stuff, asking me about Gold Creek. So yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, Gold Creek Lodge. Like, check it out. Like, pretty cool place. Like, I, yeah. I, I hope we got them yeah. some business, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I mean, the place was super rad. I was talking to somebody today about that place um, uh, that, that watched, like he said, watched some of the trailer stuff, and he was going to watch it tonight and stuff and and uh, i was like dude this place is super rad 11 rooms you know and then it has uh, a bar and restaurant and then i'm sure you can even buy gear there if you forget something mm-hmm. um they, they got it they got it dialed in really really cool spot especially being able to go down on a lake that was that kind of was like the top part you know that was really that was really cool be able to do boating and riding all in one day yeah you guys fished and you went on the, we didn't do that talent why didn't we do that or what what, what did we uh do? well we still had to ride back to the lodge after that oh yeah I, we yeah, didn't you, want to you take our gear off and then get it back on yeah yeah you were just being a real party trooper. <laughs> no oh and hey that's another thing they didn't put us do you remember when we rode down by the dock and we went in between the water on that on that gravel oh, yeah uh-huh why didn't that make the video I thought they were. I don't know. They were gonna have us come in that way. I thought, like on yeah. one of the days, they were gonna have us yeah. come back in that way. But God, they, we they did a lot of stuff. But I think how much they, did you guys shoot? It seemed like you. That we, had oh, taken we a shot. While. Yeah, we. Sh- I mean, both days, all yeah. The second. Oh, come on, Steve. I think that was one of the easier shoots I've been on ever. No, I'm just saying they. They. they no, Dale asked how much they shot. I said they shot both days. Like it was all. Like the second day, they didn't know, have one guy follow. Day one were, was a lot more. You were starting that off with like, man, we shot a lot. Like we worked our nuts off out there. Some bitch. <laughs> I didn't mean we did it. We just they had a camera on us all the time. I felt like, anyways. Yeah. You day know? one was a lot of ride for well, there you, you know a couple miles and then... that's how it feels to be like in the spotlight now you're in the spotlight now you feel, see what it feels yeah. like yeah talon we're in the spotlight listen to rv i made it in the video a few times yeah you did yeah you were in there a lot of the gopro footage too is off my oh is helmet. it yeah, yeah following like jake and right right not much rv how about yeah how about when we went through the water and we got soaked soaked yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Wasn't, that wasn't very then good. rv went through all slow right didn't yeah. get wet smarter yeah. he worked smarter not harder yeah. than us i didn't think yeah. it was going to be that deep i thought it was just like a little yeah yeah. Well, it was crystal clear, so it's kind of hard to see how deep it was. Yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, Ryan Villapoto on the show, brought to you by the folks at Wisco. Uh, please check it out, the Driven to Ride video of motorsport.com. It's out. And, uh, yeah, stoked that uh, that they did it and they captured it. And I was telling Donge earlier, we had Donge on the show earlier, RV. Oh, and nice. I, I was telling him how that one day, the second day, you were in your gear for like seven or eight hours, and then you were in the bar drinking beers uh, <laughs> with your gear f- still on. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I just was cruising. I was just like, man, I, I don't know. I got busy doing something, maybe an interview here, and then you know, I was like, well, so I'm gonna go get a beer, and and then I had a conversation started with somebody, and then pretty soon it was, I don't know, an hour in, a couple <laughs> beers in, and I don't know. Then I finally got out of my beer. Yeah, finally got out of it. Uh, no, it was it was a good time. Um, hey, so this week I'm gonna go pick up my 23 YZ 450. I'm stoked. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I think you will be. I, you will be. You'll be. You'll be like feeling like a real factory dude. Oh, imagine what I could have done. Re- I, I, Steve, I think it's worth for you. You know, I'm, I'm gonna. Get, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, but I think it's worth a second and a half for you. Really, a second yeah. and a half. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Uh-huh. I can't wait. What's the What's the biggest thing that you are you stoked on? Are you stoked on the layout or the weight savings or like what What impressed you the most? I think what impressed me the most was how balanced it was. 
Um, and it, yeah, it drops like I think it's five and a half pounds, and it's another couple horsepower, I think. So like the bike is re- it's got really smooth power. Um, I actually ran it on map two, I believe, which was just a little more dumbed down map. Um, okay. But no, the bike handled really well. Um, it actually turned really, really well compared to last year's um, nice. bike. It really was easy to get into. Life. So I was stoked on it. Like, I really was. So um, I'm looking forward to get mine. Oh, you don't have yours yet, so I'm getting it before yours. Before you. Uh, yeah, I guess inter- you are. Interesting. You on the totem pole. Interesting. How was Kiefer at the, at the goat farm? Oh, we, <laughs> we had a good time. That was the second time I got to hang out with Kiefer at a Yamaha thing. I was like 14 the first time i did it <laughs> oh really no yeah but it was fun no it's good time uh, and you tried to make him drink <laughs> yes i tried he had one shirley temple mixed with a little like a half a shot of vodka <laughs> man he has got a he's got a bitch taste bud man <laughs> he can't do it man he's he, yeah i don't know man yeah he's always i don't know if i've ever seen him drink ever you know i, I don't know if yeah, i ever have funny it was funny, actually. Like he's like, "No, man, I'd rather like lick the floor right here than drink that." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny. It was. I once right. I found that spot, then I then I kept just digging into him. You know, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, he said eventually you 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 were wrestling with him to try to get him to drink, and he <laughs> he just had to get out of there. He said you, you were you were you were peer pressuring him. Hey, man, you yes, beaten yes. off? <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol bullying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Can you imagine Kiefer in with alcohol? I don't. Yeah, I don't even want to know. It'd be wild, wouldn't right? It? Yeah. No, I don't even want to know. <laughs> you got a question? So. For, you got a question? You got a question for RV? Actually, yeah. I was just going to say I, what I thought was really cool about that film to me that's like, like Rory's part in there, like showing that everybody can learn something. You know, because yeah. I, I thought it was really cool some of the stuff he did in there, and then uh, of course the humor though was. That was my favorite part, though. You guys, uh, you guys are great on that. I didn't know Rory before the video, and yeah. uh, he, he, he told me, I thought you'd be a dick, <laughs> but then he's like, you're cool to me. But um, <laughs> I like them. He's a nice guy. Really oh, yeah. cool guy. Really yeah. talented, yeah. too. Really good on a bike, right? Yep. And, uh, yeah, he is. He, he made it fun. He made it easy. Uh, he was great. Yeah, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the experience with Rory for sure. And he was uh, like a positive human being, like very – Positive guy, very uplifting, very. He likes to ride his dirt bike, you know. Yeah, That's, yeah, totally. Yeah. I I loved his attitude. No, he said that multiple times. Though. He goes, "I just love riding dirt bikes. Yep. It doesn't matter what it is. I, I love riding it." Yep, yep. And he was impressed with RV because they didn't show it on the video, but there was an enduro cross track there, and actually Talon went over the rocks. Pretty impressive, those massive rocks. Good job on that. Yeah. Uh, but RV jumped up on those tra- tractor trailer tires with like just a little bit of a run, you know, and you got to ride off to the off the center of them. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, Ryan didn't ask it. He just, brap, and then rode through the tires. I mean, you got a little sideways the first time you tried at RV. But- yeah, I think I, I, I made two mistakes. I, could, I think I, a third time I got up on it. Yeah. Dame is the same way, though. I like, I like way, though. that stuff. Like, Dame and Bradshaw, he's the same way. I mean, he'll just, you go trail run with him. I've heard he's just, he's so good. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was, he, so Rory was blown away by RV just trying that shit just out of the blue and, like, not, not worried about it. Weimer and I are like, yeah, we're out. Like, we're, we're just not doing it. So, you know, RV deserves some props for that, for sure. Yeah, no, it was a good time. It was good. And we got, we got so lucky from, with the rain yeah. um, on, on day two because, man, that first day was a bit dusty and powdery. And then, dude, that rain just made it perfect. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you got a question for RV? Uh, well, actually, yeah. I saw where you uh, were doing some of these 
Blue Crew Invitational events in Georgia that you just kicked off. What's what's going on with those? Is it something Yamaha's doing some kind of like demo rides, or is it uh, just y kind of? Yeah. So so the one we did in um, we did a uh, uh, at Rumble at Oak Ridge was like a Blue Crew sponsored event. And then we did, uh, I think it was Lazy River in Georgia. It was actually a Blue Crew Invitational. So Yamaha and Blue Crew, they, or Blue Crew put together um, the Invitational. So you, to, to race the event, you had to be on a, on a Yamaha, so, which was pretty cool. So they had, a, for their first ever one of doing that, they had uh, 200 entries. So, um, you know, they were pretty stoked on that, the first one that they do. It's actually a really big thing in Europe. So... Um, they're getting they're they're getting it ramped up over here. So I went out there, both of those, and got to ride some one the new 125 and rip around and and uh, you know just hang out. So I actually enjoy going to those things now. Before when I was racing, not so much, but now they're they're fun. Yeah, I think Bradshaw said the same thing. You know, because he was doing those for when I was still at Fly, and he was doing some of those Fly rides, and he just seems like he has a blast just hanging out with everybody and. Just having fun on your dirt bike again. So the Blue Crew things are everybody's on a Yamaha, and it's just like, a, like you said, like in Europe, like it's the same kind of class and that they do in Europe. Yes, yeah, the PWs, 65, yeah. 85, you know, Super Mini, 125, 254, 50. So it's mm. just you get to race these. The, the Blue Crew event, you have to uh, be on a on a Yamaha. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this stuff till I saw it in your social. I was like, oh, sweet, that's awesome. Well, um, I was kicking it off, bro. Hey, I'm a trendsetter. Yeah, you're that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you're a trendsetter. <laughs> Uh, I'm just bringing everybody to the top. Hey, I just got back from Paris from the Supercross. You never did it, did you? You never did one. I did not do uh, Paris. No, I did not. What did? You, was it just an Alden thing, like like what Dunge was telling us? Um, you know, I there was a there was a little bit of time there where um, we didn't even think about doing it, but then I think it was after Stu went, uh, maybe one of the last times I was like. I think I mentioned it to, to, to Pernard when he, like, walked past, like, what the pits or whatever one of the times. Hey, I'll come to Bercy or whatever. And he goes, oh, okay. And we kind of joked around about it. But that was that was the farthest it ever got with Bercy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of Roxon and what he's doing? It looks like he's going to stay with that team. Uh, he was really good this weekend. He caught and passed Tomac twice. Um, what's, what do you make of Ken Roxon's offseason? He yeah, wrote a Stark. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know. You know, it's it's a it's probably a tough situation to be in. He's kind of, um, I mean, I love Kenny, but he's kind of backed himself into a corner, a little bit. I I feel, um, you know, also on the tail, you know, probably on the tail end of his career, you know. Uh, so I think this is going to be a, you know, this is kind of going to be a, uh, you know, you know, could be a tough year um, for him to, you know, if they don't get their, you know, everything in in place, and obviously. They, they have a presence here, but probably not what they need to have Kenny, right? So they're going to mm -hmm. have to step up the program and, and you know, get, get some, some, some more guys probably. And so it's, it's you know, and it's, Anaheim's right around the corner. So it's, it's going uh, to be interesting to see what he does. I'm excited to see. Do you think he can win? Like if he does a privateer bike, right? Factory connection suspension and twisted motor or, or whoever does his – can he win? Well, whatever he was riding this weekend was clearly good enough to win on, right? So, well, but Paris is different from an AMA Supercross, it, you know. Yeah, but you were, hey, we're, it doesn't matter if it's what, what dirt or the size of the track, right? Like he was racing Eli, and maybe Eli wasn't full like you know Anaheim one ready, but still like those guys didn't go out there to lose. I can tell you that. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, look, Eli had a great year, and can he can he beat the streak of wins for Eli? Right. So yeah, yeah, no. So I, I, I'm interested to see. You know, I know we've we've seen him on a Yamaha. 
um, out there at Club MX, it looked like. Um, you know, so there's, I've heard he's supposed to ride some more bikes, so we'll see. It's, it's kind of, it keeps it interesting and fun for us. Right. Yeah. I, I, I wonder. I wonder. Um, you know, it, it's just, yeah. It, he's got, and also, like, where is he? He's going to want to make serious money. He's, Kenny Roxon made millions of dollars, well, I think, right? And, so, and I think that's where, that's kind of where I, what I was meaning about backing himself into a corner a little bit. Like, uh-huh. You know, like you got to have the factory dollars behind you, um, or you got to go get it from somewhere. So, which going to get it's a lot harder than finding it inside the industry. But if he's not with a full, back full factory behind, even if it was privateerish, um, you know that's that's a lot of money that he's going to have to go make up. You know, right, right, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does for sure. I, yeah, good luck for for that deal for sure. Uh, are you uh, are you around Thursday? You want to come out and see what you got with me on the twenty three or? What are we doing? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe I oh. will. Oh, there we go. Maybe I will. Talon, are you working Thursday? Yeah, but if you get me a 23, I can go down to Glen Helen. I can get you to ride my 23. I, I want my own. Oh, you want your own? Yep. Okay. Well. I mean, dude, if he if 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 Talon Lee if bails on you, bro, you're you're out a guy that runs the show. You're, you better you better start thinking uh, about that. Bro. I got tits legendary. He runs everything over here. He he holds it all down. Yep. So. Got it. Yeah. Every, every Monday though, tits. Uh no, <laughs> no. Yeah, he runs it until then. Uh, I can get you. Oh, a- so I think you have some negotiating power. You can hold this one over Steve's head, there, talent. Well, listen, no one, no one is more popular with Yamaha marketing than Ryan Villapoto. So surely you could get me another twenty-three RV. I'm sure we could get it. I'm sure we could figure out how to get him one. What What media guy at the goat farm impressed you? Did anybody? If anybody, did anybody impress you? Um. I don't know when I wasn't right. The track was kind of far from the building. So oh, okay. Like we, you know, so it wasn't like we could all walk. I mean, there's it was quite a ways to walk out there, so we really didn't get to see. But you could see a couple, like one little turn straightaway with rollers in it. Um, but there was some good guys. Okay. I, right. think, I, I think I don't even know who the dude that stole my bike took it out there, and he was running like a thirty on that bitch. And I was like, dude, I want to ride my bike. Like, bring it in. <laughs> I think it was was it Taft or something? I think he worked for I don't know. Uh, I was a short kind of dude. Which, he did a thirty on your bike though. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, bro, where's my bike? <laughs> so, um, but no, it was fun. I, I had a, I had a good time out there. The the farm was sick. It was sick. You know, it was cool to be back in Florida. Yeah. Did you had you ever ridden there before? I don't know if you would have ever. I've there. never rode there before. No, no. I went up there as a kid. Um, I was probably like twelve or thirteen when mm-hmm. we when we got done with Minios one time. Okay. But that's it. And and what? Just to go see it? Just to get a tour? For yeah, it, just or? to go. Yeah, yeah. Just to go see it. Somehow my dad. I don't know. Ran into somebody. I don't know. Maybe Big Rick. I guess. Hell, right. I don't know. Yeah. Probably Big Rick. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Ryan Villapoto on the show, brought to you by the folks at Wisco, uh, Wisco.com, go to your local dealer, motorsport.com, or check them out on, uh, on pulpamex.com show. If you want a, uh, a discount, there's a, there's a way to get on there and uh, get saving with Wisco. Uh, all right. Anything else for, for RV talent, uh, driven to ride video. It's out now. Uh, check it out. Everybody. Good times. They did a good job with that. I watched yeah. 33 minutes of it. I was surprised how quick it went. <laughs> the longest video I've ever sat and watched. I, I, for you probably, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, but it was fun. I'm looking forward to um, – actually, they they, uh, they hit me up and were like, you know, like, hey, let's schedule a trip already. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said yeah. – so I, I got your number. Like, I was like yeah, – um, I forget his Dave. name. He called me like – Dave. Uh, no, his kid. His oh, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I forget. What's his name? I forget. Oh, I can't remember. We, we forget. Uh, but, yeah, I'm like – so I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, can't, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. So. Yeah. 
Um, but definitely want to get back up there and, and go, you know, get in the lake and wake surf a bit and go yeah. ride. It was, it was a hell of a time, actually. Yeah, it was cool. It's really, really neat. Dunge said he wanted to do something like that, too. So there we All go. All right, Dunge, let's go. <laughs> Perfect moto vacation. I don't know if Dunge could hang with RV for like a week or something. I, well, I didn't say a week. He's got two nights in him for sure. Okay, he's got two nights in him. <laughs> Even RV, he talked big about you know drinking all night and getting drunk and whatever but as soon as like the gear came yeah, off and dinner was like, done i think i was in bed by like 9 30 he wasn't even out there for the the fire pit jump. the fire he pit was jump. Already in bed. Yeah. i'm glad the fire pit jump made it it did the very yeah. end yeah that was pretty gnarly yeah i thought that guy was gonna die i i did not think he was so gonna he make was, it he barely he made it heavy. yeah he uh thanks rv appreciate it man thanks for calling right, in boys. and uh yep. driven a ride video check it out thank you buddy all right later see ya that's Ryan Villapote, everybody. Uh, driven to ride video out now. Marks didn't watch it. Very sad. I, dude, I started and it was very interesting. Like even the first five minutes, I'm like, Tater oh, yeah, was I in wanna, it. Tater, wanna, you don't I'm even care about watch, Tater. That's why I'm gonna watch it? It's for Tater. You think I give a shit about the rest of you guys? No, no. absolutely not. Tits, did you watch it? Tater. Um, <laughs> Look at uh, Unbelievable. I'm Un- not on the internet. Well, Dale, Dale watched it. <laughs> I did my homework. Thanks, thanks buddy. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, together. yeah, those guys did well. We um, they had another filmer guy, and then he, uh, he got heat stroke or something, right, the first day, and then couldn't come back out. And then Kellen, the, the guy that's like uh, their main video marketing guy, they're a really good dude. He got stung by a bee. Oh wow! On the beginning of day two, and he's allergic to oh. getting stung by a bee, so his hand just. <laughs> ballooned up ballooned up big yeah. time because he he it was yeah allergic to it so so we lost two filmers for the day two so we used a lot of uh gopro and uh we had somebody at one point right follow us on day two uh no it was just it was just us five with chuck chuck was, yeah i was four and then chuck, and, chuck yeah i don't think we had another film where we did it all off gopros and then the cardo okay. yeah oh okay Cardinal stuff's cool though, and it? it's like totally yep. game changing. Where you can just talk to each other, like, "Oh man, there's a bad corner coming up" or whatever. Really cool, yeah. yeah. My first time, like Ryan said, my first time riding with any. You've probably had that stuff. Before. I've never used it, but I think like for trail riding with friends, I yeah. think it's it just amplifies the, the fun you're having. Hard to so you beat, can talk right? with everyone. And, yeah, yeah. If I, you if we would have had Cardo when you took me down that fucking mountain, that the last time we went trail riding together. Last time I went down that, it wasn't as bad. So. Oh, I, I went down it with no like the time i'd been down it before you so i was like this won't be too bad then we went down it. i think it had a bunch of rain the rocks were all exposed but yeah. you did it you did good oh. you think we'll see the cardo and maybe maybe we can ask adam bailey but I, I could see the world supercross implementing something like that you know the communication system yeah that'd be pretty cool that's something different you know just the race because it'd be neat to hear the communication i'd like to know? hear brayton's cardo after freeze came over in turn one that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> She'd probably have to bleep some stuff out, though, right? Yeah, probably, just, all that when you're yelling at people in turns and uh, for sure, right? Imagine, imagine a Cardo on Nicoletti <laughs> in, in, yeah. in Supercross. Yeah. Fuck my life! Fuck you! Get the fuck out of the way! Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> imagine it was like that a little bit with uh, with Ryan, huh? It was. It was good. It was. He was fun though. He was. Yeah. Like yeah. a couple times, things snuck up on him, like a a little lake bed or a log or whatever, and he was mostly leading. And all you hear be like, whoa, whoa, and he laugh. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell, like, he would warn us of, like, a, a water crossing or whatever. You yeah. could always hear what was going on yeah. with him. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome that those guys had us up there again. And So would you go again? Yeah. yeah. A couple of my friends were trying to plan a trip up there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it'd be good. Gold Creek Lodge. Check it out, everybody, on Instagram and everything else. Uh, all right, Tater, you out of here? Yeah, I'm out of here. We took got you, me in on our Tuesday. We, we got you in on Tuesday. We got you away from uh, uh, an awards banquet. So, yeah, T-Ball. T-Ball awards. T-Ball awards. <laughs> I yeah. mean, can you believe it? Uh, hey, uh, Tits, what is, um, what's the poll at? Oh, uh, one second. All right, thank you. Just wanted to see exactly how this Poor is Dark going. Side. <sighs> trying to help. Yep. Trying to help. Thanks to the folks at Twisted Tea, by the way. Uh, outdoor fun, drinking with a crew. Outdoor fun versus outdoor exercise. Twisted Tea's all about that. They'll stop nothing. Stop at nothing to have a good time. They're up for anything at any time. Work hard, play harder. Shameless pursuit of fun. No bullshit. Original half and half. Peach, raspberry, light, blueberry, mango, or blackberry. Uh, Twisted Tea, Hep Suzuki team coming up as well. Uh, 250 guys this year. Looking forward to seeing that. Twisted Tea, real brewed tea with alcohol in it. Get twisted like Mark's. You, you done with your twisted yet? Uh, I don't think so, actually. Oh, okay, I've been sla- I mean, Yeah, I what the I hell? S- I still I don't drink that much. Like you seem pretty stoked when I said, "Do you want to take a case of twisted tea?" Well, yeah, I mean, because it's free stuff. I'm like tits. Okay, yes. all right, all right. Okay. It'll last them two months. You know. All right, fair enough. Uh, 582 votes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 86.4% say yes. They do have enough uh, credit available to that. That's clear the charge. That's all I'm saying. Brokeside should have that on them. Feel bad for him. I feel like he got set up to fail a little bit though too. Not being prepped, people. you know. Like eighty six people that don't. Not having, you know, like a company card and all that to go on well, a major yeah, trip like you that. Know you what, know what though? I don't think there's too many company cards in Moto. You know what I mean? Like there's some, yeah. but like I don't know if there's too many. Like you usually just gotta pay for it and then expense it. Right? It's true though, yeah. Yeah, like you you've been you know, there. Like uh, my at Western, you know, like that was like you definitely had to take it out, you had a per diem. Right, right. And so, yeah, you had to take it out of your pocket sometimes. So that was, it wasn't easy yeah, sometimes. See, you know, yeah, see, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Talon, thanks for coming in. Motorsport.com, Driven to Ride video. Appreciate that. Uh, are you in Are you in next show or do, do we know? Uh, I should be in next show. Tits makes a schedule. Pro- probably I the rest follow. of the year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Probably. I'll, I'll see you guys at Anaheim 1. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming you know, in, Talon. I'll, I'll see you Thursday on my 2023. Oh, yeah. Let's Boom. do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for Talon Taylor for coming in. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, I don't think they get a blowjob before the main event. All right, you can go. Yeah, your headset's off. I didn't know if you had yeah, that's what happened when I reached over there. Yeah. All right, Adam Bailey coming right up here from the uh, Supercross Global guys. Looking forward to talking to Adam down under. Uh, really appreciate that. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech, Suspension and Engines, uh, X Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, the Cherubies, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA. Pro Filter Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Manscape. You use the code at Manscape to, yeah. to get one? Yeah. How was that? that? How was that lawnmower working for you, Dude, Spangler? Yeah, I bought the I bought like a kit. You know, it's had like mm. five or five different things. Yeah, in it, so. yeah. You got the uh, performance package. Yeah. Oh wow! Check you out. Took me a couple of times. I kept typing it in, and then I got it right. You know, it's like okay. I remember the the code. I was like, yeah, thanks, nice. Steve. Uh, Wisco Pistons, Suspension Direct, Intense Cycles, Twisted T all on board with us. 7 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at Suspension Direct. The code is PulpMX to save. Founded in 2005 on the premise of being a one-stop shop for hard-to-get OEM parts like WP, Showa, Walker Evans, Fox, KYB. They graduated on that into working on their eClick stuff. It's been a lifelong project with Dan Worley. eClick is more than just electronic shocks. It's a semi-active suspension system. That constantly adapts to the road and conditions. No more getting on the vehicle to adjust suspension before getting on a road or trail. Marks has some E-Click shocks on the Raptor. He loves them. Uh, Jeep, JK, JL, JT models, Ford Raptors, UTVs, Toyotas, and more made and developed in the USA. 
Super, super cool electronic suspension. UTV stuff's killing it at Suspension Direct. Go to Suspension Direct. If you got a UTV, if you're really into it, look at all the products they have for UTVs and uh, make it make your bike, make your UTV work a little better. Or get a set of E-Click shocks. Be like Marks and uh, and do that. SuspensionDirect.com. Thank you to those guys. They bring you uh, the seven o'clock hour on the show. We still got the Race Tech rant. I've, I know what it is. Mm. I got I got one. Yeah. Uh, and we have the uh, Motorsport.com tweet at tit segment as well coming up. Um, and Adam Bailey, of course, as well. Still coming up on the show. Uh, don't forget the uh, the app is coming out any day now. Should be what Friday, maybe Marks. If uh, if if you're lucky, can't wait. Yeah. Thanksgiving's coming up, though. I imagine you're taking a couple days off for that, dude. I, listen, I've been I've been grinding. Like I want this thing done. Really, I want this thing done so. Have bad. you been grinding on the app or just grinding in your normal life or grinding, grinding on Courtney? Yeah. All of the above. All of the above. All okay. Of the above. Okay. No, like I want. I had another side project I had to get done, uh, so I, I took a three or four weeks. But I want that app out to iOS users by end of year, one hundred percent. I know because you said once you start with Anaheim, it's yeah. Because then like fantasy starts, and then I'm you know I'm not as slammed as I used to be with fantasy, but it's still busy. Like I still have a lot to right. do all the time, so I, I want to get it done before right. New Year. So that's Travis Marks, everybody. I did not make him say those words under no duress. you made me say those words by bringing it up all the time on the show i don't I make you say those right. words specifically <laughs> but you're right i did i want to get it done so that's yeah. love this guy right here spangler are you a pop mix fantasy guy play i'm not you know no. i never got on that never. well actually i was a one and done we did one at um you know western yeah and i won it you know oh yeah and then i was just like i tapped that's out. it you're done yeah it's done okay it's like one and done all right uh, Adam Bailey coming up here on the show. Brought to you by the folks at Skosh. Pulp 2022 is a code to save with Skosh. Uh, please check those guys out. Phone mounts, chargers, cables, power sport clamps, and mounts. Boom bottles as well. Uh, Pulp 2022 at Skosh. dot e. com to unlock your discount on accessories for life. Innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, accessories. I have the uh, Skosh um, charger box thing, battery thing for my phone and i use it in paris it was a lifesaver uh so it lasted forever uh took took a long time to charge but once you charged it it went forever uh so please check that out use code pulp 2022 to save and the boom bottle is fantastic i got a base link charging system here in front of me as well so thanks to the folks at skosh for coming on board they're going to bring you adam bailey let's uh let's see what adam bailey is up to he's the ceo of supercross global Talking to uh, talking to him, they had the round in Cardiff. They had the round in uh, in Melbourne as well, and uh, some good racing. Ken Roxon, world champion, over there as well. Um, so yeah, check out uh, Adam Bailey and everything that he's got going on. How are you, my friend? Hey, Adam, how are you? Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in tonight. No, it's uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for thanks for making the time. No problem. We got Dale Spangler uh, from Buzzfeed uh, Buzzfeed Media in studio as well. Um, it's a little bit past where I wanted to have you. I apologize for that. Uh, but two rounds down, done. Series is done. It's a soft launch. Uh, Ken Roxon won. I thought I was at the UK round, and I thought the fans were unbelievably stoked to have the level of riders that you had there. Um, and I imagine the same was in Melbourne. Uh, Dustin Pipes from the HEP team told me that people were at the airport waiting for riders. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, what did you... What did you think was awesome? What did you think worked about the World Supercross? And what did you think you want to do better at, Adam? Uh, I mean, thank you. I think, first and foremost, the fan reaction was incredible, like you said. I think 
that was the most important thing for us, obviously. But, you know, for us to see the fans... I mean, Australia, we knew that they would be pumped because we've obviously had AusX Open events in the past and we've brought international riders out for that and we've seen how stoked they are and that. But the UK, it really affirmed for us um, the opportunity for World Supercross, which is, you know, the fans were absolutely stoked, you know, um, the air horns down the street. I mean, you saw, the, you know, people just having a blast, having a great day. Yep. Um, and uh, and and chanting names in like soccer soccer crowd kind of style, and that kind of thing was just incredible. So, I think for us that really gave us a huge kind of shot in the arm of excitement for what the potential is. Mm-hmm. You know, to take Supercross to regions that don't see it all the time. Um, and um, and as our you know the field and the level of riders continues to improve, they're only going to get more and more excited, which I think is is um, really promising. Um, I mean, in terms of things to improve, oh, man, I, mean, I don't know where to start, to be honest with you. <laughs> there's, so, there's so many things, so many things in all areas. Um, but, you know, the beauty of this year's, you know, I mean, series, even though it's only two events, we call it a series, but <clears throat> it was that that's what we wanted to do was test that and find out the things that were going to break and what things weren't, you know, weren't organised properly, what, what did and didn't work. Um, and so our debriefing's been extensive, and there's a there's you know there isn't probably an area that doesn't need improving. To be honest with you, so across the board, um, we'll be making so many improvements. But you know, without having started, we you know we yeah. wouldn't have been able to uncover those things. So we're really glad we did. Yeah, you guys are longtime race promoters, so it's not like this is your first crack at putting on a supercross race. You've run you've run successful supercross races, so that part what I imagine was all right. But even for you, Adam, like. I guess um, I don't think it goes. I don't think this is too uh, too hyperbolic to say that the, the, the you know the motorsports two wheeled motorsports world was watching at Cardiff and looking and, and seeing everything. And again, you're an experienced promoter, but was that a little? Was this a, did it mean a little more for doing it this time in UK? Is that a little bigger deal? Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. We definitely, we definitely you know, knew how important it was to execute well. Um, and, you know, again, to do this pilot season um, and to showcase what World Supercross is about, you know, we, we definitely knew how important that was um, to do it right. So we definitely got all that. But in saying that, you know, it was an enjoyable experience. I don't, I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said it was really highly stressful in a sense of that pressure, because I think we really enjoyed that. I definitely enjoy that kind of pressure to perform element so i thought it was really it, it, it was exciting to to finally after you know i mean it's only been going this whole project has only been going on for a year right even mm-hmm. you, even from from con- concept to execution to this day you know it, it, we hadn't even had a contract until december so it's but in that time it felt like we've been talking about it forever so to finally actually have some events um you know them come off well and fans enjoy it i think you know that was super rewarding Right, yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, I think one thing that, and again, I've seen this because, I mean, I just got back from Paris, right? I've been there 17 years in a row, and I've been to Bulgaria for a Supercross race, and I've been to Spain. And, you know, I've been all over the places watching Montreal and all these places I've been to to watch races and report on them, either as a mechanic or as a media guy. And I think in the in the U.S., there's a little bit of, like, Oh, yawn! It's Ken Roxon, it's Eli Tomac, whatever. It's 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 big deal, but you know you hit on it there when you said, and we talked about the fans. Like, this is a big deal to people outside of America to see these riders 
uh, right in front of them. And, and and that's where I think, you know, you're, you've nailed it, where you're like, there's room to take these riders all over the world. And I, and I think you're right because the fans love it. Like, I mean, I was there at Paris when Stewart was there, and they're chanting booba, booba. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they, they <laughs> you know, and all these designations and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there's all over the world. These people know these racers and totally. want to see them. Totally, totally. And I yep. think absolutely. And, I, you know, I have real-life experience myself. You know, I grew up as a, as a fan, you know, watching Supercross since I was 12 or 13. And just, you know, I grew up watching Jeremy McGrath and I grew you know, watching Ricky Carmichael. And I remember when Jeremy McGrath came out to race in Melbourne, I think it was 2001, which is my hometown. And it's a tiny little track there, one of this, you know, for you guys, tiny, tiny, tiny track. But that just made, like, I was in hospital with an injury at my, myself at the time. I broke out of hospital because it was so important for me to see Jeremy <laughs> ride in person. And, you know, like, literally, I just was that excited. And then when I, I finally was able to afford to get to the U.S. myself to watch some races myself mm-hmm. um, and getting to see RC ride in person and Bubba ride at, at that time was just like a life experience that I'll never forget, you know? So I think, I definitely think that you guys, you're obviously sport for it because you get the opportunity to see them all the time. Mm-hmm. But for, for, for us and for other, for millions of people around the world, they just have never had that experience and don't, and maybe can't afford that experience to go to Anaheim and, and see these guys in person and see the level they ride at. And, and it, it can be like a real, you know, um, a memorable experience and something you'll never forget to be able to, to be able to see witness these guys firsthand, and that's something we want to deliver around the world. Now, obviously, we know about the the format. You know, the teams are approved to race, and they have to field four riders, and there's no qualifying for a main event. Everybody's in the night show, and then we do these sprint races. Are you are you married to those sprint races and that format? Like I saw you tweaked it for Melbourne. Uh, you know, UK guy, it was a, probably a little quick in UK and all the riders are like, hey, we need a bit of a yeah. break. And I think that was a good job on you guys to adapt to what the teams and yeah. riders wanted. But are you are you yourself married to a three-race sprint program in, in for a night show? No, not at all. I think that's one thing is we, we have a, a, a an open mind to anything, really, and no idea is a bad idea. We, we just want the best possible entertainment you know, for the audience and for the fans that are there, something that balances with, you know, you don't want to alienate the core hardcore fans, mm-hmm. you know, like us, but you also want to make it really easy for new fans to come and watch and get it and understand what's going on and, and it not be, you know, a boring long race where people are getting lapped and they don't know who's actually leading anymore, you know? So right, I think right. there's a there's a, there's a a balance to be struck there and that we'll be literally constantly, you know, debating with ourselves how to strike it. So, but to answer your question, we're not wedded to anything really. I think we're really open to what works and any idea we'll, we'll consider it for sure. Dale, what did you think of that format, those three sprints? Yeah, I thought it was interesting too. Like I I was kind of curious about that too, because I thought I can notice it seemed like some of the riders were a little rushed between motos sometimes where I think it was, it was probably a little bit disorienting for them, but (laughs) you know, like changes and always, always always a bad thing though. Right. Yeah, and I think what we did do is, you know, the first one in Cardiff was too tight, it was too close, which meant that, you know, from a fan's perspective, he couldn't set the scene and couldn't explain what was happening and he couldn't, you know, count tally up the points and, you know, and build any drama towards the last one or anything like that. It was too tight. So for Melbourne, we tried to adapt that to give more time so that the TV broadcast could catch up and from the fans in the stands, they had enough time to sort of get their head around who was coming where and sort of build up that final race. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a balance we tried to strike there to, to make that change between the two and was a learning. But, um, you know, and I think it worked out well for us in Melbourne. I mean, 
Kenny had a flat tire and had to change it and all sorts of drama sort of ensued from that. So, um, you know, I, I, I think the fan reaction has been great and they seem to really enjoy it, enjoy it. And seeing gate drops and seeing their guy in a closer racing mm-hmm. is a big positive. Um, but of course we'll constantly check that out and evolve and whether every round will be the same or some will be different. Like that's all things that have been kicked around at, at this point in time. Sure. Well, as you guys go f- forward into 2023 planning of, um, and the series expands. Has there ever, ever been any thoughts of possibly bringing in some of these one-off events like the Paris Supercross and making it part of your series? Or I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, um, we had that conversation, and you guys know I'm, I'm a good friend of Eric Pernard's. I really, really um, like Eric, and he's been fantastic um, for us over the years. When we first started Dozix Open, he was involved, and he's a great guy. So um, it hasn't worked out, and, and um, you know, we haven't been able to line on what that looks like, but it's definitely been a discussion and, and, um, you know, same with other events around the world. We're, we're kind of open to working with anyone and, and, um, and, uh, we're definitely not closed minded to things like that in the future either. I kind of like, uh, to going back to the format, like, you know, you're obviously going to have, I don't know. Are we, are we looking at eight rounds roughly Adam for 23? Can you six to eight? What six, are we? six to eight. Yeah. Six, six to eight. eight. I, I, it's definitely six, but, but potentially eight. Right. I'd, it'd be cool to be like, you know, like we have over here with Triple Crowns, but we don't have enough difference. But, hey, th- we got three sprint races this weekend, mm-hmm. and next weekend we're going to do two motos and, you know, just, yeah, and then yep. whatever, just change it up, right? So. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, we're, yeah, I think we're open to that too as to what it what it looks like. It doesn't have to be the same every, every week for right. sure. What uh, – so – after Melbourne, and I don't know, I mean, you're a busy guy, but what did you think of the response uh, from, I don't know if you ever read Vital, MX, or, or on Aussie Forum, Racer X, my coverage, Anton, you know, everybody. What did you take from that when you read it? Or if you did you even read it to, to see what people thought? What was, your, what was your takeaways from that? Were you happy with all of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were because I think criticisms were fair and and helpful, like mm-hmm. productive, and um and but but overall, I think you know the positivity outweighed the negativity by by a long stretch. So um, no, I think overall we're we're more than open to being criticised, and we all want to improve, and we're not claiming that we're going to be perfect. You know, year one, we never were, um, and we definitely won't be, and we'll continue to improve. You know, mm-hmm. um, so. I thought it was. I thought it was fair. I thought criticism yeah. was fair, and I thought that I thought the positives outweighed the negatives. So I thought it was really good. By the way, I didn't know McGrath ever went to Aussie ever in his life. So yeah, two thousand one. His huh. his 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 wife's Australian, believe it or not. So that was one of the things that I learnt. Um, I had no idea at the time. Huh. But it was a. Uh, it was yeah, really cool experience. I mean, that was at the height of his, you know, success yeah. as well. And so right. that was a that was a really big deal. Um, but yeah, that that feeling sat with me for for forever, right. and and I think it's important to be able to bring that to, to kids today. So one of the things I thought was cool, I was at I was at Cardiff, and I I saw Freeze's bike, and and we'll get into Freeze in a second here, but uh, uh, I saw Freeze's bike, and I saw these cameras all over it, and then I saw somebody at Chad's bike putting a camera on the back fender, and I'm like, oh, this is cool, this is going to be neat and interesting. But I don't know if any of it really worked that well, Adam, to be honest, on the TV show. I applaud mm. you guys for trying it, and I don't yeah. – and I'm not an expert enough to know, like, uh, what would work or what wouldn't. So I applaud you guys for trying it. But, yeah, I'm not so sure that much of it worked that well for whatever reason. Just the no. moving of a dirt bike, mm-hmm. I guess, right? 
Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, um, again, one of those things we wanted to try, it was innovative, it hadn't been done. We put three cameras per bike, you know, one facing back, one mm-hmm. facing back, uh, backwards from under the guard, one facing back the rider and another facing forward. Um, but I agree, the pictures weren't as good as what we expected them to be. I know the one in the front particularly, like the lens kept getting, lenses kept getting smashed. Yeah. Um, you know, the angle, uh, you know, the, the bouncing, I think there wasn't enough testing done on the mounting, you know, so, so the bouncing, mm-hmm. um, you know, had a real effect compared to road racing and things. So, the, you know, the technology was, was incredible, but it just, on the Supercross bike, it didn't, it didn't equate to, to the best possible vision. And I think, you know, when we're used to having GoPros on helmets that are incredibly clear and, and yep. a great picture, yep. the standards set pretty high, right? And we, we couldn't put a live camera on a helmet because the, you're just not able to with the with the wiring etc that needs to be done so yep um but agree with your point i think like for us that's something that we'll be taking back to the drawing board for sure yeah yeah i like the uh i like the the trying of it for sure i thought it was awesome in in theory right yeah yeah exactly exactly and that's all we said it's one of those things that you couldn't until you tried it you couldn't you know how would you predict i thought it was going to be amazing and then when you looked at it i thought well you know it's probably not that amazing actually have you got it? Yeah. Have you got any thank you cards from riders? Because without you guys starting up, there's no chance that the purse got increased over here in America. Um, but, <laughs> so, have, have you got any thank you cards from any riders? Because I think you deserve them. <laughs> you know. Uh, thank you. I did have a joke with um, Kenny Adams, Jason Anderson's manager, and, and asked if there'd be a commission, you know, for any wins yeah. and prize money that he received. Yeah. But no. he, uh, he hasn't come. He hasn't come good on that. I'm waiting for <laughs> waiting for something to. It's going to be formalized, you know. But no, I mean, I think it's great. You know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, what we came into this to do is to make an impact and a positive impact. And I think that's a huge positive impact. So, you know, I'm stoked. If the yeah. riders make more money and the industry grows as a result, then fantastic. I love that Fell and MX Sports are working together. It's badly needed over here. And I think that was yeah. going to happen before you guys came along with World Supercross. But there is no chance in my mind that they're increasing this purse without you guys and the, and the amount of money you've put into your purse. So that's why I say, like, all the American riders, send, send Adam Bailey a Starbucks card or something because, you know, <laughs> he, he got $5 million put into this SMX thing. So that's awesome. Um, uh, that makes me feel good. Thank you. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I think it's great. And more money for riders is fantastic, you know what I mean, for, totally. for everybody. They, they deserve it. They, they do. absolutely deserve it. No, they do. You're absolutely right. Um, there were a little – if you could probably go back, Adam – uh, when you talk about MX Sports and Feld and and uh, and them working together and, and starting this S- SMX thing, a little bit of feathers were ruffled early on when you guys came over to America. Uh, I I know that sure. from talking to people, right? I guess that's something you could maybe uh, take back if you would. Yeah, totally. I think I think the approach could have been you know could have been better. I think I think some of it's out of na- like an innocent naivety. You know, to be honest, I think, you know, I think some of it, we really just thought that they wouldn't really care what we're up to. I didn't think, you know, when when we, we attended some of the Supercross events at the start of the year and, and, you know, we're fans, we bought a, we bought a suite, you know, we were Mm -hmm. excited to be there. We, we, you know, and, and, um, you know, Brian and I have been going to American Supercrosses for years and years as, as fans and, and checking it out, you know, so, um, we did, and 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 that ruffled feathers because we obviously were catching up with people there and talking mm-hmm. about our own business there. But I think naively thought, well, we're not going to be running at the same time as Feld, so I, I wouldn't have thought that that would create any issue. Um, but looking back now, you know, I understand <laughs> that, that that 
I understand that that yeah. probably wasn't the right, you know, probably yeah. wasn't the right approach, and, and we could have, could have, uh, it made us look worse, you know, than, than better. So there's there's a few there's a few different you know conversations that went certain ways that it probably would change, um, definitely. But you know, yeah. I mean, we when we set out to do this, we never wanted to. We weren't planning on taking from anyone. Like we didn't expect to have an impact on Feld at all. Didn't expect to have an impact on MX Sports, really, if I'm being honest. Um, but so we didn't. So we didn't think that there was going to be any problem. We kind of thought everyone's going to be stoked. Hey, this is great. We're here to grow the industry. You, did, you guys didn't, you know, being fell didn't want to do World Supercross. They handed the rights back, so they didn't want them anyway. So here we are. We're going to do it. This is all good. Um, and you know, that's not the way it panned out. Yeah. Well, as you said. You guys thought so little of the World Supercross, you just didn't renew. You just gave it away. You just didn't even care. Yeah. Well, well they, they was their, it was their choice not to have it. So we thought, yeah. well, they don't, they don't want it. We'll take it. Cool. <laughs> we, like, we've got this great, we've got this, you know, great idea here. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, look, we certainly could have handled lots and lots and lots of things better. And mm-hmm. it's the same throughout this whole process, right? Like, it's been a, 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 a ridiculously fast learning curve. And, um, and that's definitely, definitely part of it that we would improve if we had our time again. When I talk to some teams and some riders, uh, some that I know, some that I don't know that well, but I was kind of just, you know, sending some text off or going around Cardiff and talking to them, they all said that you guys are incredibly responsive to what they want or need. Um, passes, formats, uh, uh, you know, you guys had a room set up for these guys. Uh, I think that the teams and riders I spoke to, and this isn't, anything about Felder MX Sports. This is you guys here, so I don't want people to get this misconstrued. Uh, you guys were incredibly um, easy to work with for the teams and riders. They felt like you guys were listening, which that's what you told people. That's what you said you'd do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I appreciate you saying that, and I think, you know, we, we 100%, you know, believe in in what we say, which is that they're, they're, they're part of a family with us, and, you know, they have to succeed or else we will not succeed. Like that's, that's an absolute fact, Mm -hmm. you know, in the way we've set this up is that they are a partner of ours. We need them to succeed and to thrive. And in the way that the more that they thrive, the more they can afford better riders and the more that the whole series lifts in general. So we really see our role um, and to support them and to listen to them and to build this together. You know, Mm -hmm. we see, take that really seriously. Um, and you know they're not stoked about everything. Like I got plenty of things where people were pissed, and plenty of times when people weren't happy. But as long as you listen and you can try and adapt and try and improve, and ex- at least explain your viewpoint if you can't help them, then you know I think they seem to really appreciate that. So um, I think I think it also reiterated to us the relationship we had with them is reiterated that we had the right teams with us because they were, you know on the flip side they were very understanding of things that weren't perfect and very understanding when we were throwing last minute requests at them and and some of the information was a bit light on and you know they they seem to be also appreciative of the the journey that we're on and that we didn't have it all completely dialed first time around you know we just didn't um but they were respectful understanding you know appreciative that we're learning on the fly and um and really helpful as well so i think it was a really solid you know um two-way relationship which is a, is a great start i don't know how many so i don't know how so many flats followed you from uk to melbourne but like <laughs> I, I, I maybe it was a finish line. Some people were speculating the dirt getting knocked away from the metal ramp of the finish line. I don't see that, but that's what some people nah. were saying, and other people had some nails. But dude, you're like you you're like ton of flats from everybody. Yeah, yeah, and I saw some nails come out of the dirt in in Cardiff, mm-hmm. um, which I know that dirt wasn't ideal. It had been it was it was a last minute deal came from a motocross club nearby. It was um, it was screened for rocks, which improved it greatly, but. It still wasn't 
wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. But the Melbourne, the Melbourne one, I'm, I have no idea. I mean, I really yeah. don't know how that how that could have happened. I don't think that the takeoff ramp would have caused it. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I don't think so either. Um, so, so I really, I really don't know. The jury's out on that one. I've got no idea. Or maybe there was, maybe we did some booby trapping just to make it interesting for the t- for the cameras. Maybe that was what happened with with Kenny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, when something like the freeze thing happens, you know, uh, and we all kind of know what happened. Brayton was on this show talking about it, right? Um, yeah. Uh, you're the promoter. You're not the the sanctioning body, the rule maker per se. What do you do? What 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 goes on with that? Uh, I don't know, know what you can do, but yeah, I think I mean, really, what you do or what, what you did is just sort of step back and and let the people who are brought in to manage those situations manage them. You know, I mean. I I really don't don't have an opinion or know you know know what to say about it myself. I mean, I really really love Justin. Like he's such a good guy, and I've have so much time for him. Um, so for, you know, I, I trust and believe in what he says because he's not a bullshitter by any stretch. Never has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also you know I also I thought Vince was a great guy. You know, I really you know I thought he he carried himself really well. He was helpful. He was polite and kind. And I thought and I really liked you know him as a person i thought he was a really good guy so to, i was kind of like baffled to think that that could could have been intentional you know but at the same time jb doesn't make things like that up either right so no, so no. i don't know i just got to like well i'm just going to stay out of it and see what happens do you know if fim plans to do anything or is it really is a case closed or do, do we know i mean it's a few weeks on now but i assume it's case closed i really yeah. i really don't know other than i know that they're speaking to both speaking to both riders i don't know whether they've chosen either way or not right. um to take to take any action or whether it's a warning at this stage. I mean, you've got to, you know, from our side of things and from our championship, obviously it's a first-time offence because, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's starting fresh, right? So we, we can't take history from other championships and and um, and make any pass any judgment. Yeah, but I agree. Um, I know it's I know it's been a, um, a definitely a topic of, of discussion with those guys and and, and um, yeah, something I'm very keen to stay stay away from. Give me a percent that. There's a USA round in 2023. Can you? Zero. Zero? Okay. All right. Yeah, zero. There, will, there won't be one in 2023 okay. in the US. That was, um, a, that was a plan at one point, right? Or- uh, not so much in 2023. I mean, okay. it's been discussed. I think, I think you know, um, you know, for us, we want to go when, you know, the fans really want us to go, when the mm-hmm. industry really wants us to go and the timing is right. We're not sort of like you know, want to force ourselves on anyone, you know, again, the, the, there's so many other regions around the world that are hungry to see this, um, that, you know, we, we don't want to, you know, lose focus on that. Um, although we absolutely want to be part of going to the U S because we do have a lot of fans there already, yep. which is great and, and supporters and we do, and, and we want to be a world championship. So you can't, you can't miss out the, the most important region for supercross, <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, so ab- absolutely it's, it's part of the plan, but, um, but not not for 2023. We'll we'll um we'll play it by year and, and and go there when the timing's right. Right. Okay. Is, are some of the is some of the goals trying to just be like I could see you guys going to South America, for example. You know, like trying to be like on pretty much every continent for the most part. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I think you know look at places that um that you know MotoGP successful or Formula One successful. You know. Yeah, Brazil. Um, like that's that, that, yeah. Yeah, and our, and we've done a lot of research. Um, there's there's quite a lot of research in Brazil. Brazil has one of the largest followings for Supercross in the world, and doesn't obviously have an event yet. So, um, definitely on the radar. But again, you know, these 
going to international locations. The one thing about the US or the UK or obviously Australia is like we all do business the same way, we speak the same language, and it's it's you know it's relatively easy. But when you're going to go, um, you know, to some of these other places, you know, you've got to really have your have your <clears throat> have your stuff together, and it's not a it's not an easy feat. So there's a lot of work that's got to go in the background to make something like that work. But, but that's definitely that's definitely the plan. Uh, Supercross Global CEO Adam Bailey on the Pulp of Mech Show brought to you by the folks at Scosche 2022. Uh, by the way, you just got a promotion. I saw the press release. Congrats. It's probably, <laughs> yeah, it's probably more work. <laughs> probably more work. <laughs> yeah. More work, more responsibility. Um, yeah. Really excited, really, really proud of the opportunity. So, um, yeah, I'm looking can, forward to it. Can you believe your guy, JB, third overall in Paris, beating Cooper Webb, yeah. Marvin? Dude. He's yeah, I mean <laughs> he's such a legend, right? Like uh he like I don't know, but again, you've said it lots of times, but why is he so good in overseas races? I, I mean, I think it's a topic of discussion, but I think that when you race overseas away from the US, it's a whole different environment. You know, your bike goes over in a box, you don't have all the same um resources, you know, you may be sleep deprived, whatever it is, and that's what we think will make the World Supercross Championship interesting is because it changes it changes that, and I think he seems to thrive in that stuff. Like yeah. whatever it is, something about that, that being in a unique environment, he he thrives and does well. And I think that's what I hope happens with that championship. It'll uncover people that are, are yeah. able to perform in circumstances that that, that others maybe can't. Yeah, he, uh, he qualified fastest on Saturday ahead of Tomac and Roxon, and I'm just like, <laughs> bro, are you sure you're hanging it up? He's like, it's gotta end sometime. Exactly. <laughs> It's got to end sometime. I said, fill in rider? At what, at what point? Yeah. yeah I go, exactly. fill in rider? At what point is it? Is at what point and why? And then and that would be hard to retire when you, if, you get, if you're performing like that. And that's why Chad Reed right. went on for so long, right? If you yeah. keep getting that buzz and getting that feel, then why would you? Why would you stop? Yeah. You know, like, that's that's incredible. No, and, and you know, you're, you're okay. It's a 44-second lap. So that's a – we've seen full supercrosses 44 seconds. Like, it's not like a – cheesy track mm. it's, it's a tough track mm. 44 yep. seconds is yep. a legit track and yep. he's faster than Roxon and tomac in practice like just <laughs> I know. Mind, I mind blowing. i love yeah. it i love it it's I love great it. hey one thing about uh your series and i was a bit bummed for you guys and i don't think it had anything to do with your series although a few people i talked to said that maybe everyone wasn't quite ready to ramp up uh, to that level yet, but we saw some injuries. I mean, JG and Chad, their bikes malfunction. That could happen at Anaheim as much as it could happen in Cardiff. Uh, you know, yeah. different things happen. We did see some injuries, and I don't think there is a theory. I don't think there's a reason why it happened to your series, other than, like I said, some people told me, hey, maybe guys weren't ready to ramp up that quickly, but yeah, it's a bit of a mm-hmm. bummer. If there's a, if there's a bummer for your series, it's like, we saw some injuries. Yeah, it's a huge bummer because that's not you know, we, we, we want to pride ourselves on safety. I mean, for the riders as best as we can. And it's a dangerous sport, so I don't want to yeah. make out like we can put them in, you know, puffer jackets and protect them because we can't. But but the, yeah, I think like, I think to your point, I think it was a bit of a ramp, a quick, very quick ramp up with a lot of hype and a lot of energy that probably people maybe underestimated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, this is going to be a bit of fun. It's not America, so, you know, we'll just go and have some fun. That's going to be great. But then, the, the, the level lifted and people were really taking it seriously and people really wanted to win, which is awesome. But, you know, when that happens and the racing's close, as you well know, people push themselves and then accidents happen, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Again, nothing to do with your series, but, yeah, bummer. Bummer deal that we saw. You know, I mean, JG and Chad being there was awesome, and then they were out right away. It's like, damn. Oh, it was devastating. And both to have 
bike malfunctions on the same jump. Yeah. And on, and they're on two different brands of bikes, mind you. One yep. a chain, one a fuel pump. And you're like, what the? You know, oh, that was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, yep. it was devastated. I was, de- I was devastated, particularly for Chad, because I could see how much work he'd put in. Like, it was amazing to watch, and I was really – you know, pumped for the effort that he was putting in, and, and the mm-hmm. fans were really pumped. So um, that was a real, that was a real disappointment to see, especially when it wasn't his fault. That was a bummer. He was so pumped for your series. He reached out to me and said, "Hey, let's do a podcast. I want to talk about World Supercross." I'm like, "Oh, all right, sure, yeah, let's do it." That's how. <laughs> yeah, good. You know, Chad Reed going yeah. around asking for to do press. You know, that means he must be excited, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. When do you think you'll have a 2023 series uh, schedule out? When are you thinking? Uh, we're aiming for the end of this month. Oh, okay. So it'll be thereabouts. So it'll be, it'll be thereabouts. It's getting really close, but we're in kind of venue contract stage with a few and, and um, promoter contract stage, et cetera. And so there's a, you know, until contracts are done, you can't, um, you can't make too much noise. But, right. um, but yeah, it's getting, it's getting close. It's looking good. Um, and, yeah, just, ex- just excited. We just want to lock those down. I mean, we had three months to, to announce and go on sale and run our events last year by the time we actually announced and went on sale, which is just ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. you should never do it. You should never <laughs> promote events. So I do not, right. do not recommend doing that. Um, but this time to, you know, have a, a decent lead in and, and have a brand situated and have our own content and have all the things we need it. You know, we're really excited to go into next year, a lot more organized. That's for sure. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Well, man, uh, thanks for calling in. I appreciate the time from, uh, from down under congrats on the uh, on the launch of the series and and yeah looking forward to to next year and seeing what you guys uh grow man it should be should be good to see so thanks so much really appreciate the time yeah no problem thanks adam cheers bye. Right. that's adam bailey everybody brought to you by skosh 2022 what do you think of that i think it's great i mean i personally you know like being a only a fan only now not a racer any longer but yeah I just love it because, I mean, pretty much year-round, you can turn on the TV on a weekend and get motocross races. Yeah. So I'm, I'm loving that. And I just think it's great that it's giving more privateers jobs, you know, that p- might not be racing. Yeah, you know absolutely, I mean? right? You so know? a lot of Supercross-only guys that yep. that they're going to pick up the series. Give them starts. jobs, you know. And uh, I don't – I've said this over and over. I don't think they get the Jet Lawrences and Chase Sexons of the world. I don't think the OEMs ever send them over there. But there's a tier under that, and Kenny Roxon or Marvin, you know, Brayton – these guys at the end of their careers that can love this World Supercross money. Yep. Jason Anderson, you know, at some point, I imagine. So it's great. It's fantastic. I know Felden MX Sports aren't big fans, uh, and that's okay. Well, yeah. Whatever. They run their business, right? So, um, And these guys run theirs. So time will tell. I mean, as I've said, I, I eventually the World Supercross backers are going to want to turn some profits eventually. You just can't keep sinking money into it, and I'll be interested to see how they – plan to turn a profit because yeah you know when i went to those races in cardiff they didn't have monster they didn't have red bull right they didn't have oem sponsorship you know and i think they need that but maybe not i think it's, it's interesting though with you know these that's backing right now like the you know, the golf you know the yeah. live golf you know that's the, the saudi backing and then yep. i think this is very similar you know and so it just seems to be a trend right now where they're yep. investing in these different sports series and teams and no absolutely so. uh dale spangler here uh on the pulp mix show and uh it's that time everybody Marks, what number caller gets the $100 motorsport.com gift card? Well, he covered 86. So, 68? I was saying even 200. 69. Nice. 162. You can go yeah. easy and go Sp- 69. Spangler's old number, 162. <laughs> Got it. You want to do that? Yeah. All right. 702-586-7857. $100 motorsport.com gift card. 
Caller 162 <laughs> in honor of Dale Spangler. Let's do it, everybody. Thanks for the motorsport.com, guys, for doing that. We got one more to give away. We've done two already. We're doing three. Uh, we're doing number three right now, and number four is coming up. And before I forget, because I probably will, there's a fifth $100 gift card from motorsport.com. That's for our archive listeners. Uh, contest at pulpandmexshow.com. Contest at pulpandmexshow.com. Uh, just send, put gift card in the subject line. And Marks, what number will I pick for that? I think that one we should do 69. Okay, 69. Number 69 gets... Because I'm 12. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gets the $100 motorsport.com gift card. Contest at pulpandmexshow.com. But here's the, here's the catch, everybody. I'm only taking email number 69 after the show ends. So I will timestamp your email. So don't send it now. Right. You idiots. Wait till the show ends, you morons. And then I will take number 69. So nice to our listeners. And if you're really cool, you'll schedule your email to be start sending right exactly. Can you do that? <laughs> can you do that? You can schedule an email? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can schedule an email? You're unbelievable sometimes. <laughs> who, who the hell would ever schedule an email? Well, if you'd stop. I'll just wait. If I'll, you'd stop using the Apple email client, you would know about all the rich features that you're, uh, you're afforded. It's, it's, it's fantastic. That, that, by the way, that, that, I, can't work that, I can't get that email working. Well, that's because you're going to have to use the Gmail client. Sorry. That's what I have for you right now. I wish, <laughs> your finger was just out of range. What about? There you go. That's better. That's better. My I finger like to it. marks. Uh, all right, everybody. So uh, 162 email uh, going in. Uh, 162 call. Wins at motorsport.com gift card. Okay. Um, Race Tech rant. Pulp 22 is the code to save. Thanks to the folks at Race Tech. Suspension work. Did you ever use Race Tech when you, when you I were did coming not. up? No? No, I used Factory Connection and then, of course, Tough. And right, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, way to drop a competitor's name on the show. Uh, <laughs> Pulp 22 is the code to save. Motor work, suspension work. They do it all. They help out a lot of privateers, including Zombie Blows and, uh, of course, uh, the, the Team Solitaire guys as well. Thanks to the folks at Race Tech and Race Tech Rant of the Night. Um, is this. I have a buddy. Uh, he traveled to a foreign country uh, to go watch an event, and he didn't have any money on his credit card. So he traveled 10 hours to a foreign country with no extra money to spare in case an emergency came up. You ever seen Taken? Right? Yeah. What if he got yeah. taken? What if he got stranded? I just, my race tech rant is, can you people please make sure, get a credit card, put it in a drawer. Don't use it. Only use it in emergencies. Have a regular credit card. Have $800 is my rant of money to spare. That's, that's all you need because you just never know. I had a buddy and things went sideways for him in another um, faraway country and he needed me to bail him out. So that's my rant of the night. Make sure you have a credit card with $800 in it at all times for emergencies because you never know what life can throw at you. You know, you're expecting life uh, fastballs in life. They can throw you a curveball. Race tech round of the night. Dale? Yeah. What do you think? I had something, you know, I wouldn't say it's similar, but well, it sort of is. But one time when I was working for Smith, I remember I, I took like two giant gear bags with all, all the goggles for the GP guys mm -hmm. for a season. Yeah. And it was, uh, let's see, where was it? Somewhere, in, I think it was in Holland. And so got there with all the bags and they got stuck in customs. And man, I had to jump through hoops figure out get people on the phone pay yeah. all these you know duties because they thought i was gonna give them or sell them yeah, yeah. Yep. and so it's not fun 
when you're in a foreign country like that and you're trying to go through stuff no, like that and you got language you barriers. Or, you should be ready. You should yeah. have a credit card at all times. So it's not a good feeling. So I feel bad for him. So Yeah, I don't feel bad for him. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I want to help him. My race tech yeah. rant is that you people should have a spare credit card somewhere. Yeah. Look, again, when I was 21, I had a credit card that I racked up. If you're younger, you're not making any money, and you're racking up a credit card because you're living the high life, I understand that. I've been there. I've done that. If you are older, more mature with, say, I don't know, a job where you dig ditches in East Texas, just say, you should have room on your credit card. That's what you should have. Yep. Race deck around of the night. Uh, congratulations to Patrick for winning the motorsport.com gift card. Good job, Patrick. And, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for everybody for supporting the show. Thank you to motorsport.com for giving it out. We got one more card to give out at the 9 o'clock hour, uh, and we'll do that uh, right away or when it hits 9. And then, uh, and then that's it for the night. Thank you to motorsport.com. Uh, Dale Spangler, uh, how is uh, Buzz Media doing? How's it going? Yeah, it's going well. You did um, a podcast for a while, right? Yeah, so, it was, so I, I originally started. So Buzz Media is kind of my umbrella company. I had Dirt Buzz. And that was very focused on off-road, you mm -hmm. know, like just GNCC. Because yep. I felt like it was sort of a niche, you know, nobody was really paying attention to at the time. That was five years ago. So I started that, gave that a go, and, you know, I guess I wanted to try and be media, you know, in some yep. way. Yep. And it was good. It was good practice, you know, like writing stories and stuff like that. And I feel like if it wasn't for that, it pro I probably wouldn't have started my content creation business, which I started two years ago. And, yeah, it's going really well. I mean, I've got some industry clients and... Uh, so what do you do for somebody if, they, if they're interested? Oh uh, yeah, so I write. Um, I'll write blogs. So like for example, I you know I write for EVS Sports and I'll do interviews of athletes and you know product focused items, you know historical pieces, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And you know I'll help them with emails, you know other marketing stuff. But my primary focus is blogs. I yep. really love that. I feel like that's my niche. I love doing the research, calling up the athletes or whatever, and mm -hmm. you know talking to them, that kind of stuff. And yep. And so, yeah, it's going really well. You know, I was, it was sort of my, I, my hand was sort of forced. I, you know, I'd left Western Power Sports and was at Tucker for uh, a couple of years mm -hmm. and, you know, got furloughed and, and let go there. And so it was kind of like, what am I going to do next? Yeah. And looked I mean, around I, and I was, I was kind of, I was also in that spot at one point. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's not fun, you know, and I was at a certain point where I felt like with my experience, you know, I'm, next year will be 30 years in the industry for me. Um, and so I just felt like I deserved a certain wage you know, yeah. level and and i just couldn't find it so i was like i'm just going to try my own yeah. thing and so now here i am two years two years in and it's going well good you know? and i That's actually good. really enjoy it you know like it's i'm total of three years working from home and yep. like you and i were talking earlier i mean it's it's a huge adjustment when you've been sitting in a you know behind a desk and in a, in a cubicle for 25 years yeah to like all of a sudden be working home by yourself and and being able to get stuff done more efficiently to where like I'm, a lot of times I'm, you know, I'm done sooner than I, I'm able to go enjoy my free time, yeah. but it's learning how to actually enjoy, you know, let myself enjoy that free time when you've, you've been doing it for 25 years. Yeah. You got to get yourself into a rhythm, right? Yeah. Make sure the work gets done, but at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Um, so how can people get hold of you if they want or what, what's, what, where do they, where yeah, do they like you can find just buzz media. Yep. So buzz media content is my website, buzzmedia.com. And you can find me on social media, okay. Instagram. Um, and then I'm also doing this, uh, you know, not to not to plug another podcast on your show, Steve, but yeah, I am a I am a co-host. Everyone's got a podcast nowadays. Yeah, yeah, feel free. I know. Yeah, feel free. Yeah, so I did have my Dirt Buzz podcast, and then I I did that for a year, and then kind of shelved it, and I'll still do some special episodes. But I got yeah, I got offered a, a, the ability to uh, go on the, as a co-host for the Pit Pass Moto podcast, mm -hmm. which it used to be Pit Pass Radio. Right. I like did it a few times when it was Pit Pass Radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was like kind of like you were like it was ahead of its time. It was actually true radio. Mm -hmm. 
And so that actually got sold off to a company out of Cleveland called uh, Evergreen Podcasts. And so that's who owns Pit Pass. And so, yeah, I'm a co-host, co-host on that. We do, you know, weekly shows too. And so it's fun. Cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's neat to... Uh, to start your own uh, uh, something, right? Start your own uh, little corner yeah. on the internet. I felt like I kept trying, you know, with my own stuff like the Dirt Buzz and, you know, some of these other things with the podcast version of it. And it just never really panned out. I don't know if it just it just didn't feel right. And maybe I wasn't willing to go that extra step with all that. The sponsor stuff's the hard thing for me, yeah. you know, which yeah. is ironic because I used to do that, you know, yeah. for, for yeah. companies, right. you know, with athletes. But, yeah, like that's the toughest part for me is like trying to do it all yourself. I realized, I mean, it's... I see what you're doing now. It's just like, wow, you know, yeah. it's, it's incredible. You know, no, there's you a can, lot of moving parts. You, you can know? employ a couple of people who just don't even like you. You know, <laughs> you can do that all the time, yeah. and they just shit on you all the time. It doesn't matter if they like you if they're good at their job. Right. Thank you. Uh, Robbie211 <laughs> gave us four ninety nine on YouTube and says, how much do top off-road racers make? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I know Caleb Russell was making quite a bit of money, um, three or 400 grand a year from what I gather. I don't know what these guys make now. It's a good point. I mean, I'm thinking 150, 200 grand. Yeah, I would guess probably a quarter of what maybe a top. Yeah. You know, supercross guy. Supercross guy. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is, yeah, it's, hey, that's nothing to sneeze at. It's a nice that. living. No, you know? absolutely. If you can get it. Uh, little known fact for our listeners and viewers uh, Dale Spangler here worked at Western Power Sports, i.e., Fly Racing, uh, as a marketing manager for how long? 11 years. 11 years in Boise, Idaho. Yep. And uh, you were the one that got fly uh, on this show. You approached me yeah. uh, out of the blue. And I, were you looking at podcasts or did you, I don't even, I don't think we knew each other a little bit from yeah. the A-Star days. I think my, um, my big thing is like, I always looked for things that were just different and unique, you yeah. know, like, and that I felt like had, you know, a lot of opportunity, yeah. you know? And so that that was kind of my i guess initial impression i always like looking for those unique different things and that yeah. to me i was just like wow this is this is cool you know like this is i feel like it's felt like it was going to go somewhere right, you know? right well thank you for that little known yeah. fact before max before jt there was dale at fly getting fly on this show Who fact, knew? fact i remember the Thanks, first dale. uh the first contract you and i did i actually wrote it because remember, you're like, we didn't, you didn't have a contract. Remember? Okay. For a sponsor, I'm like, yeah. we got to have a contract, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't have one to you get didn't you. Have one. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you didn't no, have no, one I, for me. I run know? a loose program. <laughs> Dale, I don't know if you're aware of this. Dale, yeah. this is going to come as a shock, but things haven't changed much. It's he probably has still the same contract, maybe even. Maybe it's just What a, about anal bleaching? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. So you get, yeah, you know what? I think I did. I think I deleted everything off that contract you sent me and used it as a template. Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 Good job. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody does, anyways. You right. just find something that works. Uh, but yeah, you you use. you know yeah, uh, you were the marketing guy. You approached me and said, "Hey, man, love your stuff. Like, yeah, we gotta get Fly on there, and that's it." And dude, twelve years later, Fly's dude, still on the show. I mean, here here's something really that gives you from some perspective about the Western Power Sports and Fly brands, you know, because when I started there, like, I was hired in the IT department. You know, Andrew yeah. Short makes fun of me on that because like, I went I went went to a photo shoot at his house with with Max. He's like, I don't know, there's some IT guy coming with Max, you know? Yeah. And it was that was me, you know? Yeah. So I got hired to do basically what all I was doing for like the first six months I worked there was crushing, you know, just like crunching data. Yeah. So like all their stuff that you see on the web, but I, I was like correcting all the descriptions and all that kind of stuff. And then from there, like they didn't have a marketing department then. So I was the first person that I became marketing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we hired a graphics guy. And so there was two of us. So and, far, so long. And ago, now right? it's like, holy shit. Man. What, yeah. What year did you start with him? That was 2007. Yeah. 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 
God, and just, just uh, and we had a drawer. This is awesome too. We had a drawer of all the ads from when I when we started building ads. Yep. Like the graphic guy we hired. So him and I would build all the ads. You know, we'd go to like Terry Basie and all these people and yep. ask them for input. And and so we had a drawer though of all the ads over the years, and it must have been like a foot thick of paper, like all the different yeah. ads. And it's hilarious to look at the gear from when I started till now. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It's like, no, they, oh my God. They, they've made some inroads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've really done that for sure. Uh, no, that's cool, man. So thank you for all that back then. I appreciate it. it it's, uh, it's pretty cool that you did that and uh, we're still doing it, you know? Oh, I know. It's yep. yeah. I, I, I was telling you, I mean, it's just, I mean, it is a bucket list thing for me because you've come, I mean, you've come a long ways too, man. It's a cool, it's a success story. Yeah. I got into podcasting early. Right. And uh, I always, I listened to some sports ones and I'm like, why isn't there one of these for moto? And I want to do that. And then from that led into, why isn't there like a morning radio show for moto? And that led into the Pulp MX show. Right. Uh, And and it goes on from there. Um, uh, So you worked at A stars. So you raced for a long time. Uh, You had a nice career World for tough racing third in a moto. uh, uh, You know, you've yeah. Won some races, amateur stuff. And, um, you were too early for your time. If you had come out now, you would have a support ride. You know what I mean? You may be yeah. not a factory ride, but you would have a support ride 100% with your finishes. Would have made some money at least. You would have made some money. <laughs> if you go look at the Racer X vault and go look at Dale's results, that they're really, really good. Uh, and then you started from there, and then you went into Alpine Stars. Uh, and then from there, the Smith. And then Actually, my first job was Cometic Gasket. Oh, Cometic so, Gasket. Yeah, so okay. Cometic Gasket was my very first, 1993. I oh, tried so, to make a comeback, yeah. you know, so I rode 93, 94, 95, got national number 90 for 95, but I only raced like maybe four times or yeah. something. I got hurt a bunch of times, but, but yeah, so Cometic, I was working, I was hired as a draftsman. I went to, uh, after I quit the first time, I went to a, a like a technical school and I got a drafting degree. Uh-huh. And so they hired me to draw all the gaskets. So yeah. like literally I would get like, they'd throw me a stack of gaskets and I'd have to calipers out. There was no scanner yet. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, measuring this thing. And then that's what we would uh, digitize it. And we would send it to the water jets or like we'd make a stamp, you know, like a die out of it and yep. stamp gaskets. And so that's how, that's how I started. And then I asked them one day, I was like, Hey, do you, you mind if I start, you know, doing some marketing, you know? And they're like, Oh, go for it. If you want to like sign some riders or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I started going to the races, you know, so it was like, and I went with Steve Johnson from Weisco. And so we'd go together yeah. we kind of parked together and he right. sort of, sort of was like my mentor. And so that was kind of my introduction. And then, yeah, like I called up Davey one time and Davey comes from racer Exodus. Man, if you know of anybody looking, you know, for a job, I'd like to try, try something different. And he called me like the next day. He's like, Alpine stars is a job, but it's in Italy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh shit. But so. So that. That. Yeah. I just was like, yeah, all right, cool. Just did it. You know, naive American. Just yeah. And <laughs> so what away. year was that? That was, uh, that was 1997. 97. Yeah. So yep. no internet yet, really. No cell phones, none of that. And you're living in Italy. Oh, yeah. It was it was insane. I tell people. Was to it this, Tech 8 th- out yet? Or? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Right. yeah. Funny story about that. So I had to go around and be sort of like the before the man friend thing was a, was a thing. You know, like Gabrielle would send me to like, you know, go to the Paris Supercross or go to Sheffield Supercross because Jeremy McGrath's going to be there. We just want you to be there and just be his friend. Yeah. Just yeah, hang out yeah, with him. Just be like, hey, Help I'm the stars. You know? Right, right. And so that, that was what I did. You know, like I'd load up the van with, you know, boots. Did, did these the, guys know who you were? Some of the guys? Yeah, some yeah, of them did yeah, at first. Right. At first, a lot of them would be like, who are you? You know, like, you know. Then, no, then, but I meant yeah. even from your racing days. I mean, you had a nice amateur, you know, you were. Yeah, I was pretty quiet, were. though. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I wasn't one right. really like that flamboyant or anything. So I don't think a lot of people knew me, but. But yeah, it was it was it was a pretty amazing experience over there. Like I I certainly would never trade it for anything. I wish wish I would have done some things differently. Like and take you know taken more advantage of yep. some of the That's opportunities. That's when I first met you, but it wouldn't have been in Europe because I hadn't gone to Europe yet. So I don't know if you were in the U.S. yet or whatever. But 
Alpine, you were Alpine Stars when I met you. I, I thought I had a Supercross or something. Or like my job interview was at Washougal. Like okay. that was like they yeah. flew me there, and like I had to hang out like with everybody, and they yeah. just wanted to see how I interacted with everybody. And yeah, yeah. It was Scott Lincoln. Did you Gabrielle. live? Did you live in that little town where they are? Oslo, Oslo? Yeah. Oslo? yeah. I lived yeah. in the okay. apartment above the, the facility. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was the first American over there, and then after that, there was a whole bunch of other Americans came over to start working in the factories, and yeah, like uh, Brian Price. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of different people that came over. There. Javier Estrada, I think he's still actually at Alpine Stars over there. And so, yeah, at first it was it was pretty. It was kind of like a. No, no, it was a mixed bag. There was a times where I was like, man, I felt so alone over there. Yeah. You know, like just yeah. not knowing the language. You yeah. can't even flip on. Then I couldn't even flip on the, the, the TV and watch anything in English. Yes. Yeah. It's all Italian. Yeah. So. yeah. And I was dumb, you know, American. I didn't try and learn the language enough. Everybody wanted to, you know, make their practice their English, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. they didn't want to speak Italian right, around right. me. And so I was lazy and I didn't, you know, did pick it up. Uh, and then uh, did you go to GPs and stuff too? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I remember like there's some of the GPs I went to were just classic too. That was the year that Tortelli and Everts just oh, yeah. head to head every yep. single race, you know. Yep. And I remember going to there's there national in Italy and then one in like northern France. And it was ironic. It was like... They went to... And you were driving the van, right? That's yeah. Like, that's what they told you. Like, so you're you're trying to drive around Europe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tell people now, I'm like, I mean, this is kind of pre, you know, smartphone. So, like, yep. I'm full on map, you know, like, I mean, some generations now probably don't even know what a map is, you know? And so, right. like, I'm driving around Europe with a map, basically, in a different language, you know? Yep. So, yep. like, I was in, for example, Paris. I'm trying to find my, just trying to find my hotel, yep. you know? It was just yep. unbelievably difficult, you know? And so, I'm like, if I can navigate here... I'll never complain about navigating in the United States because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you enjoyed that one? I did, yeah. you know, like probably not as much, you know, it's of course hindsight always, you know, things probably are a little rosier, yep. but um, yeah, I would, it was, it changed my outlook, you know, honestly, like going over there, seeing different cultures, different, trying different foods to me, it just opened my mind, you know? Right. Right. I feel like that's what travel does for you. you oh, know, like, for sure. Yeah. You know. Especially think of the places you saw and, and all that. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Neat. I worked in Germany for four months, five months, you know, uh, same thing alone, no internet. Yep. Well, I had an internet then. I, I had a little HP that I could dial into AOL and get the hockey scores and stuff, but that was about it. And then, yeah, just trying to navigate that, right? Um, yeah. uh, pretty neat time in my life. Yeah. But. And there's even like the other part, part that was difficult is like everywhere you went, because motorcycling's so huge over there, like we had this, you know, Alpine Stars van a lot of times. It was me and David A. Trolley. He was kind of my mentor. Mm -hmm. He was a like a Dakar racer, right. like really good off-road racer. So he was the one that showed me the ropes driving around. Well, everywhere we went to stay in a hotel, if you didn't have like walled-in secured parking, yeah, you couldn't park there. So like if we had a hotel booked and it didn't have secure parking, you we had to go find somewhere else. Really? You know? That's an Alpine Star thing. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. it's because they would just get... People just steal it. So the yeah. one time we actually let our guard down, we were at a hotel. We saw Formula One trucks parked in the parking lot. We're like, that's probably pretty safe. Yeah. Woke up in the morning, the van, the ignition's drilled out. Everything in the van's gone. Scooter, uh, boots, no everything. Way. Gone. Gone. Vans down the road what, a half a mile. What country was this? That was in France. In France. Southern yeah. France. Yeah. Perpignan, I think. And I was just like, that was horrible. You know, that was like probably the worst part of it because I was like exhausted. You know, I'm yeah. driving yeah. all the time. Yeah. And yeah. And then, yeah, to get the van stolen, and we're trying to figure all that out. So, yeah, it was oh, <laughs> there's some wild imagine. times. But the positives by, by far outweighed the negatives. Yeah. But the worst part was that this belly of mine here, that started there. And yeah. The, the food's the like, oh, yeah, my God. That was yeah. good, right? Yeah. Uh, and then from Smith, then you went to Smith? Yeah, and I yeah. came back. And, yeah, funny story there is I came back, and I was just, like, so burned out. I was like, I don't want to do anything. So I sat around for, like, three, four months, and I'm realizing I'm just spending my money. 
that's in the bank and and then so Hook Taylor calls me up from Smith. He's yeah, like, hey, yeah, we want, want you to have this job. And so I go, man, I just came back from Italy. So I actually turned him down. And then I'm sat, sat around for a couple more months. And then finally Hook's like, you got to take this damn job. And I'm like, oh, okay. You yeah, know, so, yeah. So then I moved to Idaho and, yeah, pretty much have been, you know, 20 years now. Oh, that's why you went to Idaho. I thought you went there for WPS. I never, no, I, I, went, yeah, I went for Smith. So Smith I lived up, up in, in Sun Valley. Sun Valley. Yeah, yeah, so I lived right. there. And, yep. And then was I, Mark Ferris there then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it was me, dude. Rich, and Mark were kind of the three. And yep. like we went to the trade shows over in Italy and all right. that kind of stuff together. And so, yeah. I'll just you did goggle service at the races? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you and I talked about oh, that a lot. Yeah. You know? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, I, I Such lost, a thankless job. I lost years off my life for that. Oh. These fucking riders. I, yeah. I got so mad at them sometimes. Some of these guys, you know, you're yeah. like, you're like, hey, man, here's three sets of goggles that are all done for you in a Ziploc. These are for emergencies if I'm not around and put them in your locker and then <laughs> never touch these unless I'm not around or there's an emergency, but these are your backup goggles. Okay, gotcha. And then I'm going to bring you goggles every week to race that week. Okay, got it. And then you bring them goggles every week and then they call you say they don't have any goggles. And you're like, well, you have, you have spares in your locker. No, those are gone. <laughs> okay, but those were emergency ones that for exactly for this kind of stuff right here yeah they're gone yep so you have no goggles i have no goggles perfect all right got it thanks thanks Ryder. yeah it was yeah. brutal and then how about a mud race too man like oh. talk about sweating it you Did know you i have, remember you had the alessis right yeah that was when they were amateurs yeah i don't think when they turned pro yeah there was it was the amateurs we had we had like an unbelievable amateur team like i was i've yeah. told people this we had josh hill we had the alessis we had zach osborne I'm trying to think. There's a couple. I mean, there was some solid, like all people that went on to yeah. to do really well in right, their careers. Right, you know, right. yeah. So yeah, it was it was a fun time. I remember and, like going to Loretta's and you know just just all the fun little things. Like made I made up hats for all for all my riders then and they'll put their name and number on it. Just trying yeah. to do special stuff. I always love that kind of and stuff. And Danny was after you, Danny Stevenson. He Danny was, was after, after yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So then did you go from Smith to WPS? Is that how it went? No, I actually kind of like. So I, I tried living up there in Ketchum. It was just so expensive that I, like, I ended up coming to Boise, and then I worked at a, a shop, Carl Cycle, and I went to Boise State and got a four-year degree. I always wanted to do that, mm -hmm. you know, went yep. to college, and just something that was kind of a personal thing that I wanted to do. At 35 years old, I went yeah. to Boise State and got, yeah, so I got an English degree, you okay. know? And yeah. so, and then I went to work for, that was 2007 and when I graduated, and then, and then WPS I went to work for WPS. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then yeah. you were there for how long? So I was there 11 years. Yeah. Yep. And then from there, I went to Tucker for three, and now and here it, I am. And now you're doing your own thing. Doing my own yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Nice little journey through the industry. I think it's pretty interesting, especially you were a top amateur rider, Team Green. What was your most number of bikes you got from Cowie back in the day? I think I got four. Four was, bikes? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. and then Team Green, and then Suzuki's for a little bit from Tough, and then yep. back to Cowie's, and yeah. 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 yeah it was really funny, funny earlier you were saying about Ron Joint, because Ron Joint was the first, he was the one that called me from Tough. And I, you know, I didn't know Ron. He yeah. just called me out of the way. He's like, hey, you want to ride for Tough Racing? I'm like, I, mean, yeah. I was stoked. Right, you know? right. And Bowen, right? Yeah. Yep. So Bowen was riding for him. Uh, John Kitch. Kitch that, was good. Dude. Yeah, he was so good. So he was good. just a mess, though, right? Like yeah. off the track, right? And that was when Barnett tried to do the Supercross yeah. comeback. And oh, that crushed me right here because I was a huge Bomber fan. And I saw him in uh, Atlanta 89, number 101. Yep. And he crashed on, like, the easiest double. <laughs> and he got he got carted off. He never raced oh, yeah. again. That was it. He never raced again. I saw oh, yeah. his last race, and I was a fan. I knew it was going to so. be trouble because, like, we would all hang out in Florida at Gene Newmax's house, you know, down near uh -huh. Ocala. 
and Barnett would come out there and ride his track. And I don't know if you ever saw that track. No, I never did. I heard it was gnarly. It was gnarly because he just basically, like, it was a flat field, and he just dug these pits, you know. So you would hit a jump and jump into, like, a hole in the ground and then come jump out of it, you know. (laughs) And so I just remember, I think he weeded himself out there pretty good, Mark Barnett. And I was like, oh, this is, man, this is going to be rough. Like, he was casing stuff, and, like, I felt, I was like, ooh. Yeah, Supercross wasn't his forte when he was in his prime, right? Maybe the comeback's not a good idea. I think he did. I think he went like thirteen ten at Gainesville that year, like like something like that, or thirteen thirteen. I could see an outdoors, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he was pretty good outdoors, right? Or yeah, he was just a beast, you know. Yeah, was he a nice guy? Yeah, yeah, kind of quiet. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. I think that's how he always was, right? Yep. Uh, Dale Spangler here on the Public Mix Show. Uh, it is almost the nine o'clock hour. Brought to you by the folks at ORW OffRoadWarehouse.com. Pulpamex is a code to save. Get your bike to the track with style and performance on Offroad Warehouse. You've seen our ORW butt patch on the back of uh, Nicoletti and the club guys. That's these guys. They have stores throughout the West Coast, including Temecula, San Diego, Corona, Vegas. They're in Phoenix. They even got a store all the way out in Atlanta. Stop in and check out the latest in truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products from the industry's leading brands. Off-road warehouse stores are staffed by a knowledgeable, experienced team. Plus, they install everything they sell from suspension kits, tires and wheels to steps, bed accessories, and more. Pulpamex is the code to save at ORW. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Uh, they got S- they got suspension direct products at ORW, so you can uh, kill two birds with one stone. Get, use the code, save on uh, install, save on uh, the parts themselves from suspension direct, get installed at ORW. RideDeskEngineering.com, PulpFan20 is the code to save. Uh, Ride Engineering has kept Honda's Showa dampener alive since 2017 when they stopped coming stock on CRF models. They have bracket kits available for all brands, including current model CRFs, and have just come out with a new design to fit the 22.5 KTM and Husky frames. The kit retails for $249 with several Showa dampener options. Uh, Moto benefits include improved corner entry and exit speeds when the track gets rough. Off-road riders benefit from less deflection over loose rocks and uh, roots and through brush. Pulp Fan 20 is code to save Showa suspension dampener. Remember that Showa thing Honda used to have? Steering stabilizer stock on the front of their bikes. Oh, up on the fender, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Underneath the front number plate. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now yep. they're back with RideDeskEngineering.com. PulpFan20 is the code to save with those guys. Please check it out, and uh, and we'd appreciate that. Uh, Manscaped as well. Be like uh, Dale Spangler. Get a Manscaped. PulpMX code is the, is the code to save. Lawnmower Performance Package 4.0. That's what you got. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Hair Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs. This is all what you got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pulpamex is the code to save. Um, yeah, the Lawnmower 4.0. It's fantastic. It's the next level for uh, trimming all of that down below. 9,000, um, or I'm sh- sorry, uh, the 9,000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system is on the Weed Whacker. It's a nose and air ha- ear hair trimmer and uh, provide proprietary skin safe technology on manscaped.com. And uh, the 4.0 is a 7,000 RPM motor. It's got a light on it. It's got a travel lock on it. Dude, the battery lasts forever. I don't know when's the last time it's you charged. It's unbelievable. I, I haven't charged mine for, I think, a year. <laughs> Dude, I was just going to say, I've had mine for, uh, how long Dude, have we been doing Manscaped? Quite I don't a know. while. I think I've charged it like three times. I don't know if I've ever charged mine. It's phenomenal. I mean, dude, it's 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 unreal. <clears throat> Maybe I should be using mine more. I don't know. Do you charge yours up? Let's not yet. Let's yeah. ask, let's ask Pookie. Yeah, let's get Pookie up here. Okay. <laughs> uh, Manscape. Use the code PulpMX uh, to save with Manscape.com. Motorsport.com. Tweet at Tit Segment. Let's do it. 
It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. Motorsport.com banner on PulpMX.com or PulpMXShow.com. Go through that to make a purchase with those guys, and it helps us out. Great shipping. I think it's free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. OEM on aftermarket parts as well at Motorsport.com. And, uh, yeah, they got a lot of stuff, UTV, road bike stuff, mountain bike stuff. They sell e-bikes as well. Uh, they got it all over there at Motorsport.com. Great prices. As you can see, teamed up with RD Coffee. So please check that out. Get it, Get it if you can. Pre-Black Friday sale on now. Black Friday next week. Uh, Cyber Week, 11-27 to 12-4. So Motorsport.com pushing all of this on you people. Please check out the pre-Black Friday sale on now until the 23rd. So that is 5, 8, six, That's next Wednesday. Yeah. Pre-Black Friday. Uh, Motorsport.com. Thanks to those guys. And check out the uh, RD Coffee that they have as well for those they guys. They have cool videos. Yeah, they do. Driven to ride. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And we got one more gift card to give out, which we will do right away as a thank you from motorsport.com to you listeners. All right. These questions are submitted at Pulp MX Show on uh, Twitter. And the guy in the corner over there picks the best ones. Let's do this. All right. The first one is from Steven Grenier. Uh, is Phil riding 250 or 450 Supercross this year? 250 Supercross. All right. From Jesse318, um, in an effort to not get hurt like he has the last few years, what if AC stopped riding Supercross at the end of November and just trained in December? Would he be off the pace? Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got to keep going. Yeah, right, you got to keep going, yeah. Can't be off the bike, yeah. All right. From Charlie Worthy, uh, J-Mart is going from a factory team to the Club MX team. If you had to describe the downgrade in a percentage pie, what will it be? Also, will he win races next year on that bike? I think J-Mart can win on Club MX. What do you think? Yeah, 250, right? Yeah. I think he can, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Downgrade, 20%. Okay. From Casual MX Fan, uh, I know it's only the offseason, but does Kenny winning Paris show he can be a title contender on a non-factory bike? Uh, yeah, t- Kenny's a title contender on a Vespa. But, you know, he's got to finish. He's got to go through a whole year without having those crappy races that seem to happen to him or getting sick or whatever. Um, yeah, I, yeah, title contender, sure. But I wouldn't put him as a favorite by any means. Okay. From Studio Cat, uh, A-Ray mentioned receiving a gift from his fiance before the race. His results indicate that he got hollied. Uh, can you confirm or deny what the gift was? <laughs> I don't think they'd get a blowjob before the main event. I got a blowjob and I was shit in the main event. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, future headline for you from Randy Hamilton. Webb only wins titles wearing the number two two plate or Tomac Tomac tops them all again in 2023 Tomac tops them all again in 2023 yeah more likely I think Tomac yep but if KTM's listening Ian Roger you gotta build a whoop pad the gnarliest whoop pad you could possibly build and just go out there with all your riders and just have them go through the whoop pad for eight hours and try to fix these things in whoops. Thank you. 
Kind of like what you the advice you gave Carnal, right? Was it you? Somebody said you got to build build some whoops and just keep doing whoops. I don't know. I might have said that. If it was brilliant, I probably said. That. <laughs> uh, from Tyler King, what was the purpose of the Rocks and Stark test? Uh, just curiosity on Ken's part, uh, or start looking for fee- or Ken curiosity on Ken's part and start start looking for wow. feedback. Rough over There's there. a lot a lot of words lot, in here. A lot of words. Or is there something deeper there, maybe relating to Stark wanting to race World Supercross? No, there's nothing. Can you there. repeat the question? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Stark can race. I from what I hear, they're they're getting turned down everywhere. Uh, they were supposed to race the thing already. And no one is letting them race. Like they kind of had some promises, and I don't know if it's always been happening. And these, I mean, look, it, the bike can get eighty horsepower, right? That's what they're saying. Even if it can get sixty horsepower, seventy horsepower, you've got to, you can't have a bike that's you know faster than all the other bikes. There's a four hundred fifty cc limit, right? So you need to make sure that you can run four fifties, and that's it. And then you need to make sure the sanctioning body, the rule makers. Also make sure that the bike is just a 450. So I don't know if we're ready for that. That Because they could cheat. No, I think it's too different. I think it needs to start as a separate class. Maybe. Yeah, they don't want to. They are very adamant on that. They yeah. do not want to start as a separate class. Well, I like what Kawasaki, like, I don't know if you saw on the Eichma show, where, like they came out with some hybrid mo- bikes. And oh, so yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. It's EV and yep. ICE. And oh. so I think that's, I thought that was pretty smart. So I'm like, it would be interesting to see if someone comes with something like that in right. an off-road bike. Is ICE internal combustion? Yeah, okay. internal Ooh, combustion engine. Yep. Never heard that before. <laughs> okay. Um, so no, on Kenny's thing, I I don't know. Like, he was doing it for fun. It's strictly fun. No, He's no, just no drumming up interest. Yeah, no. Screen. Why not? Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, either, he was in France. He had to go to Spain to do the test, and it was close flight. And could have been their idea. You know, like they just yeah. said, "We'll." You yeah, know, we'll buy, take care of everything. Right, we'll pay you. We'll come out. We'll do a video. You know what I mean? All that stuff. So, yeah, all. Uh, I, but there's nothing more there. But but Stark wants to race for sure. Okay, uh, from lacrosse defense coach, uh, what do you think DeCoster's first were first words were upon seeing Marv and Coop's results this weekend? Yeah, you got to get, you got to get better. You just got to go faster. That's first words. Okay. It's good. It's getting uh, impression. It's going to be a long effing year. From Grant Smith, what is the reason for the hate towards Cole Thompson? I mean, I just think the guy's a douchebag. Like, he's just, he's been in so many incidents of ramming guys and taking guys out and being a loser off the track. Every Canadian team has a story of Cole Thompson being a D-bag. Everyone does. It doesn't seem to matter. Uh, and then there's things that he's done to my buddy Donk and the teams down here. And, like, yeah, he's just – I mean, ask a lot of racers. They just don't like the guy. I just – I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know why he is that way. I want to like him because he's Canadian racing in the U.S. I'm always in favor of that. But he's just done too many douchey things. There's just too many douchey things from people that I know, that I trust. So – I don't like the guy. I mean, that's cool. I don't wish it. I don't wish him ill will. I don't anything else. I just I don't like the guy. All right. Uh, from Corey Mosier. Never heard of him. Uh, during wife swap, what wisdom will Steve impart? Life swap. Life swap. It's not wife swap. It's <laughs> a very subtle difference. <laughs> I know. There. I, but and it's that's important. What, <laughs> and that's what Moser would think it is. 
That's what he wants it to be, actually. <laughs> what wisdom will Steve impart to Little Kiefer as the man of the household? I already told Aiden I'm going to channel my mechanic for Tim Ferry, Nick Way, Kelly Smith, all the riders that I took to the top, and I will take him to the top. That's just what I'm going to do. I, I got to go back in my memory and think about it, but I, I'm going to do that. So, where does spring SC1 on brakes Ugh, fall into that? That's going to be lesson number one. Okay. Yeah. Um, this next one is actually in response to the poll that we have put up. Okay, uh, which by about, the way is 87%. Um, right now it's 87% with 833 votes. So I think I've been justified by the voting tonight that I'm, uh, it's a reasonable request. So you two can kick rocks. I never, I didn't, I never said it wasn't reasonable. No, you both said, dude, people, people don't, well, people don't uh, have that, man. I I don't think, I don't think a lot lot of people people don't have that. You said, I I think there's a lot of liars out there. I think there are (laughs) too. And out of 800. (laughs) And it's Twitter, right? You still got (laughs) Twitter. 200 that don't have that room on there but 600 do well still 200 that don't that's a lot thanks but 600 Uh, do quick maths from matt wilson says the real question is could you mr mathis pay off the entire credit card bill of what 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 are you talking about uh mr brokeside's uh credit card could i pay his bill off could you pay his balance like am i capable of it yes Yes. Okay. I mean, there's a whole. It, it can't be more than eight or ten grand, right? As far as his actual credit card. Well, I guess we never got to the bottom of how much his limit was. What? What his? Yeah. The. Yes, we don't even know. But I'm guessing it's not high. Doesn't matter. Steve can pay it. No, that's fake news. <laughs> that's Consider it done. <laughs> have you seen these ceilings? <laughs> yes, I have. Point proven. No, the point is, is the bank borrowed me the money for these. This, <laughs> the bank just said, hey, yeah, here's a bunch of money. Bank I think they loaned you the, the money. money. Yeah, they loaned me the money yes. with, a, with an interest rate that is not acceptable. <laughs> it's better then than it is now. Uh, from Tanner Hall, uh, is Hayden Deegan racing Minios to get Supercross points, or what is the point? Yeah, I don't know, man. Okay. That's old news, right? Hey, he did warn you like earlier in the show. Yeah, I, I, I gave you the the heads up ahead of time. It's uh, slim pickings today. You, you you notice by the phone calls, the only time we're getting them is when people want free stuff. It's time for more. See, free it's stuff. the off season. It's more time for more free stuff. Consider it done. What what what, what number we want? Seven hundred sixty-two. I like it, but you're not counting seven hundred sixty-two. Sure, I am. <laughs> Say I'm not. Seven hundred two five eight six. The last hundred dollar motorsport.com gift card given out tonight. 762nd caller. We'll get it. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call, and uh, we'll make it happen. Thank you to the folks at motorsport.com. I never got your email number three yet. Oh, I did get it. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, tits. Appreciate that. All right, give us a call. 702-586. One more gift card up for grabs. And again, the archive listeners, uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com. Email 69, only acceptable after the show. Uh, We'll get the $100 gift card. So please check that out. And uh, and uh, do that if you want to enter it. And uh, it's just a thank you from motorsport.com. So please check them out. Support them if you can. Pre-Black Friday sale going on now. Black Friday, of course, the next week. And then Cyber Monday as well. Motorsport.com. They got OEM and aftermarket parts. Great prices. Great shipping. It's great. Uh, Dale Spangler here. Uh, what else, Dale? What else 
captures your attention in the offseason slash Supercross 2023? I don't know. I'm just, uh, one of the things that I like, I think has been really cool this last couple of years is the, are these vlogs. You know, I just think that that's opened yeah. up so much. And it, I think it really kind of stems from, I was telling you, my wife and I would like to watch you know, F1 together. Yeah. And we rode that, you know, we watched that Driven to, Driven to, whatever that's called, that series. Driven, driven to Ride. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah the, the, Drive to Survive. Yeah, Drive to Survive. Yeah, the Netflix series. And it's just like, once you get to know the riders, I feel like that's what sort of endears you to the sport, you know? And so these vlogs, I feel like, you know, I've become more of a fan of some of these riders because yeah. you get to know their true personalities. You know, right. yeah, okay, there might be some shenanigans in there, but yeah. for yeah. the most part, you kind of get it. Like a guy like Justin Barsha, like I think he just seems like such a fun Hilarious guy, probably to be around every Bam day. Bamland, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bamland's good. Troll Train's good. Yep. Uh, AC had a good one for a little while. Yep. Adam seen Cirilla. Yeah. Uh, which other ones did you like? Um, let's see. Who's was the other one? I mean, I just there's just so many good ones like that. You know, like right. I, I slowly keep adding them as I'm. You know, I can't. Um, I can't watch them all the time, right? I can't. Yeah. Uh, I just I miss them. I'll catch like every third Troll Train or every third Bamland. You know what I mean? Whenever one pops up in racer x or or somehow i'm not a dedicated loyal vlogger watcher i probably should be but i i do like some of them yeah absolutely there's just so much content these days like how can anyone keep up honestly yeah you know? yeah well yeah. even podcasts right there's so many oh, podcasts yeah. and everything else yeah. like yeah I, I, between podcast video i mean it's just it's yep. really really impossible yeah. you know to kind yep. of keep up with all the no nope. the shows and everything that's out there but it's but it's fun it, it, it's easy for people like us though because it's you know, that's what that's what we've done our whole life. And yeah. so it's just naturally Yep. You know, we're inquisitive about it and I mean that's some of my favorite things are just getting out in the field and talking to people again and like I went to that AIM Expo this February and it was just so fun to reconnect with everybody that I haven't seen for years. Yeah. And um you'll have, to, you'll, you'll have time, to go. When's the last time you went to a race? Uh let's see, when was the last race? It had to be a couple of years ago. I went to the Dallas Supercross when it was when I was down at Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. And uh, like hoping to get this year, I want to try and go to one of the Anheims, right. probably Anheim too. Yeah, because it's just been a while since I've been. Yeah, there. absolutely right. It's nothing like live, right? Nothing yeah, like seeing it live. Yeah, I, I tell know. my wife that because she's never been to one live, and I'm like, it's just so different. You know, like if yeah. you've never been to one, because it's just the vibrations. You know, that you feel the vi the ground vibrate, and then the sounds, everything, the smells combined, it really just makes yep. a huge difference. You know. Yeah, the moment before gate drop. Yes. You know, yep. you're just like, you're just sitting there, you're watching it. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty unique thing. That's what's, that's what's great about our sport, really. I mean, it still makes my hands sweat when the, before the start, you know, because I'm just <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> sometimes, you know. It's yeah, just, yeah. Can't do, get you, do you look back on your racing career, like, kind of like, so I was a mechanic for 12 years, and when I look back on me as a mechanic, worked my balls off, uh, made some podiums with Red Dog and won a race with Kelly Smith and this and that. But it seems like another lifetime away. It seems like a different guy. I, I, you know, I just, I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Do you look at that? Is that that way for you for racing? Absolutely. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, just you're like, yeah. You're like, holy shit. Like I, I, you know, I was really good rider and I was fast and you know. Like, I mean, even just the fitness aspects of it, you know, cause I'm obviously I'm overweight now, but it's, it's kind of like. I just can't believe some of the stuff I did back then, you know, for training. And, yeah. And, you know, like I did two marathons, ran two marathons, you know, like in between when I quit the first time and then I started again the second time, I ended up running two marathons. I'm like, yeah. I can't imagine doing that now. <laughs> yeah, so, totally, right? But, yeah, it's just, you know, there's a couple things that I when I look back, I go, if I would have just made, maybe stuck it out one more year. Yeah. Because I quit in 89. Like my dad and I had this, you know, pact or whatever. We're like, 
you know, if you don't have it figured out, if you don't have a factory ride by then, and I was, I was close, you know, I, I think, I think Buell got the ride that I was sort of in contention okay. for, Jeremy Buell. For that, for which one? For Suzuki. For Suzuki. Yeah, yeah for 1990. Yep. But it was just, you know, they didn't have the budget, and they had one rider, and I'm like, I got it. He was younger than me, you yeah. know, and yep. so, yeah, I think maybe if I would have stuck it out one more year, because I was sixth that year in 89 right in the east region yep and then i saw like denny and everybody go on and do really well and i'm like yeah oh, dang it. uh so that's your bradshaw one 89 89 yeah. yeah yep you were sixth yeah oh i didn't I was tied with chris coleman's we, we tied for six yeah, yeah chris coleman new yorker guy yeah 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 oh that's cool yeah, i got a couple fifths and i think that was my fourth might have been my best right. super cost never got a podium right right uh how many times did bradshaw pass you in 89 miami Actually, I wasn't out, and that's the other thing. I oh. didn't even race Miami because ah. I broke my collarbone. Oh, so okay. So I missed like two, one or two rounds. Yeah, and it still got still got six. six. So, oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems like a different lifetime, like I said, right? For you. Yeah, and I yeah. look at it and I just go, man, we look like we're going so damn slow when I watch those oh, old videos. Yeah. I was know? just talking to somebody about yeah. that. Oh, um, the Glen Helen World Vets—they had 125s there, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, look at these things. Like, yeah, they look so slow. I mean, honestly, it's like. It's almost frightening how fast they're going now to me. Yeah. Like when I look at it, I go, wow, I don't know if I would, would have had, you know, what it takes now yep. to go the speed that these, these kids are going. Yeah. You know? No, it, it, it's it's nuts. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keith Bowen stories you can share on the air? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I really, we, we hung out a couple of times, you know, I went okay. up to his house in Michigan and oh, he, there wasn't he, a lot of riding. Let's put it that way. We did a lot of eating, but we didn't do a lot. Keith was good. Uh, he was so good. He was so good. I mean, and talk just, about somebody in a whoops too. Like, yeah, holy crap. Oh yeah, no, he started that. He started uh, crushing it whoops. Uh, there's a lot of Keith Bowen party stories out there, right? Yeah. Um, he just hated the train, I think. I mean, he just had so much natural talent, kind of like yep. a Lachine type guy yep. where hey, uh, I don't think you had to, you know. You're from Ohio. Yep. Brock Sellers, fastest Ohio racer ever? Yeah, well, let's see. They got Jeff Hicks. Yeah. Tom Carson. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I, Brock's pretty. Probably Brock, right? Uh, yeah, I would say. Fastest he's rider from Ohio? Definitely. Am I missing? Fastest oh, and uh, definitely the most quirky. Fred Andrews? <laughs> oh, yeah, Freddie. Fred's good, yeah. but I don't think he was as good as, I don't think he was as good as Brock. <laughs> yeah, Fred, Freddie was one of those guys, man. He was like, he would just whip my ass at the local races all the time. Yeah. I was kind of the guy coming up. I got my team green yeah. ride. Yeah. He was a little more, you know, veteran. Right, right. And I swear, it's like every race, it was almost like he just kind of played with me. And then the last one or two laps ago, he passed me and yeah, win. Yeah, you know? yeah, And so, like, that was what I had to go up against every week, you know. So it was it was good, you yeah. know. Like, and, of course, I went to Michigan and Pennsylvania and to try and get other racers. Like, we'd all – there's a group of us, like the Beckingtons brothers out of Michigan, uh-huh. Greg Keith Bowen. Um, let's see who else, like Stanford Buckholder. I mean, there's all these guys from, like, Michigan that would come down and race in Ohio. And then we'd go up there, you know. So it was like, but it made everybody faster. Larocco, you know, yeah. all of us, you know. Yeah. Do you remember so, Larocco, young Larocco? Oh yeah. yeah. So we we raced. Yeah, we would we would race each other at like COCR, this track in Central right. Ohio, and he he was a guy that like I mean he was good as an amateur, but you wouldn't have thought that Mike Larocco would become the Mike Larocco. No. Pro, Same right? thing with Stanton though. Yeah. I mean, you yep. you see his riding style from when yep. he started. I mean, yep. he was he really what literally was a bulldog, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. His, but then all of a sudden he just like changed his style. He started riding on the balls of his feet. I know that he just completely changed his riding style. Got somebody on YouTube wants to know where in Ohio you're from. Painesville. Painesville. Up by Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. All right. By Cleveland. Yep. All right. Got it. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't think anybody, you know, looking at LaRocco's amateur results would be like, oh, he's going to be a multi-time champion. You know what I mean? He was good, but not. Yeah. Yeah. He had the work ethic though, you know, and I think a lot of like, I tell people that I feel like it's sort of a Midwest thing, you know, mm-hmm. where you're just a little more, 
I wouldn't say humble, but you just kind of keep to yourself. You know, you let your actions kind of speak for themselves, right. and that, that, that you, but you work hard. Yep. And that just seems to be kind of if you look at all the guys like Stanton and Larocco, that's kind of how they work. Yeah, that's know? a good point. You're right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are like it's that. It's just right? that Midwest even mentality. Even quiet. Well, Dungy too. Even you yeah. know, what I mean, I think he's pretty quiet. And he was right. and humble. So. Yep. So and then <clears throat> uh, speaking of that, Donnie Schmidt is already pro by the time you were amateurs. <clears throat> yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I raced him a little bit though. I think eighty nine he was in there with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. eighty nine he raced uh, one hundred nationals. I mean, sometimes I look back at those results and I just go, "Holy shit, man!" I just didn't remember there was, it was that deep, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we always say that now. Yeah, ah, it's so deep, it's so yeah. deep. But I'm like, damn, it was pretty deep back then. You yeah, know? well, because back then too, like guys like Kurdowski and Chicken in eighty eight, eighty seven, eighty eight, they're riding as amateurs. They're racing the pro nationals as amateurs, right? Yeah, pro ams. Yeah, pro ams. So, yep. so you're getting the top amateurs racing nationals, and then they're going to Loretta's, right? Yep. Later on. So, I mean, I like that. that's a good example because, like, in nineteen eighty nine, I should have had, or actually eighty eight, I should have had a national number because I was a pro am. I didn't get yeah. any points. Yeah, no points, right? So I had to keep my triple, you know, my three digits. So. One sixty two. Yeah. Yeah. So I had forty one going into 90, 1990 and didn't even race it. Yeah, how crazy is that, that right? So stupid, right? <laughs> yeah. 41, and then you're just like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. That's like so stupid. I know. You look back at that, you're just like, yeah, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, congratulations to um, Andrew for winning um, uh, the $100 motorsport.com gift card. Appreciate that. Um, what's that noise? Is that downstairs? That, yes. Pookie watching something. What down is there? Pookie doing? She, Pookie does what she wants. This is her house. I guess it is. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, uh, anything else, Spangler? Thanks no. for coming in. Yeah, I Thanks appreciate it, up. man. This it's been a great time. Let me guess, the show went way faster than you thought. It really did. I know. Yeah. Everyone says that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> is it bad? Like, what is it? Is it four it, hours? It's four twenty-four right now. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it. Right on track to be the best show ever. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, I would. I'm, <laughs> no, look at the slack. The look. Look at the slack right there. The lack message. The what? The last message on Slack. Mm. So anyways, Dale, as I was saying. Um, <laughs> you know I like being here, right? No, you don't. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, no, thanks for coming up. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was good Good to have you. I'm, I always wanted to get you in here, and we've been chatting over the months, and so I'm glad we could make it happen. That, that's super cool. No, I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I always love I'm always up for a good bench racing session, and yep. it's just fun to uh, – I don't know. Just analyze everything. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of my new hobby, I guess. With right, you know, doing my. I'm still in the industry, but you know, it's uh, it's fun to be able to just kind of pull things apart, just make sure. predictions, and you know, all the fun stuff you do every week. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the support at Fly. As I said, in 2000 and whatever year that 2007. was, 2007. 2007. Yeah. But I wasn't doing pods then. I was doing pods. 2010, I, started, I think. Is 2010 when, was when I yeah, started this. Thing. That's when we started. Yeah. yeah. So yep. uh, thanks for reaching out to me. Yeah. Still, a, still a very valued partner uh, today because of <laughs> Dale Spangler. Um, and I want to thank Ryan Dungey, Ryan Villapoto, uh, Alex Martin, um, of course, Adam Bailey, and uh, Scott Huddleston. What's the best interview for you tonight? What did, what did you think? Uh, I think I like the Ryan Dungey one. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I, was, I always admired him. I, 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 like I said, being a Midwest guy, I think I can kind of relate to his mm-hmm. sort of mentality. Yeah. And, he's, so, a yeah. Lot, he's a lot more open on these interviews now that he's yeah. done racing, right? Yeah, I mean, I know you guys have said the same thing about Tomac too, because it seems like I, I got to meet him once when I was at WPS, and God, he was so friendly and nice, easy to talk to, you yeah. know. And so, yeah. it's cool that that personality's coming out. Now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just think it's the stress and the pressure that these guys are under. Yeah, which is a lot, right? And then once they get older, or once they get a little more at ease, 
I think Tomac getting that Supercross championship, the second one, was everything yeah. to him, you know? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, thanks uh, thanks to those guys for calling in tonight. Um, and, um, yeah, thank you people for listening. Thanks to motorsport.com for the gift cards. Um, Marks? Yes, sir. Thanks. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, tits? Yeah, glad to be here. Great work tonight. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, one of your best, one of your better shows. That's what I'm talking about. I want to thank Tater as well for coming in. Uh, Coach Tater. Coach Tater. <laughs> uh, really appreciate that as well. Swiss Corps, uh, Roto, uh, Moser. Thank you to those guys. Pookie, of course, as well. Um, so I want everybody to know right now that I really want to show on this Monday. I really want to come in for do another show for you people uh, and lay it all out there and have some, a great show. But Mark's insisted that he had to take some time. So. We're, we're, we'll be off this Monday. He'll be working on the app instead of the show. Uh, how do you Correct. feel about that, Marks? That's honestly probably not inaccurate. So ah. we'll, we'll be uh, we'll be off next week because Marks says I'll be, so. I'll be working on the app. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You could just release a bug riddled, like partially working version of the app, like yeah, you did the first version just of like Fantasy. Last time. Oh wow! Burn. Did you hear what he just said? That was uh, I, I, I heard him. Yeah, it doesn't, I, I don't care. <laughs> the first version of fantasy. Yeah, I don't care. Solid burn. It's Got him. It's pretty good. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> collusion, <laughs> collusion. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for listening. Dale, thank you again for coming up. Uh, great it. to have you in, and good job tonight for sure. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners. Papamexshow dot com for more information on that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, everybody. We out. My daughter, she's probably banged a few, but not everybody at least. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I... I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.